Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Monday night, February 3rd, we're live from Las Vegas, right? not far from the Lion's Den. Lion's Den being the uh, premier adult uh, um, interactive den over here in this side of the city of Vegas, not an actual Lion's Den. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Thank you, everybody, for listening on this Monday night. Lots to talk about, A3 and uh, more on the show and our guests, uh, Chad Reed, Jeremy Albrecht, Jimmy Albertson, Nick Way will be on, Jason Thomas will be on later, and my, uh, my co-host tonight is uh, perhaps uh, one of the guys that would be on the Mount Rushmore of mechanics out there. I've uh, been doing it for a long time. Tony Berluti. Steve, how are you doing tonight? Good, buddy. Uh, RCH, Team RCH, Brock Tickle, mechanic to the stars. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, well, it's... You know, I was thinking later earlier, earlier that sometime in the future we should do a show with Tortelli. Bernard, Nick, line up all your old riders. Why not? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, get them to tell us stories. You'll have to get it together. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, I can. Oh, damn you're straight, good. I can you're do You're good it. like that. Hey, we're going to give away tonight uh, two $50 BTO cards, courtesy of the Circle Jerkies. Listen in to win two tickets to San Diego. Who wants to go to San Diego this weekend? Well, we can, courtesy of Vortex Racing, and a Fly F2 Carbon Trey Canard helmet from Fly Racing. Uh, we're going to give all that stuff away. And we'll announce the winners of our previous two fifty dollars BTO cards, as well as the uh, six twelve race tech suspension uh, suspension uh, contest giveaway. We've picked the winner for that, so uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Looking forward, great show tonight, and thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A Ten Solutions, W Wheels. Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, and Optrix all on board with us tonight. And we've got your segments coming up. Uh, BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, NFAB Question of the Day, X-Brand, Tear-Offs, Race Tech emails, and much, much more. Speaking of Gabba Gibbs, taking your calls, uh, producing the show behind the scenes um, is the Gabba Gibbs. What is going on, guys? How, how are you, Devin? Uh, a little under the weather, but committed. Uh, well, if you're, you're going <laughs> to throw up. To do, make sure your mic is on. All right. Yeah, I, got a, I got a bucket right here. This could be an entertaining show, ladies Great and radio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to uh, getting Chad Reed on. Uh, Berluti. Yeah. Damn it, dude. The wow. guy won again. Wow. What? He's one guy that uh, I mean, you give him confidence. Some guy's confidence can hurt him. This is a guy that, with confidence, <laughs> it's dangerous to the competitors, huh? Wouldn't you say? I just, I mean, I remember talking about, because that's what I do for a living is talk about these riders and talk about who can win and who can't win. I do talk about who can't win. Uh, and, um, I mean, we talked before the season, like, hey, if Chad can get some podiums, if he can get stay in the top five. I had him in my top know? five. I had like, him, We do a deal. I had yeah. him for top five, but I would have never thought that he'd win. He's two points out of the lead, Berlin. I hear you. He's won <laughs> twice. God damn. Confidence. That guy's uh, going to – it's scary. You watch, and he's coming to San Diego, his favorite place. Huh? Well, that's just it, too, and I forgot about that till after the race. He's like, yeah, I'm going to, going to a stadium that I really love next week. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. 
San Diego. So, yeah, yeah going to be gnarly. Uh, I can't believe it. What a race, too. And how hard is that, Berlu, when you're, you're the, the, the guy getting chased? Like, you're the – like, Brock's, Brock's in behind him, can find out his breaking points, acceleration points, look at his lines, like, you know, read and react off of what Chad's doing. You're up front. You're the first one to deal with the lappers. You got this German kid on your ass, and you just you just hold it strong. I mean, yeah. it's just so he's, impressive. He's got ice in his veins. A guy, but he's always been that way his whole career, though. Yeah, yeah. He's never been erratic, you know, out of control. He's and so that's why you pick him. Yeah. That's why I pick him. He's solid. Yeah. He's solid. I just didn't expect him to be this solid. Uh, can he win, Berluti? Can he win this title? Like, Absolutely. Sure, why not? How gnarly would that he be? He just won two races. How can I mean, that to me, there's no question. Like you said, you're going to you just limit your San bat, Diego, yeah, yeah. and him with confidence is a scary thing for his competitors. Oh, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. His bike is working awesome. He's happy with his team. Yeah. I mean, the bike looks like it's working it, really it well. Yeah. Speaking of the bike, Tony Blazer, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Hey, what I are you doing? I have a question for Yeah. Hey, I had a question. Uh, originally, I thought Chad had like uh, basically a factory Cowie, but then I heard Goose saying that uh, more or less they built their bike themselves. Is, is he does he have any factory support at all, or is he basically running the same kind of deal he did the first year on his two two Honda? No, no, he's got factory support in terms of uh, factory ignition, and the Cowie guys are down there helping him with ignition curves and all that kind of stuff. He uses a stock tranny reinforced, and I think Cowie gave him some stuff and said, you know. Here's where you go, and I know Mitch gave him some stuff and said, "Here's where you go," and uh, he kind of took it his own way. And a lot of that stuff is is in house. I, I was uh, also under the assumption that his motor and everything would basically be the same as Ryan Villapoto's. Well, it's not. I guess uh, it's his own uh, Team Two Two's work. So, yeah, a little different. That's deal. even more amazing. That's amazing. You know, he's doing so well. I mean, I, I'm obviously I love Chad, but that's you know, it's amazing he's doing that well, and then uh, he doesn't have full factory support or anything. That's even more impressive. So yeah, no, I agree absolutely. It's in, it's uh, incredible. And and what about say say Chad keeps riding and winning Brilludi and does well, and how long until Cowie's over there going, okay, tell us what you got, show us what you got. No, I don't know. Because that's how these things work. You got to share that stuff. I think it's a little bit of misconception. My personal feelings. You're gonna probably think I'm nuts, maybe, but. I think the bikes are so good that you can do exactly what Chad does. If somebody gives him good suspension, the motors on him are phenomenal. He does have, like you said, this. I've heard the ignition. You know, he's got. Yeah. But he put together a package. You know, probably a motor package just on his own of testing. You know, and he's a another thing about Chad. He's a great tester. You know, when I when we he was at Suzuki and I saw what he did with, he knows how to set up his bike. That's one thing he's probably better at than most of those guys out there. Yeah, and really, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if that's the case, how do you explain him having so many problems last year with the Honda? You'd think with all that support behind him, he could have got that thing sorted out to you know, a point where he was comfortable with it, but it seemed like he was just out of sorts with the bike the whole year. Well, there's a lot of things. It, 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 it kind of like perpetuates or, or, or keeps you know, continuing down, uh, like a downhill spiral. I think that uh, you know, him talking to Honda about it and possibly Honda saying, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's great or, what, it, it, we, or whatever, you know, and... It probably made him angry, and it just, you know, just kind of, you know, goes on from there. And I, I don't think that uh, – I think he's not the only one that's having problems with the Honda. So there might be some more to it than meets the eye. Right. Cool. Well, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thanks, Blazer. See ya. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have Chad Reed coming up here in a little bit to, uh, to talk about his Anaheim uh, win not too long into the show. Hey, don't forget, you can get this show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher the next day. The Pulpamex app. $1.99. That's it. 
and you have so much greatness on the Pulp MX app. Also, too, uh, if you want to support the show, support Pulp MX. Next time you're going uh, to Amazon to buy something, just go to pulpamex.com. There's an Amazon banner on there. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Then you can go ahead and make your purchase, and we get a small slice of that. And uh, that thing uh, really worked well for Christmas. Uh, geez, Berluti, people were buying up things like crazy. Yeah. And we get a percentage of that, and it helps uh, helps me pay Tony Berluti and Devin's ex- exorbitant salaries. Sure. So thanks for thanks for that, and thanks for uh, – I want to raise, by the way. But anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that after the show. Okay, so listen, um, your uh, – let's talk about the big news coming out of A3, the news that everybody wants to talk about. Alex fucking Van Halen. Ah, what? I heard about that. He's in your tr- truck, bro. Not my truck. You never saw him. I never saw him. I just heard that. You're on th- the team. That You know what? That's a funny deal. I heard that deal that you came over and you were like, you all of a sudden looked up and you were blown Dude, away. Watson, <laughs> making miracles happen. Holy he shit. calls me and goes, hey, come to my truck. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, come to my truck right now. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I go down to his truck and he's like, Hey, come in, come inside. Come into the hospitality truck. Come inside. And I'm like, uh, what's this about Watson? What? He goes, just come here. So I walk inside, and uh, he's like, hey, I want you to meet my old friend Alex. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, my friend Alex. And I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of walking. And, dude, coming down from the stairs into the truck, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at him, and I'm like, who, Alex? And I'm like, who, who is that? And, like, it doesn't even – I mean, if you'd given me a thousand guesses on who was going to come down from the lounge named Alex, yeah, Van Halen would not have been in there. You know, I'm like, who? Some fan? Some? Well, guy. you recognize him, right? Well, I knew, I knew him, kinda. You know, like I'm like, he looks familiar. Yeah. And then Kenny goes, Alex Van Halen, and I'm like, oh my, it is. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, but knowing Watson, I'm like, maybe he's not. You know what I mean? Like, like. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's putting you together, right? And yeah. I'm just like looking at Kenny, and I'm like, and then he's like, hey man, what's up? And I'm like, oh my god, this is Alex Van Halen. His kid's in the riding, hangs out with Steve Butler at Yamaha a little bit. Oh, cool. And uh, he was there getting the full tour and, you know, getting everything else. My wife saw him in the knot hole, got a photo with him. Speaking of Pookie, I, I heard she had a great surprise that, that morning, too, or something, huh? What? I don't even know. Uh, uh, something what? About, uh, something about Howard Stern. Oh, tweeted yeah. Tweeted her or did something. Is that right? Uh, yeah. My wife is a massive Howard Stern fan. So yeah. she his, his birthday special was on Sirius. So she tweeted him saying, you know, what was your favorite part? And he actually replied back. That's it. That's it. And we, and you know, retweeted her question with, and that, yeah, she just started screaming in the hotel room. Wow, I thought, you guys both just had a wonderful day. Right? Yeah. I thought someone was stabbing her. She was so happy. I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, wow. yeah. So then, like, I, like, not only, so I shook his hand and I got a photo with Alex and Halen, but, like, talked about bikes with him and then talked about, like, what's going on with the band. I told him I'm a Sammy guy. Like, you know, hopefully he wouldn't yeah. beat me down. But yeah. then. I said, well, you know, but I went to your tour in Vegas and with Dave, and I was like, it was better than I thought. And then he said that they're all fighting again, but hopefully it makes good music. <laughs> wow. Alex Van Halen. So is he older or younger than, than uh, Eddie? He's older. Eddie. Yeah, he's older. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And Alex Van Halen. <laughs> so I'm like one degree from, from Eddie, you know, not far from, from Sammy. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's good. Uh, good stuff. I can't believe you didn't. I, I was going to ask you about if you'd seen him or talked to him, but you didn't even know. Um, I mean, he's on your team. Uh, Nobody well, brought him by. No, nah, I didn't. He brought him by for you. He no didn't one bring said, him by for me. No one said, "Hey, this is our ace tuner, Tony Berlin." Nah, nothing like that. And you know, I love ha- Halen too. You know, but I'm yeah. I'm with you. I'm I'm a Hagar guy for myself. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I was pumped about that. Hey, so um, 
were you as surprised as me? Obviously, you're down. Well, let's play. Let's touch on Brock Tickle. What'd you think? Uh, there was even rumors that he wasn't going to race this weekend. Bad crash in Oakland. Crashed the week before at Anaheim yeah. too. Um, so he raced. He raced and he did okay. He did all right, but um, he's beat up. Yeah, he's beat up. Um, he actually had laid down a really good lap time in in the second qualifier, qualifying time. I mean, really well. And then, uh, so that really made me feel good. And then, come race time, he actually raced pretty well. You know, I was I was really proud of him by the end of the night, myself. Yeah, he uh, he he rode all right considering. I mean, what what did he say? Like, what kind of things were bothering him <clears throat> still? Or can you tell us? Yeah, he just feels that he can't push it a hundred percent. You know. Um, his result wasn't that far off of what he's capable, in my opinion. I'm not saying the 11th. He ended up with 11th. I, I know he's capable of – I'd like to see him get a top five this year, you know, but that's, that's going to be tough, you know. But uh, he rode well, and I do understand he's beat up. You know, he, he you know, had cartilage, you know, issues with his ribs yeah. and then yeah. his wrist and or he, he, uh, his middle fi- – or his finger got, you know, jammed in yeah. his wrist, so – I mean, he's he's riding injured, and for a guy to go out there and qualify and then, you know, ride as well as he did with injuries like that, I'm pretty proud of him. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, were you surprised as me to see Villapoto drop off the, the top two guys as, as much as he did? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I was. That no, was, that, that, that surprised was, me a bit. That was weird. Yeah. But at the same time, he got on the podium. You know, that yeah. guy's, you know, you asked me, do I think Reed can win the championship? Yeah, I do think he can. But... It's going to be tough. Villapoto's yeah. riding smart, you know. I mean, he backed off because he's not happy with that track. I, I heard the somewhere along the line he made a comment. He can't wait to get out of California. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, so. I, yeah. You know what? Did, did you not think that um, the A three track was better in um, configuration, in configuration, and in soil than the A two? I thought so when I walked it when I was down there, but. Apparently not. Not as far as the soil. Yeah. It, 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 it went away, and it, I heard more complaints about three than any of the other previous two. You know. Yeah, I I, I got the same thing when I went, when I went down and asked the guys at the race. I'm like, hey, the track was pretty good, and track was pretty bitching and all that, and everyone's like, nah, nah, nah not really. You know. Nah, so, I think that's just guess shit gets beat up. I don't know the the configuration. I did like too. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Good. You got a quad that only a few guys were doing. Did you notice too uh, after the double before the sand pit, you make a right mm-hmm. after the double. Yeah, guys, Tomac and Brayton going three in. Yeah, two I did out, see that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, uh, real gnarly. Oh, and so then you and you have the quad. You got big whoops. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenging track. It was a yeah. I, I liked it. Like you said, the configuration was bitching. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, if you guys want to call in and ask me questions about Alex Van Halen. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Um, I'll tell you all about meeting him and shaking my hand. I haven't washed my hands since, so it's um, very exciting. We're going to try to cold call Kenny, too, later. That should be exciting. Right on. Talk to him about Alex Van Halen a little bit. Hey, what, you remember what Will he, he pick up? I don't know. Remember what happened last time? Do, do, I mean, do you yeah. remember that, deal yeah. Where yeah. he just hung up on you? Yeah. And he goes, oh, you're, I, I still don't know what you guys got going on. Sometimes you guys, I don't know, is there a – you guys got a different relationship than most people I know. I like Kenny. Yeah. But he's weird sometimes. Yeah. He's just weird. He, he, you know, you were going to ask him a simple question. Yeah. yeah and then no. uh, he, he. I thought, think sometimes he thinks like, hey, this will be good for the show if I hang up on him because he's sort of got a rep to make. Oh, you know, really? To keep up. But it's not always good for the show, you know? Yeah, well. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, Whatever it, works. Yeah, well, let's yeah, let's, let's call him. Yeah, we'll try to do that. That's your that's your boss, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, so you know, I, I know, know you, I know you got to watch out. I do. <laughs> I definitely got to watch my p's and q's with. Yeah, you know? yeah no doubt about it. Um, hey, uh, let's give away some tickets to uh, San Diego. Let's do that right now. Courtesy of the folks at Vortex Racing, uh, incredible handlebars and sprockets, uh, thousands of configurations to uh, to choose from, and uh, they got two tickets for San Diego to. Uh, I don't know. The third caller that uh, calls in, let's do third caller, Devin. Uh, third caller wins a tickets, two tickets to San Diego, courtesy of Vortex Racing. Vortex Racing is official sprocket of James Stewart. Dave, what's up, man? Hey, I got a question. What happened to Eli? Eli got a flat tire. Oh, really? Yeah, Eli got a flat tire. Uh, uh, yeah, I noticed, noticed in the results he was at the end, and I, was, I didn't know what happened. Yeah, it's a um, bummer for him, man. No doubt about it. Comes back after a shoulder injury and then gets a flat. Um, yeah, that yeah, hap- happened early in the race. It did, didn't it? Yeah. About six, seven laps in or yep. something. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I got another question. Hey, did you, uh, what's, what's going on with the MXGP? I see that CSBN or uh, CS, whatever, at NBC, the sports thing is going to be uh, airing the, their uh, uh, CBS, on TV here. Yeah, CBS Sports is going to carry some GPs, right? I saw that press release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that uh, Tyler won, uh, got fourth of the, in the Husqvarna on the Italian, uh, uh, nationals they're yeah. having, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the preseason. One thing I've learned over time, Dave, is those, and, and certainly good for Tyler Ratchery, no doubt about it, but those yeah. preseason races in Europe, they mean nothing. They mean nothing. Yeah, I know like, that. the dudes don't even care or try or they're testing, and, and so, yeah, they don't mean a whole lot. But, yeah, whatever, good for Tyler, and Caroli won, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's good. I was just wondering what happened to Eli. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't see anything about it. but Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Okay, thanks. All right, thanks. Uh, next question, uh, Dale. What's up, man? Hey, Steve. Did you uh, rent that blimp yet? Uh, well, the uh, the bet wasn't for one race, but uh, maybe I could be renting that blimp. Absolutely. Um, Goodyear blimp? Are you going to rent that? Yeah, I don't. You know, Ivan Ivan Tedesco went down. Your old rider. Yeah. Went down to uh, KTM three hundred and fifty. Yeah, I know. This weekend. Yeah. And the rock star guy. Well, I wrote a column about it on Racer X. Yeah. I wasn't very happy about it. Uh, that switch, I didn't think it's going to work out too good. Right. And the Rockstar guys weren't happy with me. Right. They, they got a lot of calls and texts, and Bobby Hewitt said that uh, a lot of people weren't happy about it, and KTM included, and all that. And all I said to them was, you know, look at Andrew Short, look at Michael Lessie, look at anybody who's ridden the 315 Supercross. They just don't have success at it. If you're dropping down from a 450, Muscan, Roxon, they've done well on it because they ride it like a 250. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and you know again Kenny Roxon had the choice to ride a 350 this year, he chose the 450. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a better bike for Supercross. But I haven't got a season best on it. Yeah. So you and I had a, the, the conversation early in the morning about it. That's right. We did. Yeah. I forgot. Sorry, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Just talking to so many people. And oh, I know then you. I, I know you're, you're. So um, I told the the Rockstar guys, look, if he does better, I'm gonna I'll fly a blimp over the stadium saying I was oh, wrong. Oh, and, okay. You know, Dave Gowan was. I wrote the article tongue-in-cheek because Cole Thompson was on it, and they took him off. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the article, like, you took a Canadian off the track. Like, I can't believe it. Um, you know, I want more Canadians on the track. And Dave didn't take it with the spirit it was intended. Dave was like, oh, dude, what are, you, what are you bashing me for? And I'm like, I'm just kidding. Like, right. you know, you took a Canadian off the track. No big deal. Like, you know. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Dale, uh, we'll see from here. But uh, Dale's gone. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, 10th place, huh? 
Yeah, good for Ivan. You know, I, 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 you know, Dunge, I, Dunge, I don't know if you Dunge, remember. Dungey DNF, though. Yeah, so well. It's really 11. Well, okay, and okay. Well, Tomac, well, Tomac, 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 yeah, really 12. well, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Ifs and buts were candies yeah, and nuts, That's right, right that's right. Uh, Raining yellow. What's, hey, Berluni. What's hey, what's happening, dude? It was good meeting you up there in uh, yeah, Oakland. Yeah, it was good to see you. I saw you and the younger guy sitting up in the stands, but I was going to say something, but I didn't want to bug you. Oh, well, yeah. Unfortunately, I was watching from the stands. You know, I do love racing. I wasn't going to just go back to the hotel and watch it on TV or something. I love moto so much that, yeah, I was up in the stands watching. Absolutely. Steve, the best Carlos is sitting there with you, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank but, you very uh, much, Renning Yellow. Quick question is, um, what is, uh, if you, it, maybe you can ask Reed for me, what's the relationship with him and Stewart now, now that they're... You know, if anything, they can come together and say, we got to take out Villapoto. And that um, is, um, do you think Stewart sees, Reed, obviously he doesn't want Reed to beat him, but do you think he sees it as, you know, shit, this guy's older than me and still winning. I can still do it myself. Uh, I think everybody is probably thinking that, not just, uh, you know, Justin Barsha and Ryan Dungey and all that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think uh, Dungey needs to find a happy medium with his newfound aggressiveness. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, I didn't, they didn't show it on TV. And I just want to say, I'm glad, I'm not glad that he took Stewart out, but I'm glad Stewart didn't go down on his own. So it is what it is. Yeah. Did you see that move? No, I no, didn't. Yeah. No. I, I, I heard about it. I didn't yeah. see it. I don't know. So much. But Dungey was, even yeah. said in an interview today, he said, I, I did a, an immature move on Stewart. But without video, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't think it was a super gnarly takeout. Uh, but uh, I could see where James would think that. And, um, you know, in this day and age, Jason Anderson's, I thought, pass on Mookie, which was a super cross pass and nothing wrong with it. Um, I thought that that was fine. But Mookie was pissed and, and told him so afterwards. So, Hey, how about the scrub that Mookie threw down after that, though, to get up to him? is like, that was above a scrub. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely, so. All right. All right, well, I'll let Thanks. you guys go get back to it. I haven't called during the show in a while, so it was good talking to you guys. Berluti's the man, and uh, I'll let you guys get on. All right, thank Thanks. you. Thanks, great meeting thank you. you. Hey, we understand that uh, this, this some people are having trouble with the show, and we put a new chat room in the show, and um, we uh, didn't get time enough. Our guy didn't get time enough to move it over to another server, so sometimes that chat room is causing some issues with the show. So uh, apologize for that. We should be fine for next week. Um, Dave won the tickets uh, to San Diego, uh, courtesy of Vortex Racing. So thanks, uh, thanks, Dave, for listening. And, and it pays to win here, um, Vortex uh, Racing, giving away some San Diego Supercross tickets. Nice. And uh, so thanks, thanks for that. And later on, we'll tell you how to win the Fly F2 Carbon Canard Helmet. And uh, we got much more coming up along the way. Uh, J- Jeremy Albrecht coming up and uh, Chad Reed, Jimmy Albertson. I was hoping to have Zach Osborne. He's in, he was in town getting his... Uh, clavicle looked at but yeah that was uh, yeah well, i was gonna ask you about him yeah he didn't make it he's gonna miss san diego though <laughs> no i mean i i saw him get hauled off i was pretty bummed about that yeah. you know i i like him he's mm-hmm. a good he's a good guy he is so yeah gonna miss san diego and uh and maybe longer for, what'd he do did you see him get off or what uh no no i didn't actually yeah. no I, I think he just washed in a turn somebody told me he wasn't even just that right hander after that three two or two three. It's those simple crashes. Huh? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that how it always works, right? Yeah. Hey, on that Stewart thing, I, I heard a rumor. Did you hear a rumor that uh, he shot up up to Dungey's pit after the race and ran in there and gave no. him a piece of his mind? No, I did not. 
No. Um, I don't. I won't say who I heard it from, but I, I heard it from a source. Yeah. Good source. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's a decent source. You know. So you never heard nothing about that, huh? That they got. He got it. He went up and rolled right into his pits and gave him the the well, full business. He's been known to do that. He did it at um, Phoenix. Remember, he stormed into the pits for Chad. Yeah, and threw his oh, goggles yeah, off right. yeah. and everything. So yeah. yeah, he's not scared to go into someone's pits. <laughs> he's not scared to cross that line. Hey Steve, did you see his crash with Dungy? Yeah. What yeah. happened? Uh, he just cut in underneath Dungy, much like what Mookie did. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah, and yeah, it's a little. I, I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a takeout, but it wasn't um, wasn't the easy wasn't wasn't the greatest thing either. I could see where he'd be upset about it, yeah. but it wasn't like a a gnarly takeout. It was just kind of Dungy jumping to the inside, you know. Uh, hey, with that, let's welcome our next guest on the line. He, uh, perhaps the uh, number one fly representative in the world, uh, wore this stuff for years, took it to championships in Montreal Supercross in Germany. Everyone saw fly racing. He's synonymous with fly racing. The Jason Thomas. What's happening? How are you? I'm good. JT, what's happening? Oh, no, not, not too much, bro. What's going on? Oh, no, not too much. What do you think of the Stuart Dungey collision? Uh, I did. I honestly didn't see it, which sucks. And they had, they didn't show it on TV, so uh, yeah, a little bit bummed out that I have no idea what happened. But yeah. I'm pretty interested in this story about Stewart going into his pit. That's pretty cool. That's <laughs> something I would do. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie's pit for sure. Berluti, just whoever, <laughs> anybody. Berluti um, speculating on the show. We don't like to do that. No, it wasn't. Know. It wasn't. I know. I'm it wasn't kidding. a speculate. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, maybe he did. You know, I don't know. I, well, um, if some, nobody else has heard about it. Maybe I'm all, I'm wet behind the ears. Yeah. Well, I thought for sure you'd have heard about it. No, or even I never JT. Did. I went. I talked to Roger Larson from Seven uh, about the race, and I said, "Is James out to do an interview?" And he said he's watching film, and he's pissed. But that doesn't mean he won't do an interview. But he wasn't there, and huh. uh, so then I kind of moved on. So I didn't. I was going to definitely ask James about. That collision. Hey, why don't you find out for me? You're, I'll try. What do you want me good? to do? No, you, you're. You let me don't... let me text Blows and see what he says. See what he's, see right. he's got. See, <laughs> see if he knows anything. Hey, um, let's not leave the guy uh, waiting any longer. On the line, the winner of uh, Anaheim three, and uh, now tied all time for the winning winningest rider in Anaheim Stadium with uh, Jeremy McGrath among others, and he's two points back of the lead, and uh, he's doing it again. Chad Reed, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Chad. Um, Tony Berluti in studio, JT on the line. So, what uh, up, what up, Blute? How are JT? you? Uh, How does JT get a percentage of these wins for the motivation? Percentage of what? You're 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 winning. Your your wins. You know my <laughs> yeah. my ma- my massive winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, hey, um, well, congratulations, Anaheim three. What a what a race <laughs> for you. Two po- two points out and. Uh, Hey, um, I guess early on, I know I, I talked to you a little bit about this uh, after the race, but, man, when, when a guy like Roxon is on you, he's got sort of the edge. He can see you when you accelerate, when you break your lines, and, you know, he's close enough to you. Um, that had to have been stressful for all 20 laps. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd call it stressful, but, um, you know, I, had to, I was on my toes for sure, you know, trying to lay down solid laps and try to try to keep him at bay. Um you know, you kind of ride with, you know, one ear on him, one ear kind of <laughs> listening to your own engine. Um, so, yeah, I kind of knew where he was pretty much at, at all times. I knew where he was strong, where he wasn't necessarily as strong or, or mm-hmm. where I wasn't giving up any time. So, um, 
the whoops were pretty gnarly. Track was pretty slick, but uh, yeah. So I just, I mean, I just tried to attack it and you know just put a solid twenty laps in. And yeah. uh, last lap got a little bit nervous with Albertson. Didn't know what he was going to do, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Found myself uh, on the inside of him, and it actually worked out in my favor. Yeah, Albertson. He felt bad after the race. He thought it was Freeze because he was in this Titanic battle with Freeze, and then Vince went down, and he kind of yeah he looked like he held you up a little bit and also held Kenny up a little bit. But I know he was sorry, yeah, he, sorry about it. Yeah, he got he got both of us, and you could see that he totally thought that. I mean, we came up on it so fast that as soon as he got going, I kind of threw it up the inside of him in the first turn. So he was just obviously thinking that uh, the battle was continuing with, with yeah. those two guys. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't have any hate towards him. <laughs> it went my favorite, so it was all good. Right, right, exactly. Uh, if the other she was on the other foot, yeah. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> Well, remember when JT screwed up Dungey that one outdoor? Who can forget that? Yeah, yeah, that was totally uh, on purpose. He's the one, the one single guy that was like my best friend and rode at my house all the time, and he's the only guy that used to screw me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to help him. I remember, wasn't there a story JT? Yeah. Where, wasn't your sport story JT where Chad said, "Hey man, give me some help here in this title," and you were like, "Dude, I can't. I'm not. I can't even." You can't even get well, up there. <laughs> my feeling is if you guys are that good, just go around. If you guys are that <laughs> fast and you guys want to lap me, just go ahead and go around. Uh, um, sometimes some of, some of us try to just go either through you or over the top of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always there's right. also that method. Right, right. <laughs> um, hey, Berludi, Berludi was telling me, uh, Chad, that his guys were saying that as bad as Anaheim 2 was dirt-wise and, and slickness and all that, a three was maybe worse. I uh, I never struggled during the day, um, but the heat race was gnarly for me. Um, I don't know if if we just kind of missed the setting in the heat race or or, or whatever. But then, mm-hmm. uh, or more than anything, um, I think we just made whatever changes we made for the main just made, like, massive. Because as much as everybody is talking about how slick it was, and mm-hmm. I just didn't. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad for me. I felt I felt pretty pretty good out there. So um, main event, I thought was a, a thousand times better than what it was in the heat race. It was really right. slick in the heat race. But that was maybe due, more due to bike changes, huh? Like maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we 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 tweaked on the bike a little bit, and uh, I mean, obviously that's all written down in the notebook. So mm-hmm. if we got a slick track, it would be nice to bust those out again and have <laughs> a, have yeah. those settings. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, maybe the settings made made a pretty good difference. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you want to talk to uh, the great Chad Reed. Two wins on the season, two points out of the lead on uh, quasi-Kawasaki teammate Ryan Villapoto. Um, speaking of that, Chad, do does Cowie, um, I don't want to say they show more interest in you because, I mean, you're Chad Reed, but does it change your relationship at all when all of a sudden – you got two wins out of five, and uh, you're two points out of lead. Like, does anything change and and and, and be different from from the Cal- guys at Kawasaki? Honestly, uh, they've been super consistent. I felt like, uh, you know, during the off season, it was pretty quiet. Um, you know, like they they were obviously busy with their own two riders and, mm-hmm. and trying to you know, get parts and build race bikes, uh, you know, as a past mechanic and Luke could attest to it. I mean, you're just busy, you know, like it yeah. just seems like, it just seems like everything comes later than it's always, you know, than it's ever come these, these kind of time of year. And 
Um, so I think that everyone was pretty busy. So we didn't really hear from them or have much communication in the off season. Um, but prior to the first race, like actually, like like press day, the Friday and Saturday morning, um, we had you know great communication with those guys. They they were super. Um, you know, cool, right. giving us a heads up on a few things. And they've been consistent, you know. Like, I wouldn't say that it's been more or less uh, since, since you know, like the Thursday before Anaheim. So, right. um, so yeah, I'm thankful. I mean, I, I'll take consistency over, you know, <laughs> not showing up one week and then showing up another. Uh, won't be long before they go over there and be like, hey, so what exactly do you got in this thing? Can, can we... Can we maybe try it? <laughs> you know how that works. I feel like... Uh, <clears throat> You know, I, I feel like we, I feel like we've stumbled across a few things that maybe they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes not having access to, uh, or should I say, having a direct line to Japan. I think it helps sometimes because you gotta use your people and and use vendors and and stuff like that. And I think that you can attack it uh, differently and and. Just a little, you know, like not rely on Japan's information. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe a few things. Chassis wise, where it's got going on that they don't uh, is is maybe a little better than what they've got going on. Right, right. Uh, Ryan on the on the phone line wants to know if you purposely went to the discount tire banners. Uh, Ryan, I think we know our answer to that. Um, the first first one, no, but this one, I felt like it was just needed, you know. Right, right. Now, yeah, fantastic. Someone told me they cut away from it too on TV. I don't know if they did. I haven't watched the main yet, but um, no, I watched. I watched it. <clears throat> they showed it. Um, hey, so a uh, question for you about uh, being back home. So obviously no JT for a couple of years now. Michael Byrne, uh, your usual riding partner, just getting back into it. Um, who are you riding with? Me, myself, and I, I guess. Oh, uh, every geez. once in a while, Burner, Burner rides. Um, and then it, and obviously Chiz every once in a while. But Chiz, Chiz was hurt a lot during the off season, and, mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then he was kind of doing what JT used to do, where he was kind of going back and forth between, you know, Germany. So, right. um, you know, so it was kind of like every time you you got to ride with him, he was kind of half zombie anyway because he was always jet-lagged. So, um, yeah, I mean, so honestly, I didn't really ride with anybody this off-season, and I didn't go to California very much. Um, I never rode with anybody in California on, like, the test track south of Santa Barbara until uh, uh, the week before Anaheim 2. Um, mm-hmm. I I stayed down there and, and rode with the the PC guys out there, but I mean, yeah, I just been riding by myself. I mean, it's the same old same. You got the right. same voices in head. You chase around the track. I mean, I don't really need <laughs> you know nobody. <laughs> I don't need nobody to ride with. Um, JT, help them out. Get out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's really going to help much. <laughs> you can dust off the the RMZ. Head out there. Chad probably has an RMZ there. He's got just about everything that he's we, tried over the years. <laughs> Yeah, we got one. We got a KTM you can borrow. We right, got, right. There you go. We, we got that 10 Honda still around, the 08 Honda still. Say, we got plenty of bikes. Oh, you still have that 08 Honda. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that thing's good. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. JT will race that right now, that bike. That right? bike's solid. <laughs> it's better than what they're racing with. <laughs> hey, Chad. No, when, I, when I was at my best, I think that I could you know, take off far enough in front to where it made it interesting and made everybody, you know what I mean, gave you something to chase or whatever. But right now I would just be, you know, the insurance people probably wouldn't let me out there first off at this point. <laughs> when was the last time you were at Supercross? Uh, I don't know. I guess a year. 
in Finland. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? A year today. Honestly, uh, a year today. A year today. That's cool. Or yesterday. Honestly, Burner Burn has uh, been riding really well. Um, oh. Like lap time wise, he's really not that far off of me. He's only maybe, you know, sometimes less than a second off of me. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, good for Burner. I I didn't think we'd see him till outdoors, and maybe not even still. But I yeah, Moto Concept seems to be like, hey, you can ride if you want to, and hopefully we see the Burner back. Good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hope he, you know, gets get healthy and strong and gets back out there. Hey, Chad, I had a question for you about the uh, discount tire deal with Feld. Did you bring that to Feld? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I personally. Um, I'd probably say WMG could claim that more than me. But, uh, yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's same old same where, you know, to activate, you need to give up some to the series. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, you, 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 you never get a full piece of the pie. You always got to give up some of it, you know? Right, yeah. right. I was or, just curious on Or that. someone at Discount Tire gets a phone call at some point. Um, yeah. All right, let's get to some calls here. We got uh, Dustin. Dustin, what's going on? What's your question for uh, Chad Reed? Hey, what's going on? Uh, noticed he didn't like the uh, air forks on the Honda or something, the front end feel last year. Right. And I was yeah, wondering correct. if he's running the full air on the Cowie or is he doing the SFF or what's the deal with the forks? Yeah, I mean, the the air system is the SFF air. Um, yeah, I mean, the exact fork I hated last year. Uh, <laughs> I love it this year. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I when I test rode the Suzuki, I didn't like it on it either. Um and then I didn't like it on the Honda, but yeah, the way the chassis is on the Cowie, it actually mm-hmm. uh, is a really good fit. Um, I know a lot of the testing was done on a Cowie, so I don't know if that helps or has anything to do with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, love it. Don't have a problem with it. Um, thanks, uh, thanks, Dustin. Cool. Um, <clears throat> Chad, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, you're aware of this David Villeman character. <clears throat> um, he was on our show a bunch of times, and he's got a theory uh, that... Uh, you can't believe that a lot of you guys, uh, the top guys, seem to be running a more sandier tire from Dunlop. Open knobs, uh, low tire pressure, 10.5 pounds is what he's saying he's hearing. And he doesn't know why you guys are doing that and doesn't think it works that well. And you know DV is very, uh, very strong on this opinion. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that you, you know, like, I mean, when everybody on the, Dunlop team are running the same tire. Uh, you have to take it with a grain and kind of believe that maybe that's their best tire. Um, you know, I mean, you have to respect DV and the fact that he's been around. He knows a lot, um, but he also hasn't lived our current era of non-factory works Bridgestones. <laughs> so, uh, without. Getting myself into trouble here. Um, oh, I didn't mean. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, don't, don't, we, don't do that. We, don't, yeah, I mean, we don't live in the world of Bridgestone, where you know there was so many different options um, to choose from, and and literally, uh, it was like a, it was a real works tire. I mean, the fact that like I had a spec, DV had his spec, Timmy had his spec, Stuart, you know, like everybody had their own spec tire, you know. Um, where now it's pretty much a controlled tire. Um, and it's honestly, it's the tire that works. This this is literally, you know, we have two rears to choose from, um, in my opinion that are, that are worth choosing from. And then, uh, maybe one or two fronts. Um, so 
the tire pressure, I think he's a little bit off. I, I know that we don't run we don't run that lower tire pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I see what he says. I mean, sitting on the on the sidelines and watching everybody ride around a slick, you know, hard packed Anaheim truck with a, a sand tire, it mm-hmm. doesn't you know it doesn't look right. Right, right. But uh, but it definitely uh, definitely works. Um, uh, well, well on its conditions, and, and it's their best, their best time. We had, we saw two, three flats at A two, and Tomac got a flat this weekend. Do you just write that up to Anaheim? Obviously, Dunlop. I mean, they're they're great tires and tubes, and they're doing everything they can, and you know nothing nothing out of the ordinary there. But do you just write it off to Anaheim dirt? Yeah. Oh, you there? JT, are you doing this? Uh, is Dunlop maybe controlling? <laughs> Brian Fleck. <laughs> Brian Fleck just cut him off. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Uh, see if you can get him back there, uh, Devin. Um, I wanted to ask him, too, before we get him back, uh, maybe you can ask him, what, what is the re- his reasoning for not wanting to run 10.5? Because I know the tire they run, they've, they go back and forth, too, but it was mm-hmm. like, at the time, in 2010 and 11, it was what everybody ran all the time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I wonder if it's, I want to know if it's because the sidewall gets a little squeamish, you know, yeah. or if, if it gets, if he, he doesn't like the feel of it at 10 and a half or what the reasoning is there, just for my own right. personal information, but I think people would find it interesting as well. All right, Chad, you're back on the line. Thanks. Um, yeah. So what, yeah, yeah just so the, what I was saying is, uh, I mean, before we even walked the track and, and went out there, uh, you know, Brian from Dunlop had already, uh, you know, walked the track and seen, you know, seen a lot of, you know, just odd looking. Yeah. Uh, material in the track, so we we actually normally we don't even go with uh, heavy duty tubes, and we went with heavy duty tubes front and rear uh, all weekend. Right. Um, you know, and then backing up to the last question about the the sand tire. Um, you know, the downside of a sand tire is obviously that it's very open and very vulnerable to you know something getting in there and puncturing and you know yeah. getting into the in the tire. So, um, sounds like I think was it Tomac that got a puncher? Yeah, yeah, Tomac did, and then uh, Albertson, yeah. uh, Nick, and uh, Stewie at A two. Do you guys run that? Yeah, program? and then also uh, Brayton got a flat like two laps into the first practice this past weekend oh, on Pirelli. So obviously, that's right. Obviously, it's not not just a Dunlop issue. Yeah, yeah, he did exactly. Uh, second practice actually, though, but uh, you know, yeah, first timed. Um, Berludi, is that what you guys run? The more M. MX30 uh, t- Tickle likes yeah, that, yeah. and then Hill goes with something different. Oh, does yeah. he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks he he'll you know runs more conventional. What you would think would be a hard pack type tire. Right, know? right. Um, so, uh, Chad, the uh, the t- you're two two points out of first here going into San Diego, and we all know San Diego is a terrific stadium for you. So, man, you gotta be feeling pretty good right now about going into San Diego uh, for whatever reason. You've done so good in that stadium over the years. Yeah, I mean. I'm- Excited about going into into San Diego. Obviously, like you said, it's been good to me. Um, I think I've had six wins there. Maybe I think I'm going for seven. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. Uh, but more than anything, I'm just kind of just focused on the championship and and the fact that uh, you know it is a stadium I enjoy going to. Um, it's a stadium that's been good to me, and I just it's been since 2009 that I got a back to back win. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the goal is to try to put a, you know, I won once and then the question was, can he win again? We've done that. Now for me, I want to win back-to-back weekends and try to, right. try to keep, you know, try to stay in this thing and 
um, head East Coast. I mean, I've always sucked on the East Coast. I'm reading, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, we'll see if... oh did, is, that, is that what people are saying? Because uh, I seem to remember you doing quite well on the either coast over the years. But... <laughs> I, I, I remember always sucking on the West and being good on the East. But yeah. Maybe this year I'm different. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Ivan, you got a question about Chad Reed and his family? Ivan? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ivan. Cut you off. Uh, Dale, what's going on? Hey, not much. <clears throat> I get a question for Chad, and I'll preface this by saying I'm a, typically a Stewart fan. I don't think you can be both a Reed and a Stewart fan. <laughs> but that being said, should we just go ahead and give you the trophy for San Diego now? Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, seriously. It's I mean, <clears throat> he'd like that. You know, um, I, I, uh, yeah. I tweeted that uh, we should just give the trophy to Dean Wilson after practice and everything else, and he almost didn't win the thing, so you never know when the gate drops. Um, 702-586-7857. Um, we got Chad Reed online for a l- just a little bit longer. Call in if you have a question. Two-time winner this season on the discount tire Kawasaki team. So, um, Chad, I know in the past... Is that dude serious? Because I want my trophy. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think he was. I think that was actually Prater. <laughs> that was actually Prater. <laughs> I, I want my trophy. <laughs> That's what you need, another trophy in that room. Yeah. Do you uh do you even bother anymore with the with the new ones for your little uh museum you got? Uh they're all on, the trophies are all on the west coast. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, probably after uh actually I don't even know. Maybe when the truck comes what uh right. east coast they'll put them uh they'll put them on the semi and right. drop them off between uh, Daytona. Um you so question for you, you you uh you started this or at least you made this popular, and that's the betting on yourself with insurance and and all that, and uh, you collected on it, um, and you've always even tweeted today about betting on yourself. So for 2014, did you do that again? Or I know some teams are having some issues with that, but uh, if, if you want to, don't want to tell us, that's fine too, but uh, as much as you can. I wrote a check for myself. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Uh, oh, it makes it even more exciting. I bet on myself. Always. <laughs> well, that should be good. Uh, JT, did you ever get that insurance on you for, say, Germany or anything? Uh, yeah, but luckily for me, it was like a $10 buy-in, and it paid $10 million. <laughs> Unfortunately, I never got it. But. <laughs> never, never was able to collect it. It was uh, a hell of a deal, though. Yeah, man, they, they took it for you. I'm surprised that, like, and I guess I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised, but I, I talked to one team manager who really went into this, and they weren't able to do it because the rates have raised up. But he said, like, these insurance guys, I mean, they're super fans. They have to be because they're paying out. They know a lot about super costs. And uh, I just found that, you know, really surprising. So Yeah, I mean, obviously, hate me. Yeah, um, right, right. They, yeah, I'm not a good <laughs> – I actually went with a new company this year. So uh, oh, yeah. hopefully, you know, they're going to probably hate – hopefully they can hate me on the first year too. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, well, the, I mean, like that. I mean, it's gnarly. I mean, how much the how much it is to you know to insure yourself and insure your riders is insane these days. It's crazy. It's gone up considerably. Well, I would assume that it's just like any other sport where when you're talking about that kind of money and those those insurance guys will use tons and tons of data and they'll just put it. You know, they have formulas to mm-hmm. basically figure out what their risk is on something like that. You know, they're pretty uh they do their they do their homework let's say on on number wise and you know that there's really no better way to tell what somebody's odds are if you plug in all the numbers and what's happened in the past yada yada but 
Um, yeah, they're, obviously for, they're really on. They're onto it these days and super educated. And um, obviously, you try to, you know, create a story. I mean, the fact that I'm old, I'm washed up, had a horrible year last year, and shouldn't win this year. That'll kind of somewhat yeah. went in my favor. We we tried to sell that story as much as we could. So. <laughs> <laughs> you try, like, try to try to get the price down, you know. I'm like, yeah. dude, come on, just you, you throw like, me a bone. I'm I'm old. I suck. I'm look at the press says. Look at the fans say. And you, look uh, what the manufacturers say. Look what the sponsors <laughs> say. Look what the sport is, history. Right. It's all that stuff. You get lost. So you walk into a sponsor meeting the next five minutes later and you just pitch them completely the opposite. Right. <laughs> you get, you get, uh, you get Lars to wheel you in like Hannibal. Like, he, he, look at him. Yeah. Look at him. He can't even stand. Uh, give, give us some money. All right. Uh, Ryan. JT what, price. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, what's, uh, what's your question for Chad Reed? Uh, yeah, Chad, do you feel better than you did in 2012 when you were running with Villapoto before you got hurt? Uh, I mean, I feel the same. I mean, I feel like I'm in shape. I feel like I, you know, I feel good on the bike like I did in 12. Um, in all honesty, I mean, what I, you know, what I referenced to and the feeling that I wanted was, was that feeling in 2012 where, you know, week in and week out, I felt like I was his biggest threat. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the voices I listen to in the head and, and chase that. So I, I feel as good, if not better. Than, than I did that year. All right, there you go, uh, Ryan. Thanks for calling. Quickly, uh, Ronnie, you wanted to say congratulations? Yeah, man, Chad, uh, me and my wife, Raquel, are uh, huge, huge fans, and she's actually at work right now. She works in the hospital, so she's texting me to uh, make me call in and tell you congratulations on this last weekend. That's cool, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you you got the – you've got to – there isn't there's any scientific data for this, but you've got to have the longest autograph line. Um that, that I can see, anyways. Hey, how, how how loud was that stadium when Chad crossed the finish line? Uh, wow! Well, when he lit the yeah. candles, that <laughs> was badass. Huh? I think Anaheim too was louder, but this was yeah, this was good. Don't get well, me wrong. Well, probably louder because there wasn't Anaheim, as many people in three. Anaheim too, people were losing their minds. Oh yeah, I was looking out of the fa- out of the crowd in front of us. Yeah, it was loud this week. The right? uh, yeah. the last two laps in Anaheim too was was actually hard to concentrate. You know, like you're you're you were fight. Oh, I was fighting so many different emotions going through my head and body, and you're just like, all right, stay focused, two more laps, two more laps. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, like yeah. the, the, last, the last half a lap, you just try to sail it in, and, you know, you still had Stoop somewhat pretty close, so yeah. it, was, it was fun. It was they, cool. They didn't show it on TV, but I was actually streaking naked across the track. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ronnie. I'm sure you were. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks buddy. Last question for Chad Reed. Uh, Shawnee? Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a question for Chad. Yeah, he's on the line. All right. Um, I just want to know. Uh, put a tweet out there today um, about uh, someone testing your bike. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Oh, Any yeah. uh, inside info? And I thought I was going to escape that question. <laughs> no, I, uh, I had I had it too. Was it JT? Is it true that it was Jason Thomas? <laughs> it was Timmy. I, I, I confess, Timmy was uh, Timmy's, Timmy's making Timmy's making a comeback. Please, okay, well we're shutting the show down. I got to go to Florida. <laughs> I got to book some tickets. Um. Anyways, thanks, Shawnee. Uh, uh listen right, for his bye. answer. Can you tell us anything, or just uh, move along? Just move along. All right, fantastic. Um, well, thanks, Chad. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, 
congratulations on the success this season. Uh, you're you're starting the beginning of a hell of a story um, with uh, two points out of the lead and uh, going to San Diego. And man, Berluti, yeah, what a ride he's on! Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, like I said, he's dangerous with uh, confidence for think sure. Think what he could have done over at RCH, Prelude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm Where's Kenny? Yeah, well, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Kenny, Kenny, get all butter. Kenny should just worry about hiring Weston Pike. That's what I've heard on the internet. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So not as easy, not as easy as everybody thinks. I know exactly. Uh, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. It's always a good one, actually. I think just before I leave, but yeah, the whole bike and putting somebody else on your bike it's just everybody thinks it's so easy you can just oh yeah just throw him on your bike and right you'll be good to go you know yeah just i mean even i talked to jt about but yeah it's kind of funny from the from the outside it seems like a simple move i mean who, who doesn't want to get a guy that's out there busting his ass at a bike you know but it's just it's not that easy right <laughs> yeah i'll get kenny up on teacher tomorrow yeah, yeah. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you guys have a good night. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Chad. All right. Uh, Chad Reed, everybody. Uh, Misty, uh, you had a question for Chad Reed or just for for us? Um, I had a question for Chad. Uh, Um, He's he's gone, but we can try. He's gone. Okay. Um, I just wanted to know, like, if he passes the pit boards where Jimmy Albertson said he had that pit board out. Oh, um, Jimmy was joking about that. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy was totally joking. I I, I know I, re- I read that back and I listened to it back and maybe it doesn't sound like it, but he was smiling and laughing the whole time. So. Well, it's a okay. bit confusing, like, yeah, the kind of way it came across, but obviously he was. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Misty. All right. Thanks. thanks. Bye. Uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy was. I, I I agree. It was a little weird. So, but Jimmy was trying to be funny. Um, yeah. Um, but well, I think he obviously felt bad and was trying to make light of the situation. It's not like, you know what I mean? He just basically got taken out, right. and then he thought that Freeze was trying to pass him again. So, kind of a bad deal. At least it, it didn't really change anything. I, I honestly feel that it didn't change anything in the results, or I don't, Kenny, I, Kenny wasn't going to get there or anything like that. So It didn't change anything in results. I don't believe and nothing changed, but it did prevent Kenny from making a slim, slim run at Chad. Yeah, but I, I really feel deep down that there's no way that Chad is dumb enough. Because I, I watch this guy do lots of, you know, he might be the smartest racer ever. Maybe not the fastest or whatever, but he may be damn well the smartest. There's no way he's going to leave Kenny any room there. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm with you on that. So, all right. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. JT, we'll get you back on later. And right. uh, uh, we're going to take a first commercial break of the show. Jeremy Albrecht coming up. Jimmy Albertson, more JT. Nick Way coming on. And the great Tony Belluti in studio. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you after this commercial. Purple X Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Purple X Show. Use coupon code Purple X. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check.
Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JVR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length or maybe it's because they are available for people of any age, size and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride... You like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today for demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro 
cockpits, and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products, too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Mike Alisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? Yeah! 
It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, everybody. Alex Van Halen on drums. I met him. Did you hear about that, brother? Yeah, I did, Steve. Yeah, he's drumming on this song right here. Yeah. Yeah, I shook his hand. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. heard, I heard you did. Hey, uh, thanks to Chad Reed already for coming on the show. appreciate it. By the way, Chad Reed's appearance on the show was brought to you by Vortex Racing, the leader in making top-quality racing components for 15 years and proud supporter of Pulp MX. Products you get from Vortex are made with the best materials, the tightest tolerances, because Vortex is owned and operated by guys like you and me, and Berluti, and maybe Devin. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. Thousand gear, different gear choices. They utilize the same proven Vortex design with color anodizing that excludes our sweeps, mud grooves, and teeth. 
The result is a flash of color of red, blue, black, and KTM orange with silver highlights. That's right, everybody. Um, uh, you can get VortexRacing.com. Get your bars, too. V3 motocross bar, 29% stronger than the competition. And uh, we appreciate Vortex for coming on the show. You want to save yourself some money? You want to get the same stuff that Tyler Bowers, James Stewart, and Robbie Renner use? That's right. You can uh, just go to Sponsor Deals and uh, email Jake at Vortex and uh, save some money on on, uh, on Vortex. And uh, we thank you guys for coming on the show. And uh, by the way, too, if you need uh, some uh, Rhino Power support supplements or Brat Bars, uh, guys like Tomac, Reed, Millsaps, Rocks, and they all use it. 810solutions.com, the number 810solutions.com. They are the Southern United States distributor for Rhino Power Supplements. Uh, enter the code PULPAMEX at number 810solutions.com to receive 15% off your entire order. Thanks to those guys, 810solutions.com. And, of course, W Wheels. Um, let's not forget about them. Half the pits use W Wheels. I don't know if that's true, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, you name it, they have it. The guys at W Wheels, um, John Anderson down there is um, – Worked for White Brothers forever. The guy is uh, as plugged in as you can get to what the teams and privateers are using uh, in the sport. So if you go to W, W, what is it, WUSA.com? What is it? I, my mind is going blank now. W Wheels. WUSA? I thought USA. Yeah, I, WUSA, what, right? That, that sounds right. Why don't I have that on here? Damn God. it. Hey, it, Reedy's still using that stuff, right? Uh, Reedy's using a cross of work stuff and W stuff gotcha. that uh, the W guys are building, though. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they're still heavily involved in it. They're a sponsor of Team Discount Tire. Uh, but Dungy, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, like I said, half the field uses they do, W they wheels. They do a great Jimmy job Jimmy Albertson uses W wheels. Um, fantastic. So if you want to spice up, spice up your scoot, um, do that. Thanks to Vortex Racing for giving away those tickets to uh, San Diego. And... Uh, you want to win a Fly Racing F2 Carbon Trey Canard helmet, brand new, just released. The folks at Fly Racing, uh, the, one of the leaders in um, making quality products uh, for your biker body. And uh, they, don't, they make more than uh, just gear, Baluti. Helmets, yeah. casual wear, Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to view their full range of hard parts. And um, we're going to give away a helmet. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpmxshow.com. Email us, and we're going to pick a random winner, and they're going to win this helmet. So just uh, email us, put the Trey Canard helmet or Fly helmet in the subject line, and uh, we'll announce it next week. Contest at pulpmxshow.com. So see, you can listen to the show and call in and win, or we'll do an email call in, or an email contest winner. So there we go. So everyone can be happy, and no one can bitch and moan and complain um, about, uh, about it. Jeremy Albrecht of JGR Yamaha coming up right away here. Jason Thomas, more Jason Thomas, Nick Way, uh, Jimmy Albertson all coming in, uh, among others. And uh, I'm going to cold call Kenny in a little bit. Did um, you see the air wheelie? Oh, yeah, you didn't watch him in a bit. Or you Boner watch... Air. No, I saw it in person. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Boner Air, is it? It's the... Boner Air. Oh, I thought it was air wheelie. There's a number of names for it. Okay. Um, Jimmy Albertson, though. That's why semis are good. That dude wins. Yeah, that was Gets a... airtime. Wins the race. Yeah. Sponsors are mentioned. Everyone can love them. You know, that is a perfect example of why semis are great. I don't like the laps being taken back, like six laps only now for heats. But that's the reason why semis are great. Yeah. Dudes like Jimmy Albertson can get a checkered flag. I don't, I'm surprised they took him away a long time ago, to be honest with you. I, I thought it did was a good idea. they want to tighten up the show? What, to take it away? Yeah. At the time you did? Yeah, I thought but it was a good now, idea. But now you, you like it again, huh? I was wrong. R- 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 wrong. 
Oh, don't, um, don't just say that. Yeah. I know I did, right? Yeah, you hard, did. Hard I heard believe. you. It blows my mind. Um, by the way, uh, we'll have more on uh, TweetGate um, as we move on to the show. I do want to address that at some point. Uh, Nathan has a question for you, Berluti. Yeah. Nathan, what's up, man? Hey, good evening, guys. Good evening. Hey, uh, I was just wondering, uh, with the new EFI bikes, why are they still running the push-pull throttle cables on those? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think fly-by-wire will be next, but uh, for safety, the push-pull, unless you're talking about just one cable to pull, is that what you're talking about with the, the spring to bring it back? Yeah, I was always told that four strokes had the push-pull just you know, with accelerator pump and all that stuff. Yeah, well, they, yeah, you're right. They don't have the accelerator pump anymore. But, yeah, they do. I think it's more for safety. You know, uh, I've never seen an issue with them. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, pretty soon it will be fly-by-wire. Yeah, Road Race guys have yeah. been on that for years now, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Nathan, thanks, man. All right, man, appreciate it. Thanks. All right, no worries. Hey, uh, coming up next on the show, he's the team uh, manager for JGR Yamaha. Uh, we love having him on here. He's uh, – been a constant guest over the, the years, and I like it. Boner. J-Bone. And uh, his appearance on the show brought to you by AtlasBrace.com. Trade-up program ends March 1st. Only one more month. Any brace, any model, they'll give you 40% discount off a brand-new Atlas brace if you if you send it to them. Uh, so whatever you're wearing, neck brace-wise, send it to them, and they'll give you 40% off a brand-new brace. They know times are tough. They just want to help you make the buying decision that much easier. So they developed this program to cater to your needs. Wearing an Atlas brace is unlike any other experience, but instead of just telling you that, we want you to experience it for yourself. Trade up today. AtlasBrace.com. Follow them on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. It's at Atlas Brace, and they're going to give away a bunch of braces as well. Official brace of Jake Weimer, Ryan Villapoto, and many, many others. Welcome to the show, Jeremy Albrecht. What's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. What's wrong? Why are you laughing? I'm just laughing that it's like a, it sounds like a legitimate show. You're like reading off commercials and everything. Like, that's what made me laugh. It is a legitimate <laughs> you're turning, show. You're, you're, you're turning out to be a real show. I love it. Well, <laughs> not, not everybody loves it. There's a, there's a, a couple of freestyle guys and Chris Bloss that aren't fans, but just about everybody likes it. Um, All right, cool. Um, Tony Berluti in studio, by the way. I don't know. J-Bone. Yeah, what's Tony, up, what's up, buddy? I uh, always love to hear you. What, you guys you're the funniest God. fucker. He's you guys funny. go way back. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Dude. Poo. We what, got history. You you work for them, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What year? Yeah, that probably would have been like me, what was it, eighty five? Yeah, probably eighty five, eighty six, somewhere in there, right before yeah. Buddy. Yeah, Jesus. that's how that's how he went to work for Buddy. We were uh, Buddy wanted a mechanic that wasn't that was good that wasn't on, on the series already, and uh, we look, talked look, about Berluti. He's like, oh, that's perfect. That, look, that's who I want. Yeah, look what Bud got. Yep. Now, and we're still hanging out with Bud too. That's what's funny. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. How about how that, about... that whole Animal House, huh? Everybody. Now, now, now you got old uh, Billy out there. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't let my old friends go. I guess. No. Why? What do you mean, Feltz is around? <laughs> yeah, Feltz. What's Feltz doing? <laughs> he's been driving. He was. Uh, I hired him to drive. Well, he's been helping. This will be his last race this weekend, but uh, driving that Pirelli truck around. Oh, I didn't know that. Where yeah. you been? Steve? He, he's just. He's been doing. Uh, he did five of them for us. So oh, nice. San Diego will be the last one. Then I'll. We got to figure something else out. We got to figure but. something else out. Are you taking resumes? <laughs> He's Should... doing good. He just he has a real job. Yeah, He's yeah. Good for fun. Right, right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So you guys go. Oh, Jesus, you guys go way back. Oh, yeah. Way back. Um, 
Well, welcome to the show. Congratulations on Justin Brayton. He's really good. Yeah, he's been doing good. He's definitely impressed me. He's riding awesome. Best I've ever seen him ride. Why do you think that is? Ah, I wish I had that answer. I, I would have. We would have done it a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> right. Really? To be honest, I mean, he he believes in you know the bike. He believes in the the team right now. It's just you know the training. I think Nathan Ramsey's brought a lot to the table, helping him uh, you know just dissect the track really good. And mm-hmm. I, you know, he made some changes. He really worked hard on uh, passing and and uh, doing sprints and all the things that he he needed to do. And it. You know, you never know if it really works to so get out there and race. And he, I was happy at the first one with both guys, and then the second one was even more impressive. And every week, I'm, I'm impressed. You know, last weekend was a little bit of a, a struggle, not as good as he's been riding, but still he rode well, and I was still happy with him to get six. So he's he's doing good. Well, yeah, the, the, like I wrote last week, like he gets fifth at Oakland, and we're like, what happened? Right? Like, yeah, I know. Like, that's the thing. Like, even for him, he's bummed out with six. But I'm like, you know, honestly, you know, those goals were there at the beginning. Now we're all, you know, wanting better. wanting him to be on the podium. We want to be better, which is which is cool. But, you know, i got to be realistic and realize it's not going to be perfect every weekend. So, you know, if he can stay in the top ten every week, that's that's good. Yeah. But, yeah. He, you know, the cool part is I, I feel like, honestly, he could win. I feel like he could get on the podium. You know, if he gets fifth and he rode good, I'm happy. If he, we have a tough weekend like last weekend, I mean, that's going to happen too. It's not going to be great every weekend. No, yeah, exactly. And um, what's going on with Grant? What's uh, This isn't going well. Yeah, well, I mean, he rode, the first one he rode good. The second one he crashed, hurt his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, he's he been just struggling. You know, it's hard to hold on. He's been trying to ride hurt, and it's it's hard. And, like, you know, we were even talking today just trying to figure out if that's the, the best thing or not to keep keep trying to ride hurt. I don't, uh, you know, I, I think the reason he fell in the whoops this weekend and hurt it again is because he couldn't hold on the way yeah. that he normally would. So it's, you know, it's a tough sport. He, he feels like he needs a ride. You know, we, I get it. Right. You know, he's, he's capable. He can make the main even, even hurt. So he's riding good, but mm-hmm. you know, this weekend was the hardest, you know, the toughest for him too, to make the main. Usually he makes it in a lot easier. But, you know, he's definitely him, that crash of practice really hurt him again. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Put his shoulder back to where he started. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, is there a chance maybe the filthy Phil comes off the bench here? Uh, yeah, we're kicking it around. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, figure out what the smartest thing to do is here and, mm-hmm. you know, just talking with Josh, too. So, right, right. Yeah, we yeah. haven't decided yet, but we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what the best thing for him is. And I'd, I feel like, you know, if he, if he isn't 100% or at least close, it, it's, it's, not making him look good, and he needs to look good. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, uh, hey, so um, talking about the Nicoletti deal, and we've talked to Phil, we talked to Thomas from NFAB, we talked to a lot of people about this deal, but I don't think I've ever had you on the show to talk about it. So you're the manager, and <clears throat> either Coy or yourself or someone comes up with this idea of signing a top 10 outdoor guy, you know, a main event Supercross guy, and just having him sit there. Uh, what'd you think? Why'd you do it? And how's it working out? <laughs> well, the the sad, the crazy part is we've talked about it before. Yep. Not not exactly Phil, but you know because of the football background, Coy always like says, "Man, if we just had a guy mm-hmm. on the bench here, it'd be awesome to be able to have him sitting here that the guys feel like they need to earn their job." 
because that's how it is in football. Right. And, and this came back back when, like, we had some guys on the team and we felt like they 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 could be riding right now, but they know they don't have to, and we're in a bind. Yeah. So we're always like in this weird little thing. So, in a way, I've been relieved because I don't have to stress about trying to find a guy if they get yeah. hurt. Yeah. Because our sport, the, the bummer is, the guys get hurt a lot in our sport. Yep. I wish that's the only thing I don't like about our sport. Everything else is awesome. But it's too common. We've been in the situation too many times. And so, like, even when Grant fell, like, I was, I was bummed for him. But, like, in my, for me, I was, like, not stressed like normal. I'm trying to make phone calls at night. Right, right. Walking around trying to figure it out. I don't have mm-hmm. to do that. So I just wait for him. We flew Phil the race. We might do the same thing again this weekend. Mm-hmm. And if he's, you know, if Josh feels like he can't ride toward the end of the week, we know we have a guy. Yeah. And then we make our sponsors happy. Phil's a good rider. You know, he definitely, you know, just like obviously we saw Pike do good. Mm-hmm. He deserves a ride too. But none of us have enough spots and money to just keep putting people. Because really, travel, even if they say I'll ride for free, you got to hire a mechanic. No, you got to yeah. pay for the mechanic to get there, the rider to get there, those parts for the race bikes oh there's a whole lot of cost mm-hmm. so you know we agreed co agreed i'll get i'll guarantee him at least six rounds and then we'll see where we're at but if you know yeah. if he doesn't do more we don't even know what he's gonna do but you know he could do more we don't know what he's gonna do yet yeah so it's nice to have i think it's a a good idea you know if you're a team that needs a filling guy you, you probably think we're kind of smart but Right. We'll right. see how much he's needed, and we'll talk about at the end of the year how great it was. But right. I think it's a good idea. I thought it was crazy too. I was, you know, I was kind of a little nervous to pitch it to Phil because I don't right. want him to right, right. feel like he's <laughs> he's second rate. You know, like yeah. we're trying to treat him good, and I want him to feel like he is good. Mm-hmm. And you know, basically the way I I think about it is for me watching uh, Weston Pike last year just do a few rounds yeah. that he could afford, mm-hmm. and he went out and did great. If you did them all and just did okay, it it doesn't matter if you do them all and do okay. You need to really work hard and do great, and that's how you'll get it right. Right. Uh, Why go waste all your money to drive around and get 15th? No one cares. <laughs> Seven and 15th is hard to do. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look. And that's the thing. That, hey. you know. But 15th, no one sees you. I mean, you know, I, I didn't watch the race yet, so I don't know how many, how many people got. I mean, this year it seems like TV has been really good because there's a lot of different so. winners, some other battles. They have more to talk about. I think, the, I think it has been better. You know, yeah. Um, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Jeremy Albrecht, if you want him to recite some lines from Fresno Smooth, go ahead. Um, 702-586-7857. Depends on which line. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, like, just like JGR uh, making uh, adjustments after practice, we at the Pulp Mixture are also making adjustments. Uh, we're going to switch our chat room over so that it doesn't drag everybody down and we don't have anybody trouble listening to it. So uh, if you're listening to the show live right now, you're going to uh, need to reload the show page in about 10 minutes, and uh, your user account will still be there, and we're going to have to try a, a chat room on a different server. So just uh, giving everybody a heads up who's listening live. Um, Berludi, do you think this is something? Like, look, you guys have Josh Hill out right now. Tickle, yeah. Tickle is battling an injury. Could you see this becoming more normal if it, JGR's thing with Nicoletti works out? Like, I think it's genius in one way, but yeah. the other way, I mean, if I'm a rider – I'm not going to sit on the bench, dude. I mean, for, yeah. let's say, let's say his riders stay healthy all all year, you know. And obviously, they said, okay, Nicoletti, you'll be able to ride this amount of races, and you know, he'll be able to do that. But you know, I'm sure these guys, you know, want exposure and they want to be a champion and they want to race. They they're they're doing it because they like to race. So, mm-hmm. 
I think it's great if uh, – th- th- my question to you, Jeremy, does – like Nicoletti, does he get to go race locally and just stay sharp as he can? Uh, what's, he, what's he do to stay sharp besides train his ass off and Honestly, test all week? the thing that works well for him – I mean, I'm sure he'd like to. Like he almost went uh, – we had to do some testing, but he was going to go race an arena cross. Like he can go do those kinds of things. But the thing for him that I think is pretty good is he's at Club MX, so he can ride with a whole bunch of guys all the time. So he's been preparing with all the guys getting ready for East Coast Supercross. So he's been riding with Alex Martin and that's cool, Jace Owen and all those guys. So he's been riding with them. He rides with those guys all the time. I mean, he stayed home over Thanksgiving and rode. So he's definitely, you know, putting in some work. And I, I feel like he, you know, I don't, I don't want to say what he, how he's going to do, but I think he's going to do better than he would have if he started Anaheim. He's, he's got to practice Supercross a yeah. lot. I think if it was outdoor, I mean, we're doing the first three outdoors. Because obviously, if he's doing good, we're, yeah. we'll figure out how to keep it rolling here. Yeah, he's he's the best we can. He's but definitely he's solid there. outdoor and supercross. He rides good, but like for us, that was the part he needed to work on. Mm-hmm. So, and he he was cool, and you know, for him, he's never been on a team where he actually had had a lot of testing time. Mm-hmm. Usually, he kind of gets on there, and he doesn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. So he was excited about that. So there are, you know, there could be some positives, but. You know, if he only races those six races like Brulee is talking about and he doesn't do well at them, then obviously it wasn't good for him. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on how, how it goes and and uh, how he feels at the end of the year and if he felt like it was worth it. But for him, you know, the choices he had, he felt like this was the best choice for him, and he chose it because he personally felt that he, he wanted a chance to ride a better bike than what he was going to be riding. Mm-hmm. And he, he wanted to see what he could do on better equipment. The hard part is, you know, a lot of guys, not him, but a lot of guys think that, that all they need is equipment and all of a sudden they'll win a race. Like, it's not that simple. <laughs> right, it was. Right. People would have won a long time ago. But, you know, he is he is excited. You get, you know, we're giving him the testing time, the, you know, the same stuff the other guy's going to ride. So it's, it is great equipment. You know, it's factory Yamaha bike. So it's a better bike than he used to get. But we'll see, you know, if it's what he really needs when he gets out there and races. But I feel like, you know, he should be uh, better than he was. Right. Um, yeah. Hey, can you talk about switching over to KYB? You guys were showing for a few years. Now your team's running KYB and uh, doing well at it. Uh, talk about the switch and, and how that's going. I talked to Johnny O, your suspension guy, and he said that uh, he can get it pretty much closer, as close to the show uh, on the dyno as before, and he's pretty stoked about everything. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's like... You know, we're, uh, when you're choosing stuff like that and you're doing changes, you're wondering, because it really comes down to how you do at the race, if the guys are going to mm-hmm. really say it's good or not. Until you go race, you're not, you're not proven. But, you know, it was, a, it was a little bit of, quite a bit of back and forth there. We raced uh, Monster Cup. Uh, Grant chose KYB for that, but we weren't really KYB yet. So mm-hmm. it was a little tricky. Um, you know, we actually didn't run fork stickers there it was that uncertain <laughs> at that point so right. you know it was a little little bit of working back and forth and trying to make sure it was the best decision for our team and in the end you know we waited till we felt like it was at least as good or better that was our thing we'll switch if it's better mm-hmm. or at least right there we feel like we can get it better mm-hmm. so we just kept working until we felt like you know this is it and you know for brayton he really didn't try it as much as grant before monster cup he got married and did, you know, he was doing other things on his honeymoon, so he wasn't part of the testing, so we couldn't switch without him riding it either. Right. 
So we waited for him to test it. Then we had to work with KYB and Yamaha and try to figure out how this whole thing was going to work. And it ended up to be really good. And I, I was happy to see at the first race that he did well and mm-hmm. it made it all, uh, it all worth it. But that's, you know, that was, that's what it comes down to. Until you go race and prove that it works. I mean, yeah. if we would have got last, the guys would have said, they would have been all mad at me. But <laughs> it ended up, it ended up working out. So I'm happy because you're always nervous that you're making the right decisions. And uh, I'm, I'm happy it all worked out. At the end of the day, is like Berludi was saying earlier too, and then Tony, you probably feel the same way. Like these bikes are all pretty much the same nowadays, and suspension components. And I mean, people can get it. This isn't the '80s where you saw a drastically different, yeah, or even the sure. '90s for sure when you were working on those turret Suzukis and you were going up against Honda 125. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, back in the day, yeah, back in the day, you couldn't get anything unless you got it from the factory. But now, I mean, you can honestly go on the internet and buy lots of good stuff that's as good. And you know, for us. We we can we can test a lot of things with you know different machines over there at the NASCAR shop and really make sure that the quality of it's good and find out what material it is and a lot of people are using good material these days and right, they're right. they have the machines in their you know garages now and all these little machine shops and stuff popping up everywhere like you can get stuff made where that it wasn't that way before yeah and the bikes really are good you don't need to do as much to them like we probably spend way more money than we need to right right. Just because we we want to, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. We just want it to be as cool as it can be. But you know, in the end, the bikes are really good stock. You know, KYB, Showa, it's all who's working on it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, it's similar stuff there. Um, you, you, I mean, the one thing for us with KYB, it was great because we have KYB people working with us. Where before yeah. it was like us all on our own. So now we have Yamaha and KYB guys help. So we have a lot of people we can bounce ideas off of. So that mm-hmm. part was a good sell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're the factory KYB teams, and they don't have many. So yeah. we're maybe at the top of the chain instead of the lower part of the chain, which right. we were treated good, but we're feeling like, okay, well, if we're the top top team, it should be better mm-hmm. long-term. So, you know, we're, we were going for the, the future, and, you know, it's actually all working out better than I could have imagined, but you always have to try to think about what this is the right decision or not and it definitely was uh, so i'm happy we switched even though it was a tough decision yeah i'm happy it was the right one <laughs> 702-586-757 if you have a question for jeremy albrecht um also to jgr motors and suspension uh, being used by the cycle trader uh rock river yamaha team yeah we're actually doing more and more there it's uh yeah, it's kind of cool yeah it's cool it's it's fun you know we did the bto team there a few years ago and that mm-hmm. worked really well and that was our first little test to doing it. And, right. You know, it's, it's definitely uh, fun, and it's a lot easier when it's a, another Yamaha. It makes it a little easier. Um, you got to need some parts. Yeah. You uh, <laughs> is Bundy still working the shop? Yeah, still Bundy. Oh, yeah. So, so he's, you, the, he's the main man there. You have the Bundy Ramsey Super Team still sort of around then? Yeah, kind of. I, I right. think if old Bundy could figure out how to get to the races and hang out with with Nathan, he'd be pretty excited. <laughs> what do you mean, figure out how to get to the races? <laughs> He might have to drive to the Atlanta race. That might be as close as you're right, going to get. Right, but, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I always liked that. Like, Bundy stayed with him no matter what. You don't see that now. Mechanics yeah, stay. Like, like, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely a- changing like that. Like, But, you know, now a lot of the guys are employees of the team. Mm-hmm. And, and and you're better off staying, being loyal. And actually now as being a manager, it's a lot better trying to keep a guy that knows the bike and the team than really the guy's buddy. Like, we can all be the guy's buddy. Wow. 
you don't you don't really necessarily need. Yeah, you know, it depends on the guy, but like, there's not that many people that close anymore, yeah. like it like it used to be. And because back then, like when you were a mechanic, Steve yeah. and Berluti, you did your motor, you did a lot of the stuff. Where now you have a whole team that helps you do it. Mm-hmm. So as long as the guy does it, you know, the way you want and doesn't cause problems, that's that's what you really want. Yeah, you know what? You don't want a guy that's... That's what I try to tell Bundy. The funny thing is, I go, look, remember how you acted when you were at Honda? You were a jerk. I'm surprised <laughs> they even kept you. Because he'd go to bat for Nathan Ramsey and just be a complete jerk to everyone on the team, and I don't think that would fly anymore. Oh, no. No, that that yeah, that doesn't work. I I did the same thing in Omaha, and um, McCarty hated me at times. <laughs> and, and, you know, I kind of had to learn. Like, I'm like, oh, like, wait a minute. Like, I'm here because of Timmy, but yet I'm not, you know? Yeah, like I mean, in the end, you're their employee too, and you, you yeah. definitely should do what's right for your rider. But right, you know, you, in the end, you work for them, and that's that's definitely, you know, now that I'm I'm the ma- uh, manager, it, it definitely that's the part that you don't realize. And you're you're the mechanic thinking, oh, these guys couldn't do it without me. They need me. <laughs> but the hard the hard part is that none of us are that needed. They can hire somebody to do what I do. I can right. hire somebody to do what they do. Right. It's all interchangeable. Uh, can you ask? T- can you tell me why Coy told me this week to quit Racer X and start a magazine, and he'll fund it? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I have no idea. Does he even <laughs> like Racer X? I don't know where that. Yeah, yeah, no, from. no, he didn't. He has crazy ideas sometimes, he, though. That really came out. I mean, he has crazy ideas, and then there's that one where I'm like, "What? You're, yeah, you're starting. <laughs> he's going to get in a publication, right? Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we 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 hop around a little few different ideas. He thought he was going to get a Dunkin' Donuts one day. You never know. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Things yeah. pop off all the time. <laughs> an Xbox Lots of store. ideas. Right, an, Xbox, an <laughs> Xbox store. You know, whatever. Um, I thought it was weird. Uh, question for you, J-Bone, from Dale. Dale, what's going on? Hey, How's it going? I've got a question. Good. I've got a uh, 2013 KX450. Obviously, I've got the KYB air forks. And, and those forks, the pressure is contained by the... Uh, uh, by the fork seals. Yeah. And the way I understand it is at least the Showa works forks or the AK or whatever, they have like a sealed chamber. So if you have a fork seal failure, you don't necessarily lose your pressure. Are the KYB works forks, how are they set up? No, I don't know if you can they're, answer that, Dale. But I would imagine it's the same uh, way. the same as the production. You have to really keep an eye on the... And I've there. never had a problem sure like no I love. I love them. Yeah. I love the air forks. And people say, oh, you're going to blow forks and I've never had a problem. Yeah, as long as you always got to look at it, you know, and I wouldn't leave your bike muddy and all that and have the tubes, all the lower tubes all muddy and, and then go over jump and have the mud go stick in there. Right. You do got to check the, you know, we check the pressure every day just to make sure there's nothing happening every time before they ride. But, you know, we're over careful. But, you know, I, I have seen a few brand bikes, uh, I think a Bud's Creek. I saw a bike with that problem, mm-hmm. but so far I have not seen that good thing. But uh, you know, that's definitely something we we try to be careful about for sure. It's going to be a problem if it does happen. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, just to be on the safe side, I replaced my seals with the SKF seals. They're supposed to be a lot better. What, what seals do you have? Yeah, those are good. Yeah, they're green. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Yeah, those are good seals. You know, basically it's just you know keeping an eye on your tubes if they get nicked up. You know, you you just can't uh, keep running them. You got to sand it down or something. That's what that's what we do. We right. put a little marky to sand them down, but shouldn't be any issues. Thanks, Dale. Cool. Yep. Thanks. Uh, yeah, J Bone. question for you. You um, <clears throat> still having fun doing this? Still enjoying this? I mean, uh, 
I am actually. The guy next. It's surprising. The guy next to me um, is about the only guy that's been traveling longer than you now at this point. Um, damn it, you guys have been doing it a long time. Long time. Like you still liking it? Still. I like this more. Like what I was feeling. Like you know, Tony's done the bike thing more than longer than I have. I right. felt like I I did it a long time. And for me, the only thing which which I I, I probably travel maybe a day or two less a week. Right. And that definitely helped for me. Um, building the bike, like I, it was easy for me because it was a routine. But at the same time, it was such a routine that I needed to change. Because yep. I was like, it was like, and and the crazy thing about my my brain, every time I'm building it and knowing a motorcycle, I'm like, I've been lucky all this time. Like I need to stop while I'm still lucky, and <laughs> I I've, I've been doing this good all this time because at some point. Maybe I don't do it as good one time. <laughs> like I was always worried about that. Just because you get in a routine and you're trying to do it good every time. And even if you do it good, it doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. Berlini, so, you've been doing this. Hey, it's a pressure you know. cooker job. That's it what is. people don't understand. It's pressure. You know? I mean, it's less pressure now that you, there's a motor program. I'm not going to lie. I love doing motors. Yeah. So I miss doing motors. But it's one less thing uh, yeah. you know, off my plate, you know. Yeah. So. A little less pressure there, but still, it's it's a pressure cooker job, you know. Especially the higher, you know, the higher paid athlete yeah. you got working for you, you know, or riding for you. Right, you know? dude. I just it's gnarly to do it this long, Berlu. You're my hero. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole time, you know, and but there's years it's really fun, and there's years it's tough, and there's, you know, really it comes down to who who the people on your team are and how. Oh, for sure. Everyone acts together, but you know, the you know, I was at Kawasaki a long time, and I was I was happy for most of it. The last year, I was not happy, and that's why I left. It, it, it was to where I'm like, man, this should be fun, and it's not. So <laughs> the people I'm around, if I'm not liking it, I need to do something else. So that's why I moved on, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm happy I did it. And I do still like traveling. I still like going and seeing all my friends. I mean, Berluti yelled at me on the way by on the back of the bike this weekend. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like all our all our like these are the yeah. people we know. Yeah. Like, I don't have friends around my neighborhood here. Like, my friends are on the weekend. <laughs> right, right. So, no, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it is. We're, we're pretty far down the road of not, if we don't like it. I know. <laughs> I know. Right? It's a good point. No, it's excellent. It's, uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't happy at Yamaha, and I remember thinking, this isn't good. Like, I don't want to even go to the race. Like, right. I, like just, yeah, I hear you. You know? And so, yeah. I, I felt know. that way a, few, a couple of years at Suzuki, yeah. too. Yeah. Near the end or in, or in the middle or something? Yeah, kind of in the middle. At the end, wasn't bad. The right. very end. But, yeah, there were some years that I was like, yeah. same thing as right. you. Like, this sucks. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah, I think it depends on what's going on, like how stressed, <clears throat> you know, the, the people are above you. You know, if you feel like I don't, there's always weird, weird years. It's like, you know, maybe you aren't liking the decisions the management's making right. or, you know, the riders they're picking or the, you know, maybe there's somebody on your team you don't like. There's always something. I mean, it, it is it is a lot. And we're around everybody more than you are your family. So yeah. you're around these people for dinner every morning, you know, every day at the shop. Like it is a lot. So if you don't like the person, it makes it pretty miserable. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right, J-Bone, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate you it. You got it, guys. Good luck yeah, with everything. Have a good night, and yeah. I'll see you guys this weekend. Sounds uh, good, Jeremy. S- sounds good, man. Thank see you. you. Bye. Okay. Jeremy Albrecht, everybody, uh, on the show. Uh, J- JT's on the line again. JT, what's up? Welcome back. Oh, what's going on? Just listening to you guys reminisce about, you know, being on, being old and <laughs> about, being on the road. About hating our jobs. Oh, shit. Uh, by go. the way. Uh, You're ref- old, too, bud. Come uh, on. Yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, everybody, refresh the chat room if you're in the chat room. Refresh it. We're on a new server. Is it working? Breaking news nice. here on the show. Nice. Um, making changes on the fly, our own Swiss core. So, uh, I like that fly. Yeah. Take it. God, you just don't stop, do you? Nope. Um, all right, everybody, it's that time. Uh, the BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs. BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs. 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 Uh, this is uh, best questions submitted by you guys, the listeners, at PulpamexShow.com and at Devin Gibbs, D-E-V-O-N-G-I-B-B-S 27 uh, is uh, his on handle if you just want to uh, tweet directly to Devin. These are the best questions for uh, JT, Berluti, and myself, um, btosports.com. What more can you say about these guys, the leader in uh, getting uh, things for your biker body? Use the code PULPAMEX to save yourself money. International guys, pay attention to the uh, pricing. Sometimes uh, some competitors uh, don't always give it to you uh, in the right currency, but btosports.com does. And uh, we thank them for coming on. Proud sponsors of uh, this team called the BTO Sports KTM team. JT, are you familiar with them? Uh, I keep hearing about them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for them this, this weekend coming up. Okay, fantastic. And by the way, do you need more VIPs, or are you good for the Supercross season? Do, do we? Um, I, yeah, like Toronto, Houston. Um, there's a few here and there. I have one in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so if you guys are interested in any round at all, just get at me, and if it's full, we'll figure some out. 750 bucks. Jason36 at AOL.com. Only man who still uses AOL address, I think, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. No, I got it too. I still do. Whatever. Oh, Brody's got I have, it too. I have a work email that obviously is a lot more official, but I don't want to use right. that for this. What's wrong with AOL? It's just. I mean, I got is one. It shit or what? I have one too, but it's old, and I just give it to spammers and things like that that I got to sign up for. But oh, okay. JT apparently really uses his. Um, Are the other ones better for spam? Not spam. I mean, it's okay, Brody. Okay, don't worry about. It. Um, uh, tweeted twits. No. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gibbs. My bad. Yeah. Um, all right, Sorry. let's do this. Uh, Devin? All right. Give me the best questions you got. Okay. Uh, Team 66 or at KGMBoy66 <laughs> wants to know, uh, Stephen Berluti, besides moving the port or shaving the head, what can you do to a two-stroke uh, cylinder to help out the horsepower? Well, cylinder and head or what? Or are we talking just cylinder alone? Definitely change the transfer ports. Is that, is, that what, is that what he's yeah, kind of alluding that's all to? Yeah, yeah. Clean up the exhaust, clean up the intake. Sometimes stock cylinders have flashing. You know, a little rough, yeah, flashing in there. Get a, I recommend, Berluti, and yeah. I don't mean to step on your toes here, but uh, the V-Force Reblock on a two-stroke. Well, you didn't step on my toe. We use those, too. No, those, yeah, yeah those are fantastic. Good. Very good. Those are yeah. like, I mean, they're not, they don't sponsor the show or anything, but I, I think on every two-stroke I've ever worked on, those things really work. Towards the end and now, you, you see them on production bikes on the KTMs and oh, stuff. Are they? Yeah, really? absolutely. Oh. Little, the little 50s and stuff come with a yeah. Yeah. V-Force, yeah. The, uh, the V-Force, the comp- that company, Monotessonary, their their uh, air boots yeah. are really good, too. Yeah, they're not making they, Same company, but, you know, obviously different, a little bit different technology with the four-stroke, but they're still really, really good. We use them. You can also yep. uh, make it a big bore. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ask uh, Kenny Watson about that. Keeper. Yeah, or Chris Kiefer. Either yeah. one will tell you. We'll fill you in about big boys. Big boy. Okay. Uh, okay. Amy Doris wants to know if Steve or JT or myself was in the top ten points in Supercross, what song would you come out and what would you do for the opening ceremony? JT. Uh, I don't know. Steve can attest to this that I have a hard enough time picking my song to be co-host on the show that it would <laughs> literally take me weeks to figure this out. 
Would you do a seat wheelie? Uh, I would do a wheelie for sure. I'm pretty good at wheelies, but I can't do like a, a stoppy or anything like that. I, but uh, I would I would do a whip because these guys refuse to. Thank you, JT. My, this question's easy for me because I lived my dream. Kyle Chisholm let me pick his intro music two years ago, um, and it was glorious and awesome and probably in the top five to seven moments of my life. Um, wow. I picked uh, I picked Van Halen. Yeah, imagine that. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. And uh, the guy at Feld, Luke there, he he merged, melded two songs together. Yeah? Two of my favorites together. Intro, and then it went into another one. Yeah, it was uh, good. It's, a, it's glorious. Nice. So I know what I would do. Come out to Offsprings, Mingo Life, do a seat wheelie, do a stoppy, do a transfer, throw a whip on every single triple. By the way, my intro is like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, right. Eventually, they're pulling you off. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still going. <laughs> All I don't right. care. I'm on my bike. You're the only, uh, you'd be the only <laughs> opening in history that had a medic flag involved. You tried all those things. <laughs> all right, next question. All right. Um, Eric Ketchum um, wanted to ask J-Bone this, but uh, I figured I'd ask you guys. Um, there was a, cam- a camera that we saw on the back of the bike or under the rear fender of uh, the JGR bikes. Do you guys know what that was or what, it, what the purpose of it was? Something for the TV show. I don't really know what, though. I don't know if they used it or how that worked. For which TV show? Fox? Yeah. For oh, the, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Josh Grant did some 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 uh, riding early in the day before practice started. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, Damon Bauer, uh, Steve and Tony, what's the most annoying part to tweak when testing? Uh, JT, what's the an- most annoying part to test? Uh, for me, it, it's all the same. You know, I don't really – I didn't have to work on the bike, but you start getting into – Starting with suspension changes, if you start making big changes, you get, for me as a rider, I always had a hard time not getting lost as far as the settings. Um, and little changes, too. You come, you change one little thing, and you come in, and you're like, I really can't tell anything. And they change something else, you're like, I really can't tell anything. So it's really hard to test all day long as the track's deteriorating and be accurate with the feedback that you're giving. Uh, I hate it, obviously, changing the cylinder head on the four-stroke. Yeah, at the track, it was it goes pretty quick nowadays. Oh, you're a better mechanic than no, me. no. I'll tell you what. The elaborating on what um, JT was talking about is now with the uh, valving in one fork only. Yeah, that expedites things so much yeah. quicker, so yeah. that you get back on the track before it goes away. So or how that's about gotten good? Uh, or how about uh, uh, changing um, like changing uh, races? That's so, a pain in the butt. So you leave the forks in the front wheel and forks on, you know. Yeah, on the, on the triple clamp. Drop the bottom, and then you're trying to balance everything, and then you're trying to get, yeah. You, you, the problem is you didn't have good help. They they hated you, so you had to do it all uh, on your own. No, McCarty oh, okay. used to do it on his own in 76, so we had to continue doing it on our own oh, in 2006. Oh, is that what it is? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have a test guy for the longest time. Yeah. Like, you're talking rookie Darren Sorensen. Yeah. Chad's mechanic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Chad, Reed, very high maintenance. Bikes in Florida, bikes in California, bikes everywhere, constantly testing. And Rookie was by himself, and I'm just like, look at this dude. He's going to drop dead at the shop right yeah. here one day. <laughs> He's going to just drop dead, you know, because we, we didn't have a test guy. No, nobody. God, and he almost did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I, uh, good, yeah, good point. Deal. Sad deal. So, maybe, that, maybe it was those years at Yamaha. I, I wouldn't doubt I, it. I think it took its toll. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, all right, next question. All right, uh, TJ Fonanot wants to know for Steve. Fonano. There you go. Um, yep. Who is your yeah, mechanic, he, Mount Rushmore? The mechanic, Mount Rushmore? Yeah, who is your mechanic, Mount Rushmore? Jeez, all those guys back in the day that, that used to weld frames and stuff, and Berluti. Um, 
Berluti, Dave Arnold. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Brian Lunas. He won a lot. Skip? Norfolk? Skip. Yeah. Skip? I mean, just, I don't know if Skip was on the level of a great mechanic, but God, did he win. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't, have a, I don't have a frame. ton of welds, but, In- or wins, but. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What on the welding frame? Oh, sorry. Like in, I'm trying to think if it was 97 or 98. Either one on the Cowie where the subframe bolted into the frame. I would like it. Literally, was broken all the time. So every Monday morning, it was a ritual. Every Monday, I would go get my frame rewelded right there, basically to fix it. And then I would ride all week. And then every Monday, so it, it would just slowly deteriorate and break. And, crack and all this stuff during the week and Monday morning I'd go reweld it. So who knows what the hell I did to the handling on this motorcycle. Uh, yeah, as you added like a more Frankenstein bike. As you added more and more welds onto it, right? Yeah. Oh, all right, next question. All right, last question. Uh Tanner Hall, uh does anyone know what happened to Dungey's bike? Broke his clutch perch uh when he crashed. So hmm. couldn't really get going. Tried to get going though at one point. Yeah, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, I tried to get going at one point. It just wasn't working out. It wasn't, yeah, just the I think I think he was just having a hard time. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever done this, Steve, but when you break your perch off, like, you can't you can't really get the clutch to, it doesn't have any leverage on anything, yeah, right? No, yeah, you can't, so, you can't really grab it. Yeah, you, you can't really use it, and then you're trying to get it in neutral, and then once you do get it in neutral and start it, then you basically have to, like, just cram it into gear, you know, and then it, like, wants to loop out away from you. It's, it's pretty much a disaster when that happens. Yeah, I, um... I tweeted when he fell and I saw it broken. I tweeted DNF, like that's it. He's uh, he's done. And um, uh, then he kept trying to. He couldn't find neutral. Got a neutral. Got it going. And I'm like, he's he's going. But then he pulled in shortly after. Hmm. So, so that was it. Um, is that it? That's it. All right. That is the Gabba Gibbs segment on BTOSports.com. I used to hate that. Uh, hate that feeling when I do that because you're just you basically rev your bike up to the point where it won't stall. But then you have to cram it in gear, so it re- literally it rips your arms off. You ever done that before? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah you feel like the biggest idiot. And I've done it at nationals, and there's a bunch of people like standing there, woo, like yelling at you, and you're just like, run, 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 just like loop out. You just took the biggest goon ever. Hey, but the coolest thing is, you went out there and continued racing in that situation, so you're bad. Oh, heck, yeah, I needed that, like, 30 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, I got yeah, a couple yeah. more spots. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, thanks to BTOsports.com for um, sponsoring that little thing, and thanks, everybody, for sending in those uh, terrific questions. J- Jimmy Albertson's still to come up. The Nick way. I wonder how many parts Nick changed this weekend. Um, Is he getting better? Better with changing parts? No, not him changing. Oh. Is he better not changing parts? What? Huh? Yeah. Does he, does he leave his bike alone? No. Oh no. 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 Come no, on, Berlue. dude. Really? It's his team and stuff. He doesn't have An- access too. to everything. Anaheim does he? too. Link shock and motor. Come on. Uh, last week he put a shock on before the day started. Oh my god. <laughs> where, where, where does he get all the stuff? Seems like his re- he'd ha- be limited resource. I don't know. This weekend he was hitting up J Bone to buy some forks. Hmm. So God knows what he's doing. Oh boy. <laughs> he's yelling at J Bone. Give me some forks. Give me those forks. Straight off the Yamaha yeah, on his yeah, Cowie. Yeah, nice. exactly, huh? Uh, hey, Scott, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. Good. Hey, man, uh, I started listening all the late, so I didn't know if um, if you guys already paid this or not, but you had a contest earlier in the week about the race tech suspension stuff. I didn't know if you picked uh, who won that or not. Yeah, um, your name's Scott, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, you didn't win. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, no. Thanks for the entry. Um, the guys from Race Tech slash six twelve suspension are going to be out reaching out to everybody who entered uh, with something. But uh, I'm glad you talked talked to me about that and brought it up because um, the guy I wanted him is Quincy Simon. <clears throat> That's not your middle name or anything, is it? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, this guy said, "Hello, Steve in the Pulp of Mexico. My name is Quincy Simon. I'm from the great state of Kansas, and we have the luxury of riding and racing on some of the hardest dirt known to man. I'm entering the suspension suspension rebel giveaway with the hopes of maximizing my bike's performance. I come from a quad racing background, and now that I've stepped into the dirt bike world, I have no clue where to start on proper bike setup. So this is some proper suspension would be a step in the right direction. I find myself racing competitively in the novice class, but every time I return to the pits." All my buddies' excitement and encouragement never fails for someone to pipe up. You look good, but your bike looked terrible out there. So I'm a long-time listener. Keep up the good work. Quincy. So Ronnie and Chris at Race Tech and 612 Suspension. JT, you know Ronnie at 612 Suspension. I do. Um, he's now a Race Tech Center for the last few years. So, um, Is it the same Ronnie that used to work at Race Tech? No. Okay. Yep. Nope. No? No. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, okay. Um, i get back. Uh, Quincy won, Scott. Um, but like I said, there's still going to be a uh, reach out to everybody who entered. So stay tuned to your email for that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks. Appreciate uh, it. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Congratulations to Quincy and thanks to Race Tech and Ronnie at 612 Suspension for this awesome deal. Oh, Ronnie Monk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I you... talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've known Ronnie Monk for 20 years. That's why it's very confusing when you said, yeah, it was. I'm like. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I didn't. Catch the six twelve part. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie Monk. He's even done suspension work for the Tim Ferry over the years. Yeah, he was. Uh, he his dad basically was a franchise had a franchise of a, a competing suspension company for years and years, and so his dad was basically would be my local suspension guy for mm-hmm. quite a while, and that's obviously how little Ronnie learned how to do it, and then he kind of branched out into his own. So he's got his own company now. Right, right. So uh, thanks yep. to uh, thanks to Quincy, thanks to Race Tech, thanks to Ronnie for that. Uh, by the way, if you want to win a Fly F2 Carbon Trey Canard helmet, JT just released, right? Yeah, the Trey ones. We we wanted to wait until Trey came back, but it's a little bit unfair to you know people that are they, a lot of people have been hitting us up wanting to buy them, and and without you know Trey doesn't really have a for sure date of coming back yet. So we basically decided to release them kind of midweek last week. So they're they're out there. I hear it's going to be longer than sooner for canard from my source yeah it's yeah. just uh Bummer it's, it's Bummer. yeah obviously he you know he's our kind of marquee guy i guess and it's you know it's a bummer for for us to go racing every weekend without our you know quote-unquote number one guy pike um <laughs> <laughs> it's he's making a strong case for it yeah he pike is, is killing it he right. is he's killing it, it right yeah. now i don't even i mean out of the heat two weeks in a row Badass. This place. What a moose. Man, that guy's gnarly, ain't he? Damn. I love it. Damn. Um, if somebody calls you a moose, is that would you be like, yeah, I'm a moose? Or would you be like, don't call me a moose? I don't know. I don't know if that's good or not. Yeah, well, you know. Did you, what did you, what did you, uh, hello. What did you think about it when I said it? Like, he's some, he's a, he's a fucking, I don't know. He's the first thing not, I thought gnarly. of was moose knuckle. What about rhino? <laughs> yeah, there's already a rhino. There though. is already a rhino. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, look, anyways, Moose Knuckle, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> send an email to uh, contest at com. Tell us uh, Trey Kennard Helmet in the subject line. 
and we'll pick a random winner. Can I win? No. Damn it, it's badass. Um, also, two, uh, two $50 gift cards for btosports.com, courtesy of the Circle Jerkies. JT, are you or are you not in the Circle Jerkies? <laughs> Mike Craig's in the Circle Jerkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. That's a good one. Uh, but send us an email at contest at pulpmikeshow.com, and we're randomly going to pick two guys to win the $50 gift card at btosports.com, courtesy of, of course, the Circle Jerkies, an elite super group of fans. Uh, JT, we're going to get you back on. Thanks for co- joining us for the yeah. for the segment, and we'll uh, we'll get you back on later. Tony Berluti, thank you for being in the studio tonight. It's fantastic. I love being here. You Ta- know that, Steve. Taking our second commercial break of the night, coming back with uh, Jimmy Albertson, Nick Way, uh, NFAB question of the day, X-Brand goggle tear-offs, and much, much more. Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. Pulpine X Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulpine X Show. Use coupon code Pulpine X when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All 
Bell and Fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement. Or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length. Or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance. We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA 
proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. 
Welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, A Cherubis, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, and Optrix all on board with us tonight. Berlut, that's, uh, that's your song. Yeah, I feel like we're at, playing that. I feel like we're at the beginning of a Supercross. Yeah, that's Ryan Dungey's song last year, huh? Well, no, it was Bill Potos, I think. Really? No, I think Dungey. Well, you want to bet on it? I need to make some money back. Oh, did you take a kicking on the Super Bowl? I, I, oh. I, I, didn't even, I shouldn't even brought it up. Anyway, yeah. You know who else took a kicking on the Super Bowl was uh, Jason Thomas. Really? No, come on. Bro, you were, hey, he was up. He was up. And then he goes, I said, hey, you want to bet on the Super Bowl? He's like, I'm going out on top. Sure enough, like the gambling fiendy is Sunday morning. I'm getting texts. I'll tell you, hey, hey, if you if you think getting crushed at the Super Bowl is losing like fifty bucks or whatever it is, then we're on a different page. Yeah, obviously, I guess you just you, you lost. You end up losing, but uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Right. I lost my prop bets. I lost all my prop bets on Percy Harvin, on Virgil Hill, on um, uh, Eric Decker. I lost all, but I did win the points. I won all the points and stuff. So it would would have been a great bet to do the. Uh... What 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 was the first play in the end zone? Oh, the safety! The safety! Could you imagine betting oh, that, dude? I think that's it was fifty to one, fifty to one. Is that what it oh, was? Oh, was that it though? That's it. I thought yeah, it'd be it was fifty to one. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, yeah. For the first score, first score was all they oh, were taking. Okay. Yeah, Which, I don't uh, even think they would offer the first play. Like no one, that would be like a million to one. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, still fifty one. I mean, it's, you'd think it'd be more, but still, that'd, that'd yeah, be a pretty yeah. good hit if you if yeah, you had yeah. it. Right. The only person who took a real hitting on that game was Floyd Mayweather. Anybody who he, he didn't do that. Did, he didn't he, do it. No. You, you, he says he didn't. He says he didn't bet. Yeah. He, he bet at $10.5 million. He tweeted he didn't I understand, do it. I understand that. He, he wrote He wrote today on Instagram or whatever. He wrote this long thing saying that he didn't do that, that whatever. Oops. It was a marketing ploy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Makes a lot of bad decisions, that guy. Um. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's try cold calling Kenny. Yeah. See if we can get him on. Okay. Let's do this. I don't know, though. This doesn't always work He's out. He's probably listening right now. What, he, he likes the show. What have we... Uh, We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed at this time. What, uh, Please hang up and try your call. Don't you have my speed dial? Are you serious? You're doing it one There's by no one? speed dial on this phone. Oh, okay. Unless, uh, We're sorry. Your call can... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's blocked the number. Kenny's one step ahead of the show. Maybe he's blocked the number. I don't know what's going on. I told him that we perhaps could call. 
but yeah, it's a weekly segment, so I'm, I'm sure he's picking up on that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know if he listens or not, but uh, oh, he listens. He does. I say the same thing. Yeah. Um, he's he's he, taking notes. He's gonna ruin us. Well, he we're one for four now. I don't understand why that doesn't work though. Uh, we're point five for four. He hung up on us. You know what? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he doesn't start, plan on starting another show called The Moto Show because that name's already <laughs> taken. Yeah, I agree, right? Um, I want to know what's going on here. I'm very frustrated with this. Ooh. Oh, okay. Jerkies. I may have figured it out. <clears throat> do, 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 do. He did make out with Van Halen. Me. That was cool. Kenny Watson. Who's this? Is this Alex Van Halen? Oh, hey, what's up, bro? What up, bro? <laughs> you... up? This is, this is, uh, hey. uh, is he the guitar player? Is that who that guy was? How? So he wasn't your longtime friend like you told me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. I met him. I knew him for 15 minutes. <laughs> How does that happen? How does Alex Van Halen come into your truck? Uh, Well... He, you know, is a is a pop star, just like uh, one of the owners of the team is a pop star, as his wife is, mm-hmm. and they run in the same pack. Well, so he just came he came by there with uh, some of the dudes from Feld, and he wanted to meet uh, Carrie and Ricky, but they weren't there. He had his kid with him. So they met you so. instead. What's that? They, they, they met you instead. You're no, like, yeah, no, dude, he didn't come there to meet me. He was in the truck, and I'd seen him. And no, I, I walked know, up I to him, and I'm all, hey, do you want to make a grown man's dream come true? He's like, huh, I'm doing it all the time. I was like, all right. Uh, I go, there's, there's a guy that does this radio show. I didn't say that you were my friend, because if I said that, I'd be lying. Right. And uh, I just said, uh, <laughs> he would he would die to meet you. And he's like, all right. I go, can you wait for him? He's like, yeah, sure. Uh, hey, and he yeah. even talked to me and stuff about the band recording and all that. Oh, he was cool. He's a nice guy. He was all right. He was all but right. Your night, your night was good until you put your foot in your mouth halfway through the night, huh? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what you what you <laughs> what you are establishing. I, I just, have you guys have you guys been talking about it on the show the whole time? No, we haven't. Not yet. We'll we'll get to it. Um, I I uh, I, I still. Uh, I mean, that's that. Uh, you, I, you 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 did it this time to yourself, bud. Really? I think you lost you lost one of your co-hosts. And, yeah, uh, I, I did lose one of my co-hosts. You're you're right uh, by my the, choice the, too. So the, the the guy the guy uh, you so all you these, all you, these dudes all these dudes are talking about freaking just not even giving you interviews now and I'm so just like wow you um you think that that was a terrible thing to say and a, and a terrible no, tweet and I, I everything say, I wouldn't say that but what I would say was it, coming out of you I wouldn't expect anything less but it's you know a guy's trying to 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 do something and in chasing a dream and you just smashed his dream by saying that on social media. I mean, dude, the guy's top, the guy's, you know, one of the top, you know, 20, 25 riders in the world. And you're saying there's no way he can win, which I mean, I, I just don't think you just don't go to any other sport or NASCAR racing. And they're talking about, you know, a, a, a guy that starts and drives two laps in parks. And they don't even say that about, Oh, he doesn't have a chance of winning. Well, you know what I mean? I just okay. don't think it was, I just don't think it was right to shoot down a guy like Chris Blows, who's, you know, a good guy. And, you know, has, you know he, ha- he had a lot of respect for you. And, you know, you, you hurt the guy's feelings. I think 
you know, I think you owe the guy an apology to tell you the truth. Well, I've texted him. He didn't. He's never texted me back. So, um, well, I think I think I think you should do an apology just the way you bashed him. You know, on social okay. media, and that's the, what I would personally think. But maybe I might be wrong. Well, I take. I'm just, a, I, I, when, I'm just a, according to people on Twitter. I'm just a you know a dick sucker or something. I just blow blow everybody or something. I don't know <laughs> to get where I'm at. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, I think I, I personally think what happened is, you know, Steve made a joke that would be funny to most people that you know like would get it like exactly like Chad making fun of me on the podium because that's just how it is. And then, you know, because there were people that were asking me, like, dude, I can't believe you would, like, make fun of you like that. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, come on, like, lighten up. Like, yeah, but, I dude, it was but, awesome. but, dude, it's a little bit different with, with Chad saying that to you. I mean, dude, you're retired. and you that's, know, what I'm, that's, you that's my right. point, is that, is that he, Steve made a joke. Like, it would be funny well, I agree. saying I agree. it about someone he's really I, close I, with, but I don't think, you know what I mean? I agree, with, come I agree with what you're saying, JT. It was a joke, but I don't think it was a joking matter. You know what I mean? I, I mean, the guy's already struggling and, and going to the races out of the back of his van and, and struggling, and then all of a sudden on social media, the guy that reports our sport is supposed to be talking good about our sport bashes the guy. But I don't. Know. I understand. Like, That's what like, I'm saying. I think it was a a kind of an inside joke that went kind of outside and and peep, You know what I mean? It didn't really. It would be. It, come across I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think there's a right place and a right time for for inside jokes and joking, but I don't think. During a race and do and put put the guy on blast like that was was Dude, cool at all. Look, look, um, Blos is as a. I didn't say he sucked. He's terrible. He's one of the twenty two best riders that night. That's crazy. That's gnarly. But where does where does saying he doesn't have a chance to win a main event, which is right by the way, and I could have put Nick Way in there, which I tweeted out later that Nick Way was one of them too. And where does that come into saying like where does that get the reaction? That I got from Mike Mason, a, a guy who I considered my friend, or Blos himself, and and these other douchebags. Where where does the? That's like trying to kill a mosquito with a shotgun. Like, like okay, so dude, we, you're not going to justify yourself, dude. You were wrong. No matter what you did, you report the races. You do it. You don't see anybody in other other sport doing that kind of crap. That's all I'm trying to get at. Well, you know, for for, for some reason, people put you on this pedestal like you're this freaking. The, the best thing to happen to the sport. I know you and, do too. I know you're on that. You do that too. I thank yeah, you for well, that. Well, people put me on a pedestal just because they want to be able to see me. I beg to differ on that. I do not think that. Well, I think you and Wygant are pretty much the. Look, Wygant tweeted out uh, that Wesson Pike can't win. He actually said that. Like, I don't know if it was before or after my tweet. But, but I don't understand. Why in the fuck would you guys say that about people? It's a joke, like, Kenny. It's, it's a joke. I get it. But, dude, this is, a, I mean, dude, this is these guys' careers and their livelihoods. And it's not a joke to them, Kenny. Who? It's not who, a joke. To, name it's not another a joke to their sponsors. Name it's another media person that has given Chris Blows the amount of media that I've given him plus five hundred dollars. That's irrelevant. That's, that's irrelevant. irrelevant. That's irrelevant. I understand <clears throat> that. I understand that. But what you did was wrong. Okay, and maybe so. Maybe it was. I don't necessarily agree. But for all I've done for Blows, and I've helped Mason out also, you think I'd get a little sliver of the benefit of the doubt? A little sliver. The tweet says. Doesn't say Chris Blows can't win. It says, for example, Chris Blows can't win. Not, I'm picking on Chris Blows. It was a joke about an announcer, and I said, for example, I didn't say, you know. By the way, Chris Blows can't win. It was a joke about an announcer. Now maybe it went wrong, but Jesus Christ, you think these guys would maybe be like, oh, Mathis, you know, what about a text? What about hey, dude, I, what's I, up I, with that? I, I, I understand your 
your demeanor. I understand how I understand your humor, put it that way. And I I got it, and I know you didn't mean any harm by it because I know you. But the people that don't know you as good as some people don't. You know what I mean? They don't get it, and they and you know what I mean. It's you know. Uh, did, did his grandma? Did his grandma start hitting you up yet and blasting you? Uh, no, just you, I think. Uh, but not yet. I haven't heard. No, I've not heard from Grandma Blouse yet. But I expect. Oh, to. oh, you will. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, you will. He has a little army too. Because remember what what happened? And, and it was funny when I when I put out there. You know, they're all. Then why didn't you? Why didn't you hire him? And why didn't you keep him if he's so good? I'm just like, whoa, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, because Kenny, you you got in on the Twitter battle that kind of bummed me out. Like you know, I didn't I didn't get in the Twitter battle. I posted one thing. I didn't think it was right. That's all I said. Yeah, that's fine. But you still, you know, you have a powerful voice on social media. And no, people... I, and, and all I did was call you a hater. That's it. Well, and then so you know you you did that because so, you know why? Because I consider Chris Blos uh, a good friend. I get the guy. I, I, I know what he's going through, and I know he's trying his hardest. But I know he's out there. But I and never said any him, of that. I never said he, might he as didn't. Well said Chris Bose can't make a main. Really? That's pretty much really. That's that's far from what I said. Far from what I said. Well, well that's that's about what I'm telling you is what what you Brecken, Whoa, baby girl, you just <laughs> spilled that all over the place. Uh, look at Daddy Watson. <laughs> well, what you what you did was you're smashing a guy's dreams. That's trying to. I'm sm- JT. Am I smashing his dreams? No, I, my personal opinion is that, that it was a joke that went wrong and it offended a lot of people. And really, all you can do is try to understand that, you know, even though you didn't intend for it to be offensive, it, you know, you obviously offended some people, apologize, and everybody, you know, it'll blow over eventually. Yeah, but I, 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 I understand. I, it's, just another, it's just another one that you can mark up that ain't going to have anything to do with you. And they're adding I'm just up, saying, I'm just, I just think that saying, even buddy, if you, that... yeah, even if you don't agree with, people that think they were, you know, that it was offensive, you obviously offended them. So okay. whether you think you were in the right or wrong, well, if you want, you know, if okay. you respect these people and you think and you want to be friends with them or you, you know what I mean, just apologize. I, okay. I've apologized for things that I didn't really think I was in the wrong, but obviously the person was upset. So, you know, I have to take into account their feelings. You could put them on the bucket list with Ryan Dungey and, Ricky Carmichael and the rest of the guys that don't want to give you interviews or talking. And if you keep it up in another couple of years, you're going to have no one, to, no one, but your, your rat pack that you have. Um, your, uh, do you just call me a rat, Kenny? No, <laughs> rat, Kenny. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, well, again, I reached out to blows. I've not got a response. Uh, what Mason did was uncalled for unacceptable. As a friend, Kenny as somebody, just called me a rat on on the media. I'm going nuts. Somebody, I'm I, somebody I'm going I thought, crazy. somebody I thought was a friend. That's unacceptable. JT Army well, United, dude. I'll tell you what. You don't do that. He probably did that was because his one. I would say one of his freaking best friends. Okay. He disrespected. Okay. And, and pissed him off. Well, That's I didn't. I didn't disrespect. Did I didn't res- disrespect Mike Mason. Didn't say a fucking word about him. But um, so I get that he's upset. Sure. Okay. Well, Mason, text me. Don't be a douchebag. And basically insult the guy that that you I thought was my friend. Clearly not. And it's kind of funny, dude, how you can do it to people. But what I but said when was they do it to you. How pissed off you it's get. Not it's, not it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. You're going to dish it out. You got to be able to take it. What, That's what, all I got. What Mason did was not a dishing it out. That was not a dishing it out. Because what I said like, about Chris right, Blows. What was so bad that he? What was so bad that he said? All I he, he said, said that you. He didn't. Call, he didn't. He said you're an all right guy. But for what you did was douchey for a guy that can barely fit in his chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, um, dude, he's not lying. When I said he said he said, he said you're an all right guy, he has you know he, yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. say that you're okay. Yeah, no, shit, you're right. That's not a personal insult at all. I mean, dude, where, where, where does not making a main, which is I st- Chris Bosch will not win a main. Where does not winning a main event fall into? You don't, he you don't sucks get it, balls. You don't get it. He sucks balls. It, I never said that. I would you never don't think say that. He knows that. You don't think he knows that? But do you really think that he wants to hear it on social media? And, and people like that. I mean, oh my God! Hey, like I, fuck! How are you? A, like, how are you a professional athlete if you can't deal with something like that? Look at what I've done for the guy. Well, that's probably the reason why he's so pissed and got bummed because he probably thought that you were you. You've done a lot for him, and you you were that guy. But then you just slam him like that, and 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 it might have been a joke in your in your own little world. This is what I always told you, Steve, from day one. You jab at people and you make fun of people and you don't even realize what you're doing and, and how it affects them. That's what I'm trying. That's the whole moral of the story is here. Well, there's a ton of people that see, and, and I wish I could read some of the texts. From Dude, Inus- I'll tell you what; those people you could you could do whatever you want, and those people are going to back you. No, no, no. Just I mean, whatever you want. I mean, people no, in the industry, no. people in the industry that are saying. Like, what oh, is going dude, on? Like, some of his sponsors. You, talk, you don't even talk to me about the industry. This fucking industry is the fucking lamest fucking industry in the world. Yeah. Well, you, those people don't know shit. You're talking about guys that are agents that are agents, you know, that were carpenters. You got team managers <laughs> that were fucking general contractors four years ago. Don't, don't talk to me about, don't talk to me about this industry, how important people are. If Roger DeCosta or Mitch Payton or one of those top guys said something, I would agree. But not, don't give me some freaking, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask Mitch Mitch's opinion. I guarantee he'd be like, ah, whatever. So, um, I don't know, Kenny. I get what you're saying. Dude, uh, I don't think I, Mitch Payton really cares. I value your opinion. I feel like, the, you know, whatever. Dude, all you got to do is, is I, I would say all you got to do is put, put, put out a tweet apologizing. I think, I think a text to a guy. Reaching out to a guy is a little better than putting out an, at social media. I, I value a, a personal contact with somebody, and I've yet to get anything back from from Chris Bloss at all. So, you know, I'd love I'd love to hash this out with him. I've done a uh, lot for I, the I guy. I don't think it's hashing out. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, in his yeah. eyes, I don't think there's no hashing it out. Yeah, okay. Um, well, Jake, Jake Canada will love to hash it out too. Jesus, JT. Easy guy. Um, <laughs> you're next, JT. You're next. I couldn't pass you, it up. You're I'm next. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, it's, it's it. too bad. Prove it that he did that. Prove it. Prove what? Prove Jake Canada. Oh, oh, oh. Prove oh. Jake Canada smokes it. It's, it's all no, I know. I make fun of him, and it's real. It's wrong. It's just I, I really actually respect Jake Canada. Actually, the I mean that guy was not very good a few years ago. He really wasn't. And Speaking of Jake Canada, I thought he was going to do, like, dude, he was up there, dude. I thought for sure he, he would have been a top five guy. I thought he had a chance yeah, to get a podium. He's been, pretty, he's been pretty beat up. Like, I don't think he's got a oh, lot really? of riding time in because he's been, yeah, he missed a race. So. Yeah, still a. Uh, still if you, look at, if you looked at him a few years ago, he was not a main event guy in the lights class, even close. And now he's a legit guy. So, as much yeah. as I make fun of him, it, it's really not fair well, to because the guy's. Praising, really praising Jake Canada is what caused Mike Ginobili, Genova to not come on this show anymore. So now we've done it again. So yeah, well, there's another one on your list that won't come on your show. Yeah, all because I'm just, I, you keep, I'm just, you keep it up. Ability. I don't. I don't know the guy at all. Nobody. But, but that is all, that is that is all uh, I did. Short. You're gonna have your bucket. You're gonna have your bucket list of your boys that will always. Are you gonna call me a rat you know, again? <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna call you a rat. I'll call you a hamster. Yeah. Oh come on. Oh. Dude, I'm just jacking with you, JT. You better apologize to me on Twitter. 
<laughs> I, I I didn't blast you on Twitter. I would never. I'm just kidding. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell Fly that you have a fox gear in your in your gear back in Florida. I wouldn't tell him that. Though. <laughs> I don't own anything fox. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. You got something fox hanging on your wall. There's a Bradshaw jersey hanging on there. It was Axo, bro. Oh, okay. Oh, you got me. It's got JT though. It's got JT on his wall. JT Racing. There you go. In JMB. No, is that no? It was actually Arthachi. Uh. Gibbs, hey, who's, who's Gibbs. on your who's on the uh, show tonight? Uh, Albertson's coming up. Reed was on. Um, Jeremy Albrecht, Nick Way. Of course, of course. Nick Way, Jeremy Albrecht. These are guys. Had Adam, normal guys. Adam Intonap on last week. Yep, like I saw it. Yeah, it was, Speaking it was, of that guy, I went back to look at the film after he said he threw that six scrub yeah, on Bill. Yeah, and I can't, we can't find it. <laughs> um, I, I, he was riding around him, but there at no point in time that we oh, can find where dude. he threw this six scrub on him. And you know, <laughs> I, did you ask? I him? looked at him. He just like, I mean, no disrespect to the dude. The yeah. dude was riding good, right? But he went by him and pretty much, you know. Did but you, it wasn't like the deal. The camera wasn't on Josh. I mean, we had two cameras, and one's on Tickle and one's on Hill, and it, it was on him from start to finish. And I, I mean, uh, I think... unless he did it when he was, you know. Four guys in front of them. Did you? you know? um, it was a heat race. Did you watch a heat race? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I, did, yeah. I didn't look in the main event. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he said it was the heat. So yeah, uh, I know it was a heat race. Gibbs, you want to? Uh, you want to chime yeah. in? Yeah. Hey, hey guys, what's going on? Um, um, how's it going? Um, obviously, I'm not trying to be biased here. Totally a Steve fan, but like uh, Watson, I met you before. We talked about Toronto Blue Jays, anyways. But uh, I'm I'm sorry, Watson's totally in the right here. You can't just go and tweet something about a guy. Like, you're the media guy. So when someone shoots back at a media guy, the media guy almost has to act more professional than the athlete himself. Yes, athletes got to take abuse. But then as a media guy, when he gets shot back to you, you, you don't attack them again. That's, that's not what you do. You have to stand kind of above that. And, and I get it. You weren't attacking him. Yeah, but yeah that's, where I'm, that's where I'm not it, agreeing it's 20 guys. You. It's 20 guys on the gate, okay? 22. But, yes. Yep. Or anyways, Chris blows. Honestly, he does have a fucking chance at winning. You know, it's only twenty guys. You know that. I, I know the odds are crazy, but the guy still goes out there. He puts it in his head. Never said that. I want to fight. I got to run up front. You know what I mean? And 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 I get that you never said it, but it, it got implied a bit. Chris blows probably no, it thought it was. You know, no, it didn't. He got upset, but. You shouldn't have reacted the way you did. You should have just left it at what it was. How did I react? Like where, where, like, where did I react? What did I do? You, you started tweeting about it, like getting involved in the, in oh. the debate and, and talking about it. Like, like you shouldn't well, even to, care at that point. Well, Gibbs, you, you I, I wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to clarify what I said. And what I clarified was that Chris Bose is gnarly. He's one of the 22 best riders out there, and I have a lot of respect for him. So just wanted to put that out there, that that tweet was just about him uh, making a hey, joke Mathis, about Irv. Mathis, let me so, ask you a question. Yes. Uh, in 2010, would you ever would have thought Chris Bloss would have got fourth? And if, if you would, you and if you say yeah, you're lying. Oh no, okay. Kenny. He was a top that, ten that, guy. He was a top ten guy. What? What? what dude, you know? He got like 14th in the series, dude. Yeah, but he was always. Dude, we we like know you didn't, Kenny, because you were already in your car. <laughs> I was, but I was. I didn't think he was going to get fourth. But I know. for you to say that the dude, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say he's going to go out and win a race, but dude, I would never thought he was going to get fourth. And just like the guy on the phone said, you never know what's going to happen. But you can't pick him to win. 
But I just, right. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I think it's just got blown out of proportion a lot. On you know this whole thing, well, but look, I think, I think, Steve, you can defend yourself all you want. But what I'm trying to get at is, you, you cannot. A social media apology would definitely be the best way over attack because then it's showing everybody else out there also and make them look bad because you can't say that Chris Blows can't win. Who do you? How do you know that he's not out? You know, working on sponsors and trying to get guys. You know, a sponsor. And then all of a sudden, this guy reads Twitter, and you're a journalist supposed to be reporting about the sport and how great it is, and you're talking crap about a guy that's in the sport, even though you're joking, but these people don't know that. So they're going, wait a minute, this is a journalist from that industry that is saying this about a guy. So this guy must not be that great. Does that make sense, or is this, you're just looking at one side of it? Why? I'm, I'm, sure, there's I'm, some, I'm that, sure there's chicks that think Chris Blows is hot as fuck and they want to cheer uh, for him, but then you got... Steve there that uh, says on. Thanks, Gibbs. All right, we let's, got it. let's we be got honest. It. No um, chicks that are following Chris Bose know who Steve Mathis is. Yeah, it's probably a good point. Uh, Gibbs, I just I I got it. Thank you. Um, but um, it, the thing is, is that Wygant said the same thing basically, and did and, and why okay, do you always go back no, to no, Wygant? No, like, no, he's your Lord Wait a minute. Here, no, no, wait a minute. Wygant, Wygant, Wygant. Look, dude, you guys are two peas in a pod, bro. You he said the do same what you thing. Do. And only because. You know, uh, Pike doesn't have, I don't know, the the right bros like Chris Blose does. Nothing gets said. Everyone realizes it's just a joke. And and like everyone was, like, cool with that. No one's sending the – why can't never got one word about that at all, you know? And Because well, everyone realized it's just a joke. It was making fun of maybe, Irv Braun. Maybe he, maybe he says it once in a while and not like you where you're constantly, you know, doing that to people. Uh, Chris, you're constantly, put, you're oh, constantly making fun and making jokes, and oh, this guy, that guy. Oh, That's okay. all I'm trying to get at, dude. All ain't right. nothing personally that... against me to you. I mean, I I know you well enough, and I respect you for who you are, and I accept you for who you are. I know that you're a freaking idiot sometimes, and you throw out stupid shit. I was, you know, that's not my beef, but I'm just telling you what I think. I think that you were wrong, and just like Gibbs said, I think that you, being a media guy, you need to be more professional than the athlete. And and if that's your deal, you 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 keep saying, I'm a journalist. This is what I do. This is what I do. Well, if you're going to do it, make the sport look better. Don't talk crap about the guys that are doing it. Uh, Chris, no matter, Chris, even, if they're, even if they're not going to win, you know what I mean? You don't, don't say anything about the guy if, if you have nothing good to say. That's the way I look at it. Chris, you got, you got a comment? Yeah, man. Uh, Steve, definitely a big fan. I definitely back you up like 99% of the time, but you dropped the ball on this one, dude. And I've been listening to the show for a long time. You guys usually get like a ton of good stuff to say, and I listen to the whole thing. But this is like this whole tweeting and social media and who said, who said. It's like literally like a bunch of eighth-grade little girls just bickering back and forth. You guys can like pump some straight-up testosterone into this thing and just talk about the sport and the riders and I mean, it's getting kind of sad, dude. You guys got to step I agree. up a little bit. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, this is like literally. They shouldn't like, even be talking about I want to listen to the show, but it's just getting so annoying. This is literally like eighth grade girls just bickering back and forth. <laughs> All right. Dude, Chris, listen, Chris, thanks, listen to man. DMXS. They don't bring this shit up. They don't, they don't get involved in people's lives. They, they, <laughs> they're all good. You guys all have your different ways of doing it, and all the shows are good. And, and I like what Matt says. He's just kind of like really more of a real guy and says what he wants. But, you know, if you make a little mistake, you say something, whatever, taken out of context. You throw, and you actually said at one point, like, yeah, I got personal, I sent him a text. Bro, that ain't personal, man. Let's, let's go to lunch and hash this out and talk wow. about it. You did so much 
Here you got five hundred bucks. Don't throw it back in his face. I mean, um, you can say whatever you want about him. No, I mean, again, again, uh, thanks, thanks, Chris. Thank you. We won't. We will. Chris, yeah. Chris we, sounds like an eight girl, eight girl right now. <laughs> Chris had some good comments. Um, yeah, I know. It's uh, whatever. We're trying to. We're trying to talk about a. Obviously, you know, people took it pretty serious. I, I don't. I don't really agree with him saying that we sound like a bunch of eighth grade girls talking about it. But right, I, right. I, either do I. I think we sound like tenth grade girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Kenny. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for uh, letting me meet Alex Van Halen. Hey, no hey, problem. Man. And, Just keep doing what you hey, do, man. And keep also, doing what you do. Also, you're, you're awesome. Also, uh, <laughs> what? Pookie with the knot hole passes. Good job on that. That was good. Did she get wasted? Uh, not as wasted as Anaheim too, but still, yeah. you know, a little. That's t- cool. Yeah, no problem. She was she was happy. The yeah. Mathis has had a great ride home until yeah. the war started. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, I'll see you guys okay. this weekend. Thanks, Kenny. Later, all Later right, Kenny. I'll see you. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, we could go on forever, round and around on that thing. Uh, Brian, Brian, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? You want to just uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I just haven't called in for a couple of years. Uh, life's a little crazier anymore, so I can never really call in live or anything. I usually just listen to podcasts when I can. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Chris Howell. Two twenty-two. I believe you guys hooked him up with five hundred bucks, right? Yeah, I'll talk shit on him in next in an hour. So, um, but yeah, well, let's thank him. <laughs> Connor Elliott out of Tomar, two seventy-three. Uh, I went to high school with his mom and dad, and he's starting to kick ass on the wild side. And uh, just want to say I uh, love your show. And uh, Chad Reed, wow, he's really killing it. JT, do you think so? JT, What's that? what? Don't you think he's killing it right now, or what, what do you think? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have, you know, I'm there if he's 15th like last year or if he's winning, so obviously right. I Well, I mean, uh, really, though, I mean, he's turned, uh, turned over another leaf uh, really late. This well, part. yeah, I, um, I mean, I saw the work he was doing this year compared to a year before, and I knew he was going to do better, but I would be lying if I thought he would have two wins this year. You know what I mean? I, I didn't expect him to do this well either, so. Uh, yeah, I see more to come. But, yeah, sorry, I couldn't make love hand, love handles this year. Um, I uh, got the ex left me, so I got I've got two kids now. Full full family thing going on here. So, but how about them oh, Seahawks? Man. All right, Seahawks. Yep, Brian. Thank you, Seahawks. They rule. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. Watch Eagle. Mathis is a big Peyton Manning fan. <laughs> I am. I am. Hey, uh, I'd like to apologize to uh, Chris Blose for. Uh, you know, apparently just absolutely calling, saying the worst possible thing you can about him. Turn the porn music off. Um, no, this is for our next guest. The porn music. Really? This is Alex Van Halen on drums right now. Okay, well, he, he played drums in a porn song. <laughs> it's unfortunate that you don't understand great music when you hear it. So, Blos, I, uh, I'd like to say I'm sorry, Chris Blos. Apparently this thing got out of hand. It's been fucked since Jump Street. Jimmy Albertson! Yeah? Welcome to, the sh- welcome to the show. 
You're still crying about the Bloats thing, huh? No, I'm not crying, but uh, Watson was not happy with me again. And, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess I was in the wrong. Every, well, I shouldn't say I guess I'm in the wrong. I mean, uh, a lot of people seem to have my back and think it was ridiculous what Mason did, and I agree with that. I'm not happy with Mike Mason right now. Me and the Mad Dog are not on good terms, but. Hey, I don't know. I think I your whole deal is, like, you, you pride yourself on – on being the person who says exactly what he thinks, but there's just some things that go through your head that you just don't say, and that was one of them. <laughs> what if I said you didn't have a chance to win? I mean, would you? How, well, I mean, I, mean, no, I no, wouldn't I'm... have cried about it. Obviously, it's it is what it is. Like, do do you really think that after qualifying 23rd, I'm going to go out there and win the main event? No. Like, I'll be real honest a, with you. I used to tell my mechanic. I used to tell my mechanic sitting on the line for the main event that we don't have a chance of hell winning this thing. <laughs> yeah, every well, weekend. I remember, I remember when I rode for Valley one time, or I rode for Valley one season. Yeah. I think when I came on as a replacement rider, that uh, the owner Chad Lanza came up to me, and he was like, or he was actually me and Nico were sitting next to each other, and he was rubbing Nico's shoulder, he's like, "You're on a podium today, man. Come on, podium." And then he goes over and starts rubbing my shoulder. What about you, Al? Are you gonna go to a podium? I just kind of turned to him and I said. No, nah, man, I'm probably not. <laughs> I, I really doubt it. Like, not going to happen. Like, a 7th, 8th, that would be great. Like, let's go for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess my uh, – Wygant uh, did the same kind of joke. My, my, you know, I should have maybe picked a guy that I'm closer to, like Albertson well, or Nick Well, thank you for not picking me. I mean, that obviously I mean, makes you think that I had a better chance of winning the main than Blows, so thank you. Uh, well, Blows <laughs> is on a two-year-old bike, but uh, which blew up and he couldn't race it two weeks ago. Um, yeah. But he's still, is he on a new look, bike? He got a freshie. He got a new bike now. Yeah, oh, he's got a new – look, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's an incredible rider. He was top privateer in the sports in, uh, a few yeah. years back. He's a, a regular in the main event. He's probably the guy – doing the most with the least in the main event in terms of, I think, you know, oh, he's out of sure. a van. So, you know, I mean, he's fantastic. I What I don't get is where does saying what I did, and maybe it's wrong, where does that say that I think the guy sucks? Like, I I would never say that about him. He's gnarly. And that's the world we live in where social media, you ha- you're either a hater or you blow the dude, whoever it is. Uh, there's no in-between in our, in our social media world, and that's what sucks, and that's what's disappointing and I mean, I've given the guy tons of press and, and some money, and you know, I would, yeah, ne- I would never say the guy's a terrible rider. He's an awesome rider, but it's you know. it's you know there. It's not even worth talking about, honestly. It's it's whatever you could have said about it. I mean, honestly, I mean, you want to look at it this way: if you were to say, "Yeah, there's no chance of Brock Tickle winning the main event," I would agree with you on that. Like, like there's not. I mean, honestly, the way how stacked it is for cards to fall for anybody other than really those there's about six guys for any of those other six guys to, to win it, it there'd have to be just complete disaster <laughs> you know like i mean i'm not saying that just completely ruling a lot of people out but on that certain night mm-hmm. you know like yeah would i say would i say will Hahn has no chance of winning ever no but after eating shit in the whoops and almost looking like he was gonna break his neck off in him yeah, and then getting on the bike and riding, I would say that he was probably ruled out for that night, or you know, or right. Josh Grant eating crap in the whoops too, and being going and banged up. It's you know, people um, are get people are sensitive. And you just got to remember that it's not like Blos went out there and like got in the way of the top two guys on the last lap yeah. or anything. You know, I <laughs> told you, man. Me and me and Roger DeCoster had a talk. 
And he said, in his little freaky Belgian voice, like, you go out there and you get in front of Reed on the last lap. Big bonuses. <laughs> I came by the, the, by the mechanics area that last lap, and Rox's guy was just, all he had was a big money sign and top Jimmy underneath the tipboard. <laughs> no, hey, and look. I was going for the, the money. We talked about uh, we talked to Chad earlier in the show about it, um, and uh, yeah, he you know he knows you didn't mean to do it and all that. It was it was, yeah, it was one of those things. Crappy. Um, I would have felt terrible if he would have got passed, but I mean, uh, obviously everything worked out. But it's it's you know no big deal. Yeah. But like I honestly like because I never got a blue flag at all. It just ended up being like huh. it, I went straight from from when I fell down, obviously they were close enough to where I would have been receiving the blue flag. So I had no idea they were even that close when I got up. And I thought it was the freezer behind me just getting ready to, to put me over a burner. <laughs> so I was well, like guarding and then all of a sudden I see a green bike. I'm like, oh no. He did get but, you though. Freeze got you a few turns He over. did. <laughs> he froze me hard. And, you know, I should have definitely expected, I did expect it actually. And, you know, it was a total T-bone. And then afterwards, you know, because I'm like, I'm friends with friends, Vince and his crew, mm-hmm. you know, his, his mechanic. And it comes up to me, and, like, I'm not going to fight the guy. It's whatever. I still got the same spot that I would have probably got. I mean, I might have been able to reel in Moss in the last lap. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's just like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. You just turned down. I'm like, dude, you followed me for 19 laps. You know exactly where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like... Like I feel like he's like making a statement to me, so I don't go to AMA or something like that. Well, yeah. like, hey, you know, because he's on probation, right? Yeah, so. he's on probation. Like I said, I like Vince. I like his. I mean, we're both from Missouri. He's a good kid. It's just like, dude, come on. Like I think he's racing East Coast. It's like, what are you even thinking? You know, he's going to put himself. AMA is going to, you know, end up banning him and. It's not going to be good for him. Right. Could you imagine, like, he's thinking, okay, I, you know, we're in the back here. If I pull this off, no one's going to really see it. And then it's, like, the most, you know, the biggest move of the race almost. Is, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, where bikes were stuck <laughs> together and everything. Like, they, like his front wheel was, like, stuck in between my front wheel and my frame. Like, it was a T-bone, you know? It's like, there was, no, we weren't going anywhere really fast. Or I pulled the bike apart. I thought his bike was running too, so like I just hopped on my bike and like mm-hmm. clutched down the straightaway. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, he's all over me. But like I said, it was Reed, so I felt. I mean, you know, it's funny. You say like people are harsh on on Twitter and Instagram or whatever, but like I had all these good messages, like "good job, killer air wheelie," "good job in your semi." Like I didn't really. I got bored. I think it was. Sunday morning, and I was rolling through them more, and I, then I get down to the part where the main event was going on, and oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. Albertson, effing <laughs> idiot, get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> Your whole family should die. You're a disgrace. <laughs> you know? Your whole family should die. Um, it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, hey, you know what? I'm glad we me and Tony Berluti were talking about the semis coming back, and that's just great that you were able to win one and get the TV time and, and do everything. That's what they're there for, and, and that's that's pretty cool that you got to do that. No, for sure. I love the semi-races, man. It's, it's like I was saying. I was just saying there's those, like, six guys that are just kind of riding uh, riding a bit above mm-hmm. right now. And, and But then behind that, it's like, you know, yeah. when you're only faster than someone by, like, a second, it's very hard to beat them in five laps, you know, like right. if they get the start on you. And um, for me, I, I mean, they're good for me because it gets me kind of in the mode of, like, like racing and it, it, 
like racing to win, you know, that's, that's what's fun. I mean, we all grew up, everybody who's on that Supercross main event gate or even in the top 40 fastest, they've all grown up winning as an amateur. Everybody was good at their own local spot or oh, no. they were good at an amateur level. So to be able to go out and like for me to race a race that's, that's still got high credibility, it's not mm-hmm. like an LCQ, but it's a little bit in between LCQ and a heat. It's kind of cool, man. I, I, I eat it up. I love the semis. Why are you hating on the LCQ, Jimmy? <laughs> Dude, LCQ is like, like the scariest place in the world, man. No one wants to be You there. need to apologize to me on Twitter. But what happened? <laughs> You're hating on the LCQ. You know that's I my was spot. Not, I was never hating on the LCQ. I'm like, that, I was like crowned. I like took over the reins of LCQ when Kenny, you were gone. Kenny called JT a rat earlier. So. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did a rat pack. I mean, shoot. I don't know. There's... It's um, whatever. Well, hey, I think Anaheim three is probably your best race of the year, huh? The other, you've made four mains, and uh, a couple of them you had mechanicals in, which sucked. And uh, but a three, like you, you know, you again with the deep field, you uh, charge as hard as you could the whole race, and uh, probably be your best race of the year, huh? Would you say? Yeah, oh, by yeah. far. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was my probably my worst practice like of the year, and then to turn it around and be my best race of the year was pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was I was stoked on the whole. 20 lap main because I mean barring the crash in the last lap I know it sounds dumb but I would have got all 20 laps in and pretty easily with it with a gap and mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what you look for you know you want to right. be on the same track with those guys and not not be in the way you know and that's that's kind of it was good you know for me I'm obviously I got a really bad start and mm-hmm. it's kind of I think I started out probably around like you know 18th and went to 15th so it was mm-hmm. good you know i had i had a group of guys right in front of me with way and moss and han and and that that could have been i mean i feel like without too much more effort i could have been up there i just need to get used to it missing those first two mains with bike problems really hurt me right uh, as far as getting the confidence of doing the 20 laps so yeah it was mm. good what about um hey this year you have a. Uh... Your team's kind of built around you. You went out and uh, put this thing together with the help of uh, Chris Crossland and uh, Motorsports involved. Um, and do you feel pressure though? Because this thing's built around you. You know, is that a little different for you than than before? Yeah, you know, and that's kind of it's really a lot. Of, it was a lot of pressure at first, and now it's just like I kind of go with the attitude. It's like who who really cares at the end of the day? You know, like. Yeah, who cares about Twitter well, and stuff, too? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to look back at this when I'm done racing and be like, oh, man, I wish I wasn't such a nervous wreck, and I wish I didn't, you know, I wish I would have just, like, been happy about it and not been so bummed out. So that's kind of what, I mean, honestly, even after, I think, Oakland, after, yeah, even when I made the main at Oakland, but I rode the whole night, I rode 19 laps and just did terrible the whole time. And it just kind of like, it's like a, a rock-bottom feeling, like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not gonna beat myself up anymore because then I'm just not right. gonna have any fun at all, and I'm gonna be miserable, and right. people aren't even gonna want to be around me. So, you know, this weekend was good. It was really fun. You know, it was, hey, we had a blast. Hey, how how involved is Guy Cooper? You know, he's he's pretty involved. I mean, he he's came to three of the rounds so far, and he's always awesome to have around. I mean, I looked up to Guy a ton when I was growing up, and then for sure, you know, the, the dude is just like. I don't know. He hasn't changed a bit. He just loves to ride. Loves to, you know. Just he's just always happy with a smile on his face. Full of energy. Always, 
Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's really fun back home when we're able to go hook up and ride with him because he's just like, nothing's changed. He's wide open. Like, we get on in one of those tracks, and it's like, okay, we've jumped all these jumps. Let's go to the next track and jump all those jumps. And like, oh, we found this cool little hip thing. Oh, let's hit this hill. Who can climb it the fastest? And if you don't climb it the fastest, then you got to do this. You're like, it's just nonstop. Um, hey, let's, so. uh, let's uh, welcome to the show. Coming off uh, tie for, for season best, 13th place in uh, Anaheim 3, Mafia Moto Crew uh, team owner slash rider, Nick Way. What's up? Hey, Mathis, what up? Albertson, JT, Berluti, we're all here. Oh, yeah, what's up? Solid crew. <laughs> all right. Um, welcome to the show. Mafia Moto Crew, uh, say, Pulp Crew saves you 20% at MafiaMotoCrew.com. Uh, some of the sickest shit out there. When do you make that vest for sale? Uh, my chick actually sold a, uh, a patch to a dude this weekend. <laughs> it's just, they're, they're pretty expensive. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. Do you do you put the vest on because you're cold or because it's cool? What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Ask Berlou why he put the camo shorts on last summer because they're because <laughs> they're dope. Yeah, Berlou, you did run camo shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, 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 they the not match the kit like perfectly? Yeah, of course. Part of the kit. Did you guys, uh, JT Albertson? Did you see Nick's chipped tooth on uh, the result yeah, of oh. the root? Oh, yeah. bad. No shit. My it, what? It sucked. Chip tooth. Your your chip tooth. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I was like I was like fifty cent and spit it out. <laughs> was that main event or when was that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, focus, bro. Focus. Hey, Albertson, I'll ask you first, and then you, Nick. I thought the Anaheim three track, the layout, not the soil, because I hear the soil was still pretty crappy. I love the layout. Um, I got some people who don't really agree with me, though. What do you guys think? I thought it was cool. Uh, I like yeah, the track a lot. It was I don't think it was awesome. bad. Hold on, Nick. I asked Jimmy first. Then you. Look at Mathis. You okay. come in during my segment, and you think you're just going to cut over my question. <laughs> I don't know why Mathis put me on the phone. I, that's what I do. I talk. <laughs> this is disrespectful. Oh, now we got to apologize on Twitter. Oh, shit. Jimmy, no. apologize to Nick on Twitter. Um, what? Nothing. Track layout. I thought it was awesome. Like I, I like having like the sweepers, the two corners that you kind of like, you know, a little bit. It was kind of like loose dirt, but it's still pretty slippery underneath. You got to slide your bike through those two mm-hmm. corners, and then the little kind of step up scrub double at the end. It was, it was just something different. And I actually thought the dirt was better in Anaheim three than it was in Anaheim two. Nick, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go polar opposite of Jimmy. <laughs> and say that the track was pretty rad, except for that sweeper. But evidently, I, I loved it. Jimmy felt like he was pretty fast in that part, and I felt like I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he got his tooth chip. That's why. Yeah, yeah, the damn yeah, sweeper. Basically, he's bitter. Um, yeah. what about? But what I, a- I like it. I like it when they have two sets of whoops, even though the short set set was pretty much nothing. But it. I mean, I think that that's how it should be, like old school, like Riber Lou Talent. That's right. Yeah, that's how I like it. Um, oh. I could not believe walking the track and you guys would come around that second set, the smaller set, and just wheelie. That's hold what up, I turned hold into, up, hold yeah. Up. <laughs> Mathis, Mathis, mm-hmm. Mathis. Mm-hmm. You walked the track? I did. Eh. 
You, now, did you get to that short sec? I, there's no way. I no. saw where, how far you got. No, no, no. Not get over he to that short stands table. on the finish line downside and looks at the track. No, nope, no. Nope. I made it over to the tabletop section, the second tabletop. Yeah, in I the saw rhythm. exactly where you're at. You had to take a pause and check in. <laughs> right. Needed to catch your breath. Right, exactly. He has a Starbucks in one hand and the cell phone in the other. Uh, it's called networking, hey. Albertson. It's called networking. Hey, yep. you yeah. know who needs a shout-out? Seriously, who? Mad props is this dude in the in, in the infield who's just scooping people up. who has got a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> have, have, have you guys noticed him on TV? Oh yeah, that? for sure. Yeah, he's rad. I'm surprised he didn't try to fix Dungey's brake perch on the track. That's how he has ultra. He has ultra confidence as soon as he straps that helmet on. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. He's a normal dude, and then he gives like you know somebody gave him the responsibility. Like, look, dude, you put this helmet on. You move tough blocks. You make sure nobody gets hit. You 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 handle some business. You move these bikes off track, and he takes that with you know he all authority because he will run from one side of the stadium to the other. Uh, you gotta I go. heard he's I heard he's coming out in opening ceremonies at San Diego. He needs a cape. Yeah, a cape would be awesome. Yeah. Um, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Jimmy Albertson or Nick Way or Jason Thomas? Where's JT? JT still on there? I'm showing. Hey, what's up, bro? Uh, Hi, JT, uh, were you upset that Chad did not take your uh, pleased quad texts seriously? Oh, he took them seriously because it was the subject of every conversation that was going on in the truck in between practice. He was well. Why he wouldn't we... jump it? So what do we got? We got about uh, six guys who jumped it. Five guys. Yeah, he 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 was scared of it. I mean, that that sounds wrong. Or whatever. Like I'm not trying to offend anyone or anything, but please apologize. When it comes down to it, he he looked at it over and over and over and decided he didn't want to do it. So you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wanted him to do it. I knew I know his ability, just like Nick or Albertson or whatever. You guys could all jump it. You know I understand why you Mathis wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have probably done it either. Master thinks blows couldn't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. Fucked up, you motherfucker. Um, well, dude, any- you're, you're a punk. I'm gonna call you out. Yeah, I, I did. I also I said you did. You punked him. Blows has no. He has no room. Blows has no room. What? What? What do you mean? I don't know. That shouldn't even be on the. Did this hotel kick him out or something? <laughs> uh, Mathis, Mathis thinks he's just yeah. wasting, wasting some gate space. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Uh, wasting gate space. That's what I said. I oh. think those were the exact. They words. were. They were absolutely. Um, Although blows blows. He's on his second bike of the season. You know that, right, Mathis? I, like, I just, he, he was on a 12, and yep. now he's on a 14. I just found out the 14 tonight. I knew he was on the 12. Right, right. He's okay. a great and, rider. And then I'll hit you with some more facts. If, okay. if Blos was on the 250, like which would give him the ability to ride the 250 class, he would be like have potential to hit the podium top five, top five every time. He's a great rider. Berlut. Yeah, he's very good. Fourth, you got six one year on an Indy. I mean, the guy can ride certain tracks. He rides really well. Talking crazy about. He's a great rider. There's, there's, he's somewhere between can't win a main and absolutely is a gate, a gate waster. Is is that fair? Is that fair to say? I, I, I don't like. I don't understand, Nick. We just talked about this with Watson. Watson's not happy with me once again, even though I met Alex Van Halen through Kenny. Um, he's still not happy. Look, uh, um. Let's talk about the quad. Uh, Jimmy, any thoughts? Like, how gnarly was it? You know, honestly, with the whole quad, like, whenever you're, like, that far off the top pace, 
the last thing that's going through my head is, ooh, I need to jump this quad to be in the game. Right, right, I'm right. thinking I need to hit these corners a lot faster like the top guys are, and I need to maybe go through the whoops in a gear higher, not soar 80-foot in a rhythm section. But, I mean, you and, look at it, and, yeah, you like, look at it after it comes into like track. Hold on, Nick. Like, yeah. If you look at it like it's a practice track, yeah, well, I mean, there would probably be a freaking handful of guys jumping it. But it's like it's one night of racing, you know. You don't right. really – there's so much other stuff you have to learn that a quad's really kind of low on the list. <laughs> Nick, what were you saying? Well, and ultimately, too, like it's not like you could hit the four and then just shred the corner. I mean, like, yeah, oh, the grip wasn't so good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately it wasn't, it wasn't like a game changer, the quad, just for the <laughs> fact that, like – I mean, I'm watching. I was watch. I watched the main over, and like a lot of times, Chad and Roxon hit two, three, two most of the time. Honestly, and most of like the time, yeah. They, just, they yeah. just set up. They were setting up to hit the corner before that short set of whoops because so slippery, you know. Because if it was something you could just get in both of those corners and come out of the corner no problem and hit three and then four mm-hmm. and then hit the next corner super fast, it would have been a game changer. But well, at that point, we just saw. Look a lot at the, like the majority of people hitting it then. The last two winners never jump, you know, this big jump on the track. You know what I mean? So good, I think that's the perfect evidence right there, I think. like. Well, and ultimately, like, I think in, in Chad's interview at San Francisco, he was like, you know, I stopped doing the quad part. I did it a couple of times because I was messing with the rest of my lap because I was so focused on trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, let I me agree. Let me ask you two racers, uh, the bigger quad, Oakland or this weekend, Jimmy? Um, Oakland was tricky because you had to really set into that pocket. Okay. And I think if I had to choose, it would probably be, it'd probably be Oakland would be a little bit tougher. Cause I mean, honestly, I feel like if anybody backsided that triple in at mm-hmm. a high three good, and you just gave it a handful and seat bounced out and you, you kind of had it. But the other one was kind of like, if you were to clip up a little bit and get knocked forward, it could have got ugly. Do you, do you agree, Nick? Yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just the uh, – I think the one, the one at Oakland was super – you had to commit, and I think that's why you saw Stu hit it so, right. so much. Because uh, it was like one of those ones where if, even if you had so much speed coming on the three on the tabletop, mm-hmm. and if, if you, like, slowed down to, like, backside the landing and then give it everything it had to go over the tabletop and then over another one, I guess four – then you didn't have enough speed because I saw Dungey case it a few times. I saw Will Hahn came up short on it behind me in practice on my video. And Stewart would just come off of the on-off and then not even worry about touching the backside and just kind of like wow. hit the takeoff. Yeah, with like, that's his full commitment. But like Jimmy said this weekend, as long as if you land it to the left side of the track, which gives you the biggest room between the jump and the berm, it's, you, they got a pretty huge margin for error on the squad this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. How did they roll the whoops before the night show? The big ones? No, I maybe like the last, one. maybe like the last four. Okay, because I didn't yeah, think the they last did it. Four, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I didn't think they did it as much, which is good. I thought they were they were a tough challenge. Jimmy, you were getting through them pretty good, whereas maybe some of the other rounds you look like they were a little challenging for you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like we're just starting to figure out that. I mean, obviously coming into the season, we I my bike and everything, and the bike was great, and then I show up to the first. This and ride like a complete dork. If you're riding like completely different from the way you're practicing, your bike's just going to work like crap. Mm-hmm. And I felt like last night I was getting aggressive riding over the front of the bike like I normally should. And, and you like, raced last night too? Honest, <laughs> oh, no. What was that? It was two nights ago. No, he's talking about George. He's talking about George. I was there, bro. No, I honestly, think it's groundhog day, dude. 
I think he was talking about Georgia and him in the sack. Like, he was getting confused. But anyway, let me get back on Sunday. I felt like my bike, honestly, I... If if I had a bigger set of balls, I could have gone as fast as I wanted to because, like, it was just straight as an arrow. I was following Moss through there a couple laps in the main, and I was like, man, if I was, like, that squirrely every lap through the whoops, I would just pull off. I was, like, <laughs> going all over the place. So I was I was pumped, man. My bike's been working killer. Jim Lewis and Bird Racing just been doing a killer job on it. So we're stuck. How about your tires? How are they hooking up? Throw plug. Yeah, so good. Dunlop tires hooking up great. That. You know, just a little bit better than Nick's Dunlops, that whole shot in that semi. So, ooh, um, had a boy. I'm getting that. I'm getting that super spec, Nick. You don't know about match set, bro. Um, Nick, how, <laughs> how, how much did you change? On, Nick, how much did you change on your bike this weekend? This weekend, yeah. Uh, he's trying to JT. Uh, he's trying to like think of all the parts. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I did. I did switch. To, I switched to the hard pack spec tire to try to try to get a little bit more side angle bike because of that sweeper Jimmy was loving. I was not loving because of the Albertson sweeper. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I guess I'd be lying if I told you I didn't change anything else. But I changed my clamps between practices. There we go. There yeah, we go. more like it. You know, I get down. <laughs> For Ludi, can you imagine that he made some changes to his bike? Yeah. No, I mean, actually, <laughs> we talked about that earlier. You know, right. but. Uh, Oh, well, whatever I, it takes. I, I thought that you didn't have enough resources to do all that stuff, Nick, but it sounds like you got good resources, a good team. Yeah, solid team. Resources are just I'm just I'm working in the shadows, my man. <laughs> I think I, I think I told this story last time I was on the Pulp show and we were talking about Nick, but I got to tell it again because it's the most <laughs> epic story ever, is whenever we were at Steel City or Ivor Valley, and he comes to the race, he's like, we need to take oil out of my forks. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I rode with blown fork seals all week. And my <laughs> stuff was working so good. Dude, <laughs> I, was, I was ripping that week, dude. I had decided I had to make the same spec. <laughs> so he drains the oil of the practice forks after they've been leaking. Oh, man. That doesn't Regardless, I guess it goes without saying, we did not get the same amount of oil out that was in the practice bike because it was not yeah. It wasn't it's, matched. It's hard to do. Yeah. Hey, while yeah. we while we have everybody on the line, uh, it's time for the X Brown Goggle tear off segment. Let's let's do this. Hey, why don't you save uh, Rich Taylor from seven seconds? Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. X Brown Goggles, uh, the choice of goggles for Jimmy Albertson, Nick Way, Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Jessica Patterson, Kyle Chisholm, and more. If you don't wear X Brown, you won't win. It's that simple. Oh, I just walked into that one, didn't I? I was going to say, just don't I, touch it. I don't think that Bliss is oh, yeah, See, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't Don't have touch it. I know, damn it. Is, um, that how, is that where that came from? You're mad at, you're yeah, mad at him? And like, that's where it derives from. Jesus Christ. Um, these, hey, these are rapid-fire questions. X-Brand goggles. EKSBrand.com, Pulp Show 14, saves you 30%. The best goggles out there, bar none, Berluti. Bar none. Bar none. Um, Rapid fire. Are you? You look like you're tired, brother. Are you okay? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Can you pull your mic up a little bit, too? Sure. All right. There you go. Uh, these questions are submitted by a Corey Moser, and uh, we got the. We're gonna get a little weird this week. They are. Oh, we're getting weird. Um, okay, I have uh, I have Jimmy's questions over here, so I'll ask Jimmy, Jimmy the questions. Everybody ready? Everybody ready for this? Fifteen seconds. What's mm. that, what's that noise? Who's making that? Is it noise? My turn. 
Not yet. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm tight I'm tight in the spokes, bro. That was me going through the rally box. Oh, <laughs> All right. All right, Mathis. We all know you don't think Blows can win a race. Oh, God. So list the riders you think can <laughs> win a, a race. What a dick. dick. Seriously. You are a dick. Uh, Albertson, Way, Roxon, Reed, Tickle, <laughs> Dungey, Barsha. Um, I, 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 I know I'm missing somebody in there. Brayton. What was the question? Brayton can the win. Question? Pike can win. Stewart can win. Weimer can win. Short can win. Uh, t- uh, Will Hahn can win, and uh, Josh Grant can win, and Eli Toma can win, and Michael Lessie can win. All right, 29 seconds. All right. What about Antignap? Dak, Dak, Dak. He's lo- trying just as hard as everybody else, dude. I'm like, I'd be a dick. Right? That's what I'm saying. Get him in there. <laughs> okay. Totally. Right? Antignap is writing a column on PulpMX.com. I love that guy so much. He's awesome. I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to steal him away from John Knowles. It's not working, though. I had um I had Weston Pike came up to me at um and I too he goes, Yo, my boy Ig Ig Tignap, he needs a sprocket for his bike. Give him one. <laughs> I'm like All right. <laughs> Here's hey. a fifty one. Just hey, take it. <laughs> it's kinda like being bullied for your lunch money, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Hey, this is for my boy and Big Nap. Uh, All right. All right. Uh, Berluti, what is the gnarliest injury you have seen a rider race through? Uh, probably like knee injuries. Was it like, uh, like I would say a rhino doesn't even have a ACL or ACL, whatever it is. Yeah, ACL. Yeah. It could be ACL. Yeah. JT doesn't have ACL either. No. No ACL for JT. Yeah. Done. Gone. Left town. JT's a bit of a freak of nature though. I've been called that before, but it's usually by my girlfriends. <laughs> uh, speaking of freaks of nature, JT, there's been a lot of talk of cock on the show. Uh, Factory Phil and Mike Craig are well endowed. Who is a rider that is known for being less fortunate? God damn it, Mosher. I don't know. We don't like get dressed in a that locker room weird. or anything. Yeah, I that, told you. That's, that's fucked up. That's stupid. <laughs> if we did, so that'd be a, it'd be a good question to address towards JT, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, JT, this is a perfect time to get back at Reed. Uh, um, yeah. All right, next question. All right, Way. Besides the bike you're currently riding, what has been your favorite bike? I like the RM250, Berluti tuned. Right Ooh. on, dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> Billy, matter of fact, do you see Billy running around there this week? Who? Feltz. Has he come and said hi to you a lot? Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Billy yeah, was your main him. tuner over there. Good to see him. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean he was your main tuner? Was it, was Bill, it? Billy was tuning uh, I thought you did. for, what, a year and a half? And then until he bailed on you? Oh. Okay. Not, well, like halfway, like he went, he went through Supercross. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Pookie came by, gave me the dirtiest look, and shaking her head. What about? I think about the Belos thing. I don't think she's happy. Oh. Okay. Think about it. <laughs> uh, next question, for Jimmy Albertson. Fifteen seconds. What's the best advice Guy Cooper has ever given you? <sighs> best advice Guy Cooper has ever given me. Um, Pin it, bro. Just do a win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, he's always he always goes out there and he says, "Yeah, just go out there." And he's like, "Just just throw it sideways. Just do a do a he goes, do a big Ronnie Mac." <laughs> uh, throw it sideways. Ever leading the last lap at San Jose? Watch out for chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did like how the the commentators were like in the semi. Uh, you know what's coming here. <laughs> Here comes an air wheelie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were very blase about it, weren't they? 
I, I, I guess like, it's the I, like that. I guess it's the jump itself, Jimmy. I've seen uh, Ronnie um, and maybe you on some videos getting like way more, but it, it must be the the landings and all that, right? Like I actually, no. well, I, think I mean, I can't do it as good as the I can't do it as good as the man himself. Yeah, you know, I'm just yeah. nothing beats Ronnie's endo endos. Well, well, doesn't Ronnie run merge suspension too? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's I just, feel like the rebounds is really quick on the fork. He's got the good setting though. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I got to work my way into that. I just can't come into this and just expect to get all everything given to me. Fucking Jim Lewis you know? holding back on you. I'm on that B setting right now. Um, all right, next question. All right, Mathis, uh, what is the best place uh, placing position you think Blos can get? Oh my God, Moser. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Blos could get a seventh. All right, next question. All right. Uh, I got a cracker in my mouth. Sorry about this, guys. Berluti, yeah. which Supercross track this year has been your favorite and least favorite? Um, I'd say A1, least favorite. Favorite would probably be Oakland. 5.9. No, this weekend was the best one. I like the layout of this one. Last year, I, I like the layout of last week, too. Oakland had some good dirt, though. Good dirt, and I like the layout, too. Yeah. You didn't like it? Not as good as this weekend. Yeah, it was a good layout. It sounded all the same to me on track walk. But all right, next question. All right, JT, what is the best and worst part of being a, a host for the BTO VIP program? Uh, best part, I would say, um, get to meet a lot of cool people that are, you know, they're in it for the right reasons. They're just, you know, fans of the sport. Uh, worst part. I don't know. There's really not any. I, I actually really like it. Uh, I don't. I can't really think of a worse part. I wouldn't want to put it down in, in that way, really. I like that they're all Pulp MX fans. Yeah, for sure. That's a huge part of it. Absolutely. You get some great fans, Steve. Yeah, no, I do. They're fantastic fans. Thank you, everybody, for being fans. All right. Uh, Way, if you had to hire a second rider and had a reasonable budget to do so, who would you hire? Blows because he's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think is gonna have a heart attack. Oh, uh, someone, God. someone help Berluti. <laughs> this isn't fair, is it, Berluti? It's oh my fair. God, yeah, it's not fair. Easily the best answer yet. Um, all right, next question. Oh, for me, yeah. Albertson. Um, a few races ago, I went into the truck out, and your lovely wife Georgia was on her hands and knees scrubbing the floor cleaning it and and i was impressed good work ethic uh what's the hardest job she's got at the races oh hardest job i she's kind of she does kind of everything so i'd say that i don't know probably the hardest job for her is to make sure all the chipotle is in order and like and everyone gets food and like that's all set up and, and making sure she can go out and get it i'd say it's probably probably one of the toughest ones and then taking care of me on top of that okay Twenty-one seconds. I appreciate you having Chipotle at the races. Not gonna lie. For, I, what? I appreciate you having Chipotle at the races. Yeah, I know. People, it's a hit. People like it. Um, I don't blame them. A mafia motor crew. What are we? What are we gonna step up for? For lunch here? For what? For the media slash sponsors. Are you gonna get some Chipotle like Crosslands has? No. How about you bring me some food? <laughs> You're the one saving money. On your co-host by having Berlut on the show all the time. You giving him dough? Thanks. I am. Thanks, Way. I appreciate it. Tell him, Berlut. I pay you know? Berlut. 
Oh yeah, he pays me. Not I, enough. I, we're we're Not talking enough. about we're no, never enough. We, we a matter of fact, I'm going to talk to him about a raise at the end of the show. Yeah, thanks, Nick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Radio Gold, Berlute. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Mathis. Knowles is the fastest at building goggles, but who do you think is the best goggle guy in the biz? John Knowles is. That's it. Bottom line. You think Knowles is the fastest? Because when I pull seven tear outs at a time, I'm thinking Mathis pulled some off somebody else's, and the holes are loose. <laughs> did you hear about yeah. our did you hear about our goggle race nick hey i will say this i had dog hair in my goggles in oakland you did you did and that sucks i i got dog hair on and you know since you're being hard on riders i'm gonna be hard oh on here we go no listen. that's why i bring my that's why i bring my own goggles and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm allergic to certain basset hound hair too, and I swelled up, and I had to get injections after the race, and I got all these medical bills. Oh and God! Now well, we have to sell, you know, our house, and it's terrible. Well, I'm gonna ask. Blows has 500 bucks to spare that I gave him. Okay. Try to get it off of him. Um, uh, no, uh, yeah, that was that was unfortunate, Jimmy. <laughs> um, but uh, no, did you hear about the race we had? What did Nick or Jimmy? Did you guys hear about the race we had on Saturday morning? You and John, John Knowles, no. my, myself, and Hedgie from Oakley. Is this the okay. race like we were talking about with Watson? Was that a, a rematch then? It, yeah, it's the third time we've done it. Hedgie had the air brake goggle, which is one big lens and fits in from the bottom, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, JT, approximately how quick did he have his lens in? Uh, really fast. I mean, I was literally about to leave because I'm like, oh, had you one. But yeah. he completely choked. <laughs> he, then he struggled with the tear-offs. Oh, his, his hands were shaking. And, he and, was so uh, nervous. Knowles put in Once a big... Once they get sweaty, it's over. Knowles put in a big charge, won the whole thing. I got second, though. But, yeah, I will say whatever Oakley's got going on with their lens, putting a lens in, that's pretty impressive, but Edgy really blew it. <laughs> um... I have like that quick release or some something going on. Not sure. Um, all right, next question. All right, Berluti. How many more years do you see yourself wrenching every weekend on the road? Um, I th- think I got twenty more years in me. Wow. Amen, brother. Solid. Yeah. Like a fine wine. Yes. Nice. All right, JT. Nice Merlot. <laughs> JT, you're a betting man. So what odds would you give Reed to win the championship? Uh, I'd say like 7 to 2. <laughs> 5.7 seven seconds. I don't even understand that, but you, you, should, you, should kick it to, you should kick that question to Mathis in layman's term. Can he do it or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I definitely think he has a chance. I wouldn't put him as the favorite. But I, he obviously has a, a strong chance. So. Well, if fucking Albertson gets out of his way. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, the, the, the crazy thing is nothing to respond to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was joking. I'm joking. <clears throat> I'd like to formally apologize. The, cra- the, crazy, the crazy thing is that Villapoto, you know, hasn't been dominant. I wouldn't say he's been dominant for what, you know, what we've seen out of him previously, and he still has a red plate. So that's got to be a little bit unnerving for the rest of the field. Yeah, like once he gets going. It, right, that's right, what I'm saying. Like right. he's had races where I don't think he's very happy about, and he still has a red plate. So. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. You know what I find being a little bit weird, too, is like I remember last year people saying, oh, well, the tracks are easy, and that's why kind of the racing's not, 
you know, the racing's maybe a little bit closer or whatever. I feel like this year the tracks have been way harder and the racing is just like been insane up front. Like there's so many people competing. So it's kind of crazy because I know that Stewart's always kind of been like, oh, well, these things are too easy, the whoops are too small or whatever, but it seems to be like there's big sections that you can hit. There's gnarly whoops. I mean, it's been technical, but everybody's just... I do feel like the tracks have gotten harder this year. You're right, Jimmy, than they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, Those guys, right. guys suck. I, get my t- I keep I keep over oh, oh, my two clicks. Two <laughs> clicks. <laughs> I just can't can't find the clicks. I keep oh, going past. Right, right. Once it's, you... all, it's all men. I'm not going to be... I'm, I, I'm, I can't talk about how rad these are. I just can't do it. All right. All keep, right. keep working on it. Nick. Everyone's just silent. <laughs> all right, Nick. Matha says you are pretty cheap. Matha says you are pretty cheap. Whoa. Don't yell How at me. How does that work? I never said Nick Way is cheap, Moser. Never. I don't know where that came from. No way. All right, we'll take it up. No way. All right, we'll take it up with him. How about Frugal? Not, you know, not even Frugal. Oh, no, no, okay. he's fine. I anyway, let's go with the question. Matha right. says you're a baller. You're a baller. Some money advice uh, you would give these young writers? Money advice? Money advice. Hookers and blow. <laughs> be like, don't take the first ride that someone would pay for like half of your expenses. And don't be don't be scared to box man and do it on your own. Quit being a yes, bunch I of like that. Quit being a bunch of sissies. Some dude on a not even current, not even current Cowie 250 whole shot the second heat, second heat. I don't even think I don't even think it was like it didn't even have the same type of shrouds. It might have been a two year old one. <laughs> they SX mode it. They SX mode it, and he started next to. Uh, Dean and the whole, whole show. I was listening to the show early on when, when Albrecht was on it, uh-huh. and he was talking about kind of like he kind of made some he kind of made some some they can get to that or Weston Pike could maybe get to that next level on a factory team. And I'm thinking like why what's what is wrong with what is wrong with what he not just get more money in his program next year mm-hmm. keep on doing his thing. And being, you know, doing what's working and just go from there. You want to say, oh, well, imagine if he was on our JDR bike, or imagine if he was riding hard times. Selling the dream, bro. Selling the dream, bro. Selling the dream. Who cares, man? Just freaking do your thing. Don't be, like Nick said, don't be afraid to get on your freaking truck and go race. Well, here's right the on. thing, That's though. great to hear from you guys. I understand. That's great to hear from you guys. I understand. But okay. I will say this, too. The, like, be, having been on the factory team and... On my own and having good parts and good parts and it's kind of been on every type of spectrum and essentially these work works parts as Berluti can attest to are only as good as who you got working on you got working on them yeah, yeah. for sure bottom line for right. sure and you're not ra- you're not racing semis you're racing the dirt bike <laughs> and obviously obviously Pike has some good dudes behind the scenes working on his bike that's obvious. The the thing with Pike though, and I don't know, but like, is he making money? He should be. Is he? I mean, obviously, the you know he's making purse money, and it's not 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 that shabby or whatever. But um, is he making money? And is that a reason to to not do his thing? Can, can you? No, but I I couldn't agree with that more, Matthew. You're right. You're right. Like at a certain point, do you like? Right. Are you like 22 years old and you are still paying to race essentially? Like, but yeah. you're just kind Although, of trying to prove a point. Like, you know what I mean? You kind yeah. of like need to be marketable and although because everybody everybody's been in a situation where it's not like oh this is perfect i'm riding a bike that i don't necessarily like but yeah. hey this is working out pretty good i'm, I'm i like cashing these checks there's a there's i don't know i don't know what he's spending to go racing 
but I do know that his budget's not that bad. Right, right. So, yeah, it's definitely he's definitely been in a worse situation than he is this year. I can promise you that. Right, right. It's mind over matter with these riders. If you don't mind, it don't matter. You guys are going to race and race to win. You do the best you can. Everyone, you, can, everyone. you speak. Why do you speak in riddles, Berlude? I, I didn't follow any of that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like some sort mind of, over matter, man. He's like a he's like Egyptian pharaoh. Yeah, the Egyptian I'm pharaoh right now. <laughs> Um, all right, next question. Or is it my turn? All right, Jimmy Albertson. Well, what does I want to see? What does Berlute think, though? Like literally, like do you think that having factory equipment is like? No, and I, all, I don't. I, mean, I don't. Especially nowadays with the four stroke and stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I I've been watching you, Nick. No bullshit. Your bike looks like it's working pretty good to me. I mean, I you yeah. know when you come by me and when I see it, I go fuck. The thing looks good, you know. So I mean. I think you guys, number one thing is suspension, but on a 450, if you uh, have great suspension, you know, you guys are golden. Yeah, because I, I agree with you, too, because I, I mean, I had a good time riding on Pack Suzuki when we worked together, and but honestly, I think in 2006, I did really well on MDK Honda. Yeah, I rode did. at the Honda track a little bit, and obviously the four-strokes were still a little bit new, and Honda was maybe tuning it too much at the time, I thought, because... My bike was pretty, and I was for sure confident that my bike was better than theirs that year, for sure. I believe that. Exactly, man. Those yeah. things make so much power. You, you know, you got to ride the thing for 20 laps. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, at the same time you know, now, like with EFI and all that, it's, you know, as you know, really, it's kind of like you can, the more everybody's getting better at these electronics, the more power you can put into it. Like, power really make it usable. Yeah. Ride. yeah. Yeah, well, we so it's, it's ever like, changing. Obviously, we built my bike this year, and like honestly, like it's not. It doesn't feel like it's going to yank your arms off, but it's fast. I never have any problem doing any of the triples out of the corners or big stuff. I feel like it. I got plenty of power off the starts, and dude, it's just like a fun bike to ride. And like for me, if I like am just stoked on my bike and enjoy riding it, it's like as long as everything's good and I'm making a little money and and doing well at the races, like, I I love having my own program, being able to work close with, you know, for me, it's been Merge Racing and Jim Lewis, like, being able to work with them for an ex- extended period of time, and I know Weston's kind of on the same program where he's worked with the same guys, and Nick, you two working with the same suspension company, being able to, like, build and not start new every single year, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, both of you probably could have went somewhere and ridden for free or some gear money. And maybe save yourself a, a ton of hassle and phone calls, but in the end, what you're doing is is probably for the best, you know. No, oh, for sure, yeah. no doubt. I mean, I would not. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, I know it's you know, obviously the season hasn't gone that way. But if I went out and I killed it this year, and and I would have bigger opportunities. I mean, this is kind of like my little baby. I want to try to grow it and. and for it to be good, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. I love working with the people I'm working with. I, you know, Chris Crossman and Nicole Crossman Racing Crew has been awesome. So it's like, this is it for me, you know? Yeah, um, these, these ride, it's, it's all about the riders. This isn't NASCAR. It's what you guys put into it. Sure, the equipment's got to be good, but you guys, it's, it's what you guys want to do. It's how much time you put into it. Uh, all right, last question on the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's for Jimmy Albertson. We'll wrap this thing up. That was a long question. Yeah, we, we, I stopped talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, will there be Chipotle at every race, Jimmy? What? Will there be Chipotle at every race? That is debatable. I mean, um, 
Our, people people don't understand like for us like Chris Crossland and Crossland Race like he's an awesome dude and like for, for him he's like you guys want Chipotle again like and I understand like it's like a kid when you have like him pizza you're like I want pizza I want pizza every single day and that's kind of what the people are like a bunch of kids in the motocross industry that want pizza every weekend so <laughs> we'll give them a Chipotle <laughs> we'll, just, and... we'll, we'll give them what the fans want they get very, Chipotle right now. And they get very upset about tweets, also, the motocross industry. Um, look, Mathis once said that Tickle is like a cheese pizza. Tickle is like a what? Mathis said that Brock Tickle is like a cheese pizza. How's that? Or What do what'd you mean by that, Mathis? Uh, is it? He's awesome. Cheese pizza is awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. He's awesome. Okay. Oh, awesome. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I see where he's going with that one. I don't get it. Maybe maybe not the first choice, but it's always good. Uh, no, I just oh, said he, he's he's God, not flashy. He's, he's you okay, know yeah. he gets the job done. He's not maybe you know, not the first choice, but it's always good. he's not a supreme pizza or like a meat lovers like Nick would want. But right, he's a yeah, <laughs> extra sausage. Yeah, Nick well, Nick want extra sausage pizza, you know, and yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. Um, all right, uh, Nick Way, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Mafia Moto Crew. Um, Pulp Crew saves you 20% uh, for a discount code. And uh, from my understanding, stuff is flying off the shelves. So thanks uh, thanks for everything you do. I'm changing the tire right now. <laughs> Dude, this, this guy's killing us. He's killing us every week. Um, all right, awesome. Nick. He did, get a flat. he did get a flat, so he's probably fixing that. Nick, thanks for coming on and uh, try to find those two clicks. When? In the main event? He, no, he got a flat recently, right? Yeah, he got one in the main two weeks ago. Really? Okay, there you go. Yeah. I don't know if he's still on the line. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks, Nick. Ready, tidy. <laughs> Lefty Lucy. All right, Nick away, everybody. Thanks, Nick. Two clicks. He's forever looking for them. Um, Jimmy, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, good times. I like getting uh, a couple guys on the line, and, and you two, Nick way and yourself are uh, Great insight there, and some laughs and and all that. And um, good luck going for that win. I know it's coming. Yeah, it's I, coming soon. I appreciate it. Soon. We're gonna do heat race next, and then it's main event. Nice every weekend. Yep. Weekend, right. weekend, then championship, of course. Right. I mean, I'm only I'm only like 88 points out of lead or something like that. So hold I'm on, coming hold hard. Hold on, hold on. Never say die. Never say die. Yeah. Never uh, give up. But hey, hey yeah. Wait, 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 guys wait, and, wait, um, wait, wait, also, wait. One question for you. I want to ask you one more question. Um, Kyle Chisholm's been on the record uh, as saying he really likes to get into that top 20 practice. Um, you're 21st, four points back a hill. Will they put you in it this weekend, or, or will they put you in the B practice, and do you care one way or another? I mean, I don't – I mean, I would want to be in the A practice, and okay. it makes me mad because I get screwed out of that a lot not being in the A practice because, like – I'll be a lot of times out on the edge there, and I was in a practice at Phoenix, I think. But then they'll end up putting like somebody else who's not even, you know, or like somebody else in there instead of me, and I'm like, and then I'll go and qualify like 13th place yeah. out of the B practice. But, but it's whatever; it's not make or break. So Tomac, it's just practice. Tomac was in A practice this week, so you uh, get you get one okay, injury. Exactly, in, so right. he should be in B next. But week, Willie. Right? Who knows? I right? don't know exactly. Yeah, and like you should be in B, and because I should be in it with still being out, I should be in A practice. Well, that's what I was going to say. Don't they normally, if someone's not there, they bump a guy up with Hill 
Hill will be out. So well, how about 22 on the be. line? They should be 22 guys in A practice if there's 22 on the line. Yeah, well said, Berlute. Right. But, JT, you yourself said it doesn't always matter to you. Um, no, sometimes I, sometimes I like being in the B1 just because I get to watch, like, what sections they put together and stuff. I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, you know, a lot of times with the whoops being big this year, though, it's been kind of crappy sometimes being deep. Yeah, they get super cupped out. Yeah. They get cut by the end of that 450 seated practice because then boys Yeah, I can see fast. that for sure. Yeah. Hey, does that. anybody know what happened to Partridge this weekend? Nope. Yeah, he didn't up screwing his, that little, remember how they mowed down that, those three singles yeah. after the first turn. Yeah. Well, I think he like popped that double out of the inside and spun and he twisted his knee and I think yeah. he tore his ACL. Oh no way! Yeah, oh. I think it's oh, his, man. I think it's his right knee. Oh yeah, bummer. Yeah, he posted a picture of it on Instagram earlier this week. And... Oh, it seems like all the, the. I mean, I know I've had my share of knee troubles, but if you're tall, man, and, and you ride supercross or motocross, you're you're For gonna sure. have a knee issue. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's it sucks. All right, Jimmy. Ask Mike Bell. Yeah, really. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, uh, ask me one more question. Um, hope ask me about my ask, ask me about my internet series, Albertson Project. Yeah, how's that going? It's killing it. Oh, it's going. Oh, it's funny you ask. It's going <laughs> great, actually. You guys, uh, everybody out there, should go check it out. It's uh, Albertson Project. You can go to the motorsport dot com website and go on there and check out the whole series and see what type of shenanigans Albertsons are up to. I think it's good. I like it. Do you get good feedback from that? Yeah, yeah, we do. It's all positive feedback, man. It's just, you know, just pumping it out and getting the series popular and, and, and letting it grow. I mean, I think once we get back to Oklahoma, we'll get some really good stuff and good footage. But, um, yeah, it's been good. I mean, mm-hmm. if, it, if it wasn't me, I'd enjoy watching them. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched, uh, I think, two of them. A lot, two of the oh, last well, three. Thanks for two. being so good. No, I'm, I'm just like nine episodes. No, so no, far. no, no. I know. I just you know when you see it, you see it. I liked it. It's good. Good work for everybody doing it. I think it's cool. It's a real look behind the scenes. Yeah, no doubt. Our camera guy lives with a twenty-four-seven. So I think we were yeah, JT and I were cool in stuff. it. We were in it last week. Did you know that JT? Yeah, you were. I did not know that. Yeah, we were in it, and I don't. I don't remember getting any signing any disclosure or getting paid at all. So were we yeah, in Chipotle? We blurred your face out if you didn't notice. Oh, okay, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, the, all right, thanks a lot, guys. See you later. See you, Jimmy. All right. Jimmy Albertson, everybody. Crosslands Jimmy Albertson's uh, going for the win. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. These, what? These, what are you pumped these about? private teams, they're, they're, they're making it, you know, like Nick and his team. You know I mean? Yeah. It's... Ah, breaking news. Uh-oh. Um, breaking news. Mafia what? Moto Crew just received a uh, order from Pulp Crew using the Pulp Crew discount. Oh, awesome. Yeah, breaking news. Well, that just popped out, huh? Yeah. Nice. Oh. I really don't care. Um, all right. Hey, JT, we're going to get you back. Thanks for coming on. All right. And uh, we're going to take our third and final commercial break of the night. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, x Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbys, Tech One Designs. By the way, uh, Crosslands Racing, the official supplier of their pitch shirts and hats is uh, Tech One Designs. Check them out on the web. FMF Racing, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, and uh, the Moto Company. And Optrix, all on board with us. And I wanted to tell you about the Moto Company real quick before we go. Just uh, drop a uh, motocompany.com, uh, some of the coolest stuff out there. A little different from everything else out there on the web. And they get a discount uh, for uh, using Pulp Mex for If you're listening to Pulp Mech Show, you get a discount on that. You can check it out at the motocompany.com. All designed uh, t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, that kind of stuff. All uh, 
design for the racer in mind. And uh, so check them out, and thanks for them for coming on the show. And, of course, the Cherubis, 40 years later, a Cherubis is still the world's leader in aftermarket replica plastics and accessories. They offer everything from chain guide and slider kits, handguards, skid plates, fuel tanks, full-on off-road protective gear. Uh, find us, find them on Twitter and Instagram at at USA A C E R B I S U S A. Thanks to Cherubis for coming on the show. All right, third and final commercial break of the night. Thanks for listening. See you in a little bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mm-hmm. Mic check. Fly racing. Undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? 
It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. 
The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessey in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these these bars bars can take the abuse you give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Presented by BTOSports.com. The NFAB question of the day. Let's do it, Devin. NFAB question of the day. The NFAB question of the day. Anybody feel like bacon after that? Wow. What was that? Well, it's a welder, but people have been saying it sounds like bacon frying. Let's play that again. Yeah, let's play that again. The NFAB question of the day. (laughs) That's welder. That's definitely welder. Bacon or, or welder, JT? Uh, I think it sounds like static. Static, bacon, and welder. Yeah. Okay. Swiss Corps made that up. I was very, very proud of that. Um, hey, uh, so the NFAB question of the day, n-fab.com. At the tracker on the trail, the hottest-looking, hardest-working truck accessories are NFAB. From step systems and light-mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear, N-Fab has your Jeep truck or SUV covered. N-Fab products are proudly handcrafted in Houston, Texas, delivering the finest quality products money can buy. Visit n-fab.com, proud associate sponsor of the JGR team. Here's an interesting question. This is what I want to ask. Yeah. You ready, brother? I'm ready. Ben sent this in. Who is going to retire with more Supercross wins? Chad Reed, Ricky Carmichael, or James Stewart? So right now... RC's not going to get any more, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, he's got 48. Yeah. See, you're walking into it again. You're saying Ricky can't win. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'd like to apologize to Ricky Carmichael right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> this won't stop, will it? Uh, Nick's going to hire Blows for his team. He's a winner. Thanks, Nick. Um, RC has 48. Stu has 45. Chad now has 44 with the two recent wins. So this is interesting. Chad's 31, JT, or just turned 30? He turns 31. He will turn 32 in March. Oh, okay. Stu's 27, you know. Got a lot of mileage on him, though, as Wygant likes to say. And RC, 48. There's no way he's only he's, – he's definitely not 27. I think he is. No, he turned pro in 02. Pull, pull, he was 16 in 02. So his, he's uh, got to be at least 28. Pull up his, his deal. Bio. Bio. Pull up his bio. Um, um, I actually, okay. I'd, I'd have to say either one of those have a chance of taking over Ricky Carmichael. Who? Who? Who have, they both could. Not could. Who will? They both will? We're, you're, we're talking four away or three away for with, with uh, Stewart? Stu's three. Stewart's 28. 20, 28 years old, Stewart. Uh, he's 28 uh, years old, so three wins behind Carmichael. <sighs> Stu does it. I think they're both going to get him. I do, too. I really do. Really? I do. The mm-hmm. way Reed's riding right now, and, and if Stu stays in there a little bit longer, I mean, yeah. he'll eventually get a couple wins here and there. 
Reed's got to have one more year left for sure after this. Oh, he's already signed up for one more year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the way this is going, this fountain of youth. Um, <clears throat> so you you think both JT? I think yeah. I mean, the way they're going, I wouldn't have. Okay. I wouldn't have said that going into this year, but <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Do you think do. who finishes with more, Chad or Stu? I think Stu. It's tough to say. Um, yeah, just, you know what? You know what? I don't. I don't know because honestly. Each and every year, if Stu retired, it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. Really? Yeah, I just think he's. I think he's done a lot. I think he. You know, we always we throw around this term. He's got a lot of mileage on him. You know, that's Wagant's thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be shocked either. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if I don't think that Stu's longevity is much different than Chad's right now, I don't think Stu plans on racing for more than a couple more years. Okay. Yeah, I'll put him at thirty. Um. Okay. Interesting. The way Reed's you look at RC, he quit at twenty-seven. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And what I'm seeing out of Reed, I see. I see a few wins this year. A few more. Okay. I really do. Uh, RV's got thirty-four to expand on this any more, even more. RV's got thirty-four, so he's ten back of Chad. Does he get that? Right. Does he pass everybody? RC's two and Reed. No. No. I don't. I, I think he's going to get out before he gets forty-eight. Okay. What do you think, JT? I think he would get there. I don't want to say easily because it's never easy, but I think his, he has an extremely good chance if he wanted to stay in it. But I, I don't think he's going to be around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good bench race question by Benny by Ben for the NFAB question of the day. Right. Yeah. Definitely. You had my head spinning thinking. All right. Sinjin. What's going on? Oh, no. My buddy. <laughs> um, my question is, uh, oh, I don't know if you guys saw that, you know, CBS special, this whole Supercross thing, you know what I'm talking about, like a while ago? Like the, yep. the Supercross, yep. like dreamed Supercross, whatever it was. Yeah, so um, in that, in the interview with uh, Mike Williamson, uh, it made it, he made it sound like uh, in the beginning of last year, Villapoto was getting pretty frustrated with uh, his finishes and, like, they made it seem like, I don't know if it was just me, that he almost was, like, considering retiring. Um, and do you think when he finishes like this, like, gets straight up, pa- like, it's really odd to see Villapoto get straight up past, you know, and uh, and not fight back. Do you think uh, those thoughts are going through his head, like, fuck, I, I want to be done with this? No, I don't, JT. I think it pisses him off and probably makes him want to do it more. I think that the races that were making him, what Williamson was talking about is when he crashes and all kinds of random stuff's happening that's not really in his control. Under his control. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he's he's probably, you know, you could say that about a lot of these guys, but he is extremely competitive. So I I think yeah. that just fires him up. Like he's probably more motivated more, more motivated now than he was, you know, getting beat like that. So do you, uh, you guys see him I'm assuming getting better in the east, but I mean, you think something like, you know, rocks and this is the first time we saw this year rocks and straight up pass him and pull away. Uh, like, do you think this is going to be the beginning of the end? No. No, no but I, I will admit, Sinjin, I'm very surprised. A, Roxon passed him, and B, they pulled away from RV. But it's one weekend. Yeah. It's one weekend. He still has a red plate. Yeah. Um, and that's, okay. what I, that's what I keep coming back to is people will be like, oh, this guy is falling, or you know what I mean? And yeah. we haven't seen that, but yeah. – we know how we know Villapoto is going to be there for 17 beats. There's just you know he's done it over and over and over, and he still has a red plate. Look at where he was last year this time. 
Right. He's getting older and smarter. Down. Older yeah. and smarter. That's yeah, what I well look said. at. What um, is your guys' reasoning? You think uh, your last question is uh, he did so poorly just <clears> the dry, how dry and hard back and slick it was. Yeah, I, just, style. I just don't think he likes it as much. He says it's fine and it's no problem, but I just, just, I just think he just isn't as good at it. I mean, it wasn't, right, it wasn't like he got yeah. dominant. You know what I mean? He was right there. He, the last couple yeah, laps yeah, yeah, he dropped back, but he was... At this, like, the 15-lap mark, or maybe a little bit before that, I still was like, man, RV's about to make this happen. Like, I was right. really worried about him coming up there. It's odd to see that out of Villapoto, like, for him not to immediately fight right back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not – that's the only reason I, I really was questioning is just because usually you see him come right back at him. It was just weird to see him. I, uh, by the way, thanks to Motodog in the chat room, RV has 36 wins. I forgot to include the ones two this year. So 36 wins to uh, – to 48 for Ch- for RC. So, all right. Thanks. Oh, and wait, wait. One last, what? One, sorry, one last thing. Yeah. The blows thing. Yeah, he's he's a puss. I mean, like he could be a cool dude, but th- no. that's so puss. Like if you would have no. said it about. I don't want to get in the whole discussion because it is girls, but yeah, he's it's pussy. What blows did is is fine. He was a little upset. No, 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 no. I, I think it's. I'm sorry. Uh, blows could be a super cool dude. And I don't want to get back in the talk because right. it is annoying. But I think it's just like, dude, come on. If that was Jimmy or Nick, I, I, they would have never said anything. But that's it. All right. Have a good show. Thanks, Engine. All right. Uh, Racetech emails. Racetech.com. We gave away a free rebuild tonight from 612 and Racetech. And uh, you can use the code PULPAMEX to save yourself 20% on Racetech. The 1990 KX250 suspension is at Racetech. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's down there hooking it up. Chris is giving me uh, the the – Factory setup. Do you, are you planning on riding this thing? I think so. Really? Yeah. I am planning on having a rider ride it for a magazine. Wow. Yes. That's going to be gonna fun. We're going to do something cool like you're, that. You're really going all out then. Oh, where do you see this thing? Wow. Can oh, you yeah. get the dogger to ride it? That'd I'm be trying cool. to get her. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you. God damn it, JT. Sorry, bro. I, I can't help that I'm smart. Uh, Justin Sipes is the newest race tech rider. Pooh Sipes will be out joining the circuit in... Uh, in Dallas, no word on if he's going to ride while he's chewing. Uh, we're not sure, but um, also to the Factory Metalworks Club MX team uh, has chosen Race Tech for the East Coast Series. Vince Freeze, Jace Owen, and AJ Cantanzaro. Uh, they will have uh, Race Tech suspension doing everything for them, and uh, they tested with a bunch of companies, and they they decided to go to Race Tech, and because they met or exceed everybody else that they tested with. So, uh, and Vince Freeze uh, does indeed like his Race Tech suspension. He's having a, a terrific year in the 450 class. Some emails here. Uh, Kevin said, uh, first and foremost, thank you. I love the show. I really appreciate the effort. I wish I could listen live, but work happens. So to my question, when the riders test, are they testing race bikes? And how about the practice bikes? When Bubba makes changes while testing, does his practice bike get the same changes? The Raiders will dominate again. Thanks, Kevin. Um, thanks, Kevin, for the belief in the Raiders. Guess which team has the most cap space next year. That's right, the Raiders. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. You're a Raider fan. Do you guys have test bikes? I know we did it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. Okay, same thing. You test on your test bikes, which are replicas of the race bikes. Um, did it at Yamaha, did it at KTM, and then you make the changes to your race bikes slash practice bike that you find. Yeah, pretty much. If you're JT and you ride for uh, BTO Sports, you know, they don't have a test bike, so you do it on your practice bike. So There you go. And uh, so there you go. Um, Ryan sent this in. This is a question for you, Berlute. Four strokes will overheat very quickly on the line. Why does everyone, including the mechanics, Rev the piss out of their bikes for five minutes before they start. They have to be overheating before the start. I've even seen some of the pros' bikes pissing steam before the start. Have you ever timed starts with relatively cool motor versus super hot? 
I would have to think the bikes would make more power, not overheat it. Thanks for all the content, Ryan. Uh, some people are aware of it. Some of the riders are, and some of the mechanics are. But some mechanics just these young I, these young guys think it's cool to rev the fuck out of. The when thing. I was a mechanic, I never revved the four strokes. I'm like, they're good, they're hot. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't I touch don't, it. Yeah, you don't have to. Rev yeah, it. you have to get them to operating temperature. But yeah, but that's that's in two minutes of idling. I, I agree. I, I'm just clarifying for listeners. Right. You know, there's a big difference between getting it to operating temperature and then just revving the piss out of it because you're nervous about how the rate's going to go. Okay, well, how about this one, JT? How about if you kickstart your your 450, throw it in gear, and take off? The thing runs bitching. Yeah, I, you, I you would do just that to be... a two-stroke. The thing's going to go. Especially, especially our fuel at Yamaha back. So in the, day. the point is, you don't really have to. It's the people got. You know, I think it goes. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's it's like uh, the two-stroke. You know, everybody you had to rev the shit out of them and, and blow them out. You know, to get them clean. You know, especially. Yeah, I think I think I would bike. just be nervous about it not being warmed up, or I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess obviously. If you think nothing's going to happen, I take your word over what I would think. I would just be worried about, you well, know. if it's cold. If it's not really... being warmed up going for a triple and you're just like, all right, I'm going to hit this triple first lap, you know, and the bike's cold. Yeah, well, yeah. In a cold condition, I, I hear what you're saying. A thing with cold seas or the oil's not flowing and your cam would seize or possibly. But we we run really light viscosity oils, too. I mean, would, right. you, would you run like 5, 530? Um, yeah, yeah, we are, you know, obviously for Supercross, we, you know, white oil, no air on the oil, you know, on the air filter, all that stuff. Just, you know, weren't worried about really anything. Obviously for outdoors, we would never do that, but. But getting back to that guy, yeah, I, I think, I think these guys are, uh, yeah, they're overdoing it a little bit. Right. Nothing cooler though as a mechanic in the two-stroke days is just revving your yeah, bike. I, was... just... <laughs> I think they're just, I think they're just nervous half the time. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah, it could be. Um, Chad says, uh, listen to the Moto 60 show today. Anaheim is charging different prices for each Anaheim. I lived uh, right down the street and try to get tickets to all three and go to the stadium to buy them. I w- don't go through a third party. So Chad says the uh, Anaheim's are indeed trying some different ticket pricing, hmm. uh, different levels of ticket pricing from the past. So maybe that's why part of the light turnout for A2. I thought A3 was better than A2. Really? Attendance-wise. Really? J- JT? Uh, I thought they were pretty comparable. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Todd sent this in. First, I wanted to say that it was a blast to listen to Adam Entenap on your last show. That dude is awesome. That guy's a trip, JT. By the is way. he? Oh, you got to meet this. Yeah, Adam I've Entenapp. talked to him uh, a little he, bit in the tunnels. Is... What's his deal? Why is he so trippy? Uh, he just loves life, man. Yeah. Is he high? Yeah. No. No, he's a good guy. He's just he's he's just really enthusiastic about everything he does, and oh, that's cool. He's just, you know, he's just a happy guy. I don't know how so, you know. He's one of your guys, isn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Uh, basically that team, the Privateer Journey team that we're title sponsor of, he's like their, you know, main guy pretty much. Uh, this guy says, I love, I love how much he loves racing and how enthusiastic he is about the sport. I wish every rider was like him. I could see him ghost riding his bike over the finish line and like Deegan if he ever won a main event. Yeah, I could too. Uh, <laughs> Mathis he- doesn't think he can. <laughs> We need more personalities like him in the sport. If Dungey could give an interview like that, I might actually like RD5. I am the guy who gave $200 for the Mason jersey. I got the jersey right away, and I couldn't be more happier. He is the man. I'm so stoked about this privateer thing that you are doing, and it's truly a cool effing thing that you're doing to help these guys. I'm so stoked about this. I'm willing to put in more money to help out a privateer. Hopefully, Intonap or Nick Schmidt gets it. 
I'm willing to put in three hundred dollars if you can get me a Chad Reed jersey. Yeah, I got a lot of requests for Chad Reed jerseys, and then giving we're giving the money to privateers. Wow. Weimer, Mason, and JT have all contributed jerseys. Awesome. And Nick Way's coming up right away. Um, I don't think three hundred bucks for a Chad Reed jersey. I mean, we we need to bump that up if I'm to go to Chad and ask him. Yeah, especially right? him winning now and stuff. And just Chad. I don't in general. understand why JT doesn't I, ask him for me. I can't believe. Like you said, Anaheim 2 and 3, how loud the crowd was for him. Yeah. They love him. He's a fan favorite no, now. He, yeah, that's it, man. It's it's over. Like, I, his line, his autograph line is insane. Mm-hmm. And he's so good on social media, too. Like, I would never, JT, would you put yourself out there the way he does, him and Ellie do, with the kids and everything? Like, I mean, I would never do that. But, hey, Exposed. more power to him. But it makes them approachable and lovable. Yeah, no, it's obviously, listen, everybody that is on social media that is, has any level of fame um, is going to deal with their fair share of crazy people, um, yeah. and they do as well. You know, they have a basically like a no tolerance. If you do anything weird, say anything creepy, you're out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and you awesome. have to. I mean, this is your family, you know, like you don't mess around with that stuff. So I- I'm surprised they do it as much as they do, but good for them, and it's one of the reasons why people are cheering for them. There's no doubt. Yeah. Chad's, Chad's good at social media, man. Like, I remember uh, at Daytona, he was trying to get a big red out of Honda. He wanted them to give him. Actually, it was two. He wanted two big reds. And th- basically, they had promised to give him two big reds. Well, then they kind of, like, welched on the deal and wanted him to pay, like, whatever Honda pays for him, I guess. Yeah. So he goes on Twitter and says, hey, I need a, you know, a side-by-side or whatever sponsor who out there wants to help me out. <laughs> And uh, somebody stepped up. It was like Can-Am or somebody was going to give him to. And then Honda's like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> right, right. Have, have him. Yeah, I think he said something like, is there, a, is there a Can-Am dealer around me or something like that? It's crazy. Yeah, like he's not scared. Like he, he literally has told me this, that that's his like silver bullet. Like if all else fails, <laughs> right, right, I'll, right. I'm going to social media to make this, you know what I mean, to get this deal done. Right. And even like last year when he tweeted a picture of the show of shock that uh, Narita had. You know, yep. and then I think he pulled it down, but he was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess these guys get to test things that I don't." Sure, yeah, enough. that was a big, that was a debacle. There was a lot of issues there last year. I know, I know, but yeah. uh, people dug it. So. Hey, is he coming out? Has he been coming out every race with his little guy? I no, because uh, Tate hasn't been there. He didn't do it uh, at A two either. Okay, and I didn't see this Tate weekend. I missed, I, I missed opening ceremonies that's, this weekend. It that's was early. so adorable. Yeah, did the early opening ceremonies jack you up or loot? What do you mean? This weekend. Did it jack you up? I didn't have to do them. Oh. My guy's 13th. <laughs> but, I mean, did that time and all that or no? It was fine. Whatever. No, it would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, you, you didn't have any issues yeah, or anything. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I wish they did that schedule every weekend. I don't. It sucks. Why? Dude, you're back in the pits you're, and you're you know trying to do the, the pre-race pod and put that thing up and talk to people about the practice and how it went and get some scoops and grab some coffee. And before you know it, it was time to go up. I hated it. No, so, I liked it. I, I don't really. I'm not really broing down like as much as you are, like rambling right. through the pits, you know. Yeah. So I just like boom, boom, boom. Like let's get it done. I, so. need, to, I need to find out what like guys like Bloats are doing and Albertson and stuff, and like get figure out the deal. So. Yeah, that's not part of my it, gig. So. It would have probably caught me off guard if I would have had to do opening ceremonies for sure. It was early. Um, Black Ops Moto has been mapping ECUs for over 25 years, and they know what it takes for a motor to produce more power. If you want to try an a, a ignition coil, that it's blow your wig back. Uh, Black Ops Moto is the leader in testing and producing the latest generation ignition coil. 
Pulp MX saves you 30% at blackopsmoto.com. And, uh, Devin, can you please tell us all about this incredible Optrix case? Oh, yeah. So I went up to the mountain about two weeks ago, and my buddy wanted to film some stuff, so I got my Optrix case and uh, put a mount on the end of a rail, and we would actually slide off of the rail and take my phone out. So then my phone rolled down the hill. We must have done like 15, 16 takes. Phone was fine. Optrix case worked out amazing. Um, I'm a little under the weather this weekend. Uh, the Optrix case is also puke-proof, I found out. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, Optrix cases are killing it. Do you have one, Berlou? Yeah, I do. Do you use it? haven't used it yet. Oh, I'm okay. still planning on uh, doing a trip to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. You all? Be, uh, you, you went. Do the Hawaii thing. Yeah. Use your Optrix. Yeah. Um, take a picture of all the sea turtles you want. It won't matter. Oh, I saw yours. I yeah, saw but it won't Pookies. matter. It'll, it'll never be a uh, picture of the day. Yeah, that was Pookies, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to try to outdo that one. Optrix.com. You can save money using the Pulpamex code. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Hey, JT, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get to our voicemails. And I know it's a little bit later where you are, and so it's uh, time for bed for you. Uh, where, fly where, racing. Where's he's, he at? He's an hour ahead. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, everything good at fly racing, though? Oh yeah, we're uh, we're killing it. No, it's it's really good, man. We're we have our mesh gear coming out here in another you know month or so. We have these new helmets, the Tran Andrew stuff. So we're we're wide open. Got to yeah. make some money so we can keep paying you. Uh, when's the uh, Jesus? Give me a break. Um, when does the uh, mesh gear launch? I heard about the photo shoot and stuff and all that. When's that? When when are you looking? Yeah, at we're good. We're gonna do it at Daytona. Oh okay. So, all right. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, thanks, thanks, buddy. All right, see you guys. See you. See you, JT. 702 586 7857. If you got a call uh, for Tony Baluti, myself, or maybe even Devin, maybe you want to ask Devin about what life is like in the Pulp Mech Show producer seat. Um, let's get to our voicemails. Those are uh, always exciting, always interesting. Uh, this is the best of the best from this week, and uh, always call in 702 586 7857 if you have something to say. Hey, Matt, this is Thor from Houston. Um, hey, if you have Boom in the studio tonight, I wanted to see if you can get him to talk a little bit about the uh, the French government motocross program, how that worked, or how he was involved with it. I was always curious about that. Thanks. Uh, the Villeman, I think he said Villeman. I thought he said Berludi at first. But basically, yeah, the French had a real cool uh, motocross school. Yeah, I, I know about it. Yeah. Tortelli was part of it. Yeah. And, what and, do you, what and, do you know about it? Uh, I'll tell you what little I know. Um, yeah. It's pretty much like what we heard about the Russians, when, you know, doing the deal uh, for the Olympics that you're pretty much pick, picked up at a young age and uh, they pretty much take care of you to become a professional athlete. And that's kind of what – is is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Sean, kinda... Tortelli, Villeman, Roncada. Yeah. They all. And look how good they were doing. I, I don't know if Pashan was part of it. I'm not sure, but I think I, for it, sure Tortelli was because he told yeah. he talked to me about right. it. You know, they had trainers, they had the whole nine. You know, like a school, the, like a facility, and everything. I think at one point, um, four or five out of the top ten riders were from France in the Supercross points. Wow! At one point, really? Um, yeah, hmm. Villeman, Roncada, Sean, whatever those Tortelli. That was kind of that'd been cool. Yeah, like I don't how, know when that was. No, it's like early, yeah, early late nineties or early two thousands or whatever. Yeah, so. Um, all right, next next one. It's raining yellow. When Bubba passes, please say hello. James Stewart is a very fast fellow, although sometimes it's raining green. That Davila Poto won his green machine. He's got Alvin Baker and Kenny Roxon on his team, but he will stop winning like the man, Charlie Sheen, because 
This desire is very mean. In the offseason, he's gotten lean. He's addicted to winning because he's a fiend. Manifesting championships is not a dream. His heart and desire is easily seen. It was checkers or wreckers. Forget the hecklers and haters. Everyone's just masturbators because my man, Day of Seven, is coming. There we go. It's the red and yellow guy. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm, your I'm guy. I'm surprised you didn't meet him. I didn't meet him. Young guy. I saw his business card, though. I didn't see his business card. You didn't see his business card? No. Yeah, let me pull it up for well, you. What, what, what's his business? Uh, it looks Making like, it rain. It looks like his <laughs> business is uh, it's interesting. Uh, next time, Raining Yellow, try to put in railing ruts and nailing sluts. That, that should help out a little What's bit. What's his business card? All right, let's, uh, let's keep going. Hey, Steve. Uh, great radio bro. This is uh, Braden calling from uh, Maryland. Hey, I just wanted to, to uh, talk about the subject you brought up about Dave Millsap's surgery and the quick uh, recovery with this fake ligament. Um, speaking from experience, um, they used to do Gore-Tex ligaments back in the 80s, and I had my first knee surgery from a skateboard injury and did the Gore-Tex ACL. That lasted about six months, blew it out, snowboarding, had a second Gore-Tex ligament put in, that lasted eight months in a moto injury. So then the third surgery, the surgeon said, hey, you know, it's been discontinued. The body rejects the uh, synthetic mm-hmm. materials. And um, uh, so, you know, we went back to, you know, regular body parts, tending grafts. Um, so anyway, old-timers recommendation, someone's been doing extreme sports for a while, uh, you really can't fight Mother Nature for you guys blowing your knees out, which is easily done, um, start with tendon grafts or cadaver ligaments. Wait the six months. Don't rush it. There's no quick knee recovery. The reason why the U.S. Uh, and the government isn't approving this is because it failed miserably in the 80s with the Gore-Tex. So anyway, good stuff. Looking forward to seeing you guys in New York. Uh like that it's on the east coast my prediction is it's going to be a blowout lots of boys that we know the ride moto old and young are gone to new york so looking for a blowout show thanks for everything you do have a good one take care um i mean i think i guess things have come a long way since the 80s since this guy's surgery but will be interesting yeah uh kenny talked about it a little bit last week about the rubber the rubber material of the acl or whatever it's this new thing hmm you ever heard about that? No, but mm-hmm. I did hear about how your your body definitely rejects some of yeah. that uh, yeah. synthetic stuff. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Millsap's supposed to be back in Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's where we're at in our sport now. Uh, ACLs used to be a year, and they were six months. Now they're turning out to be like two uh, with a rubber ligament. So it should be interesting. What's up, guys? Nick from uh, Connecticut. Uh, hey, I just had a quick question. Um, I know it's a still a few rounds early but is there any word on like who or what 250 riders might go east um since paul thompson was riding that uh i think it was a 350 is there any chance anderson rides 350 on the on the east coast um probably be good experience for him he hasn't done it before um or maybe osborne um answer that, that'd be awesome cheers uh anderson told me that he might be on the east Jason Anderson. Really? On a 350 or 450? Uh, he didn't say, but well, now that, I mean, a 350 is really good. So, Well, now that uh, Tedesco's on the 350, they, uh, I don't know. Is, is there a mandatory – did I read or was that one of your stories or something about – it was a mandatory somebody had to be on it or something? Yeah. Dave Gowan from Rockstar Racing 
When I asked about Cole Thompson on the riding the 350, Dave told me it's in our contract to have a 350 on the track. So I wrote that about Ivan going to 350s. Right. Then this weekend, Dave's like, no, no, no. If we do it in our contract, we get a bonus. We get some help from KTM. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, and I love Dave. He's a great guy. Canadian. Used to work for Rollerball. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, Dave, you didn't say that. You said it's in our contract. That's what you told me. Right. So that's what I wrote. Right. So, but then now he's saying that it's uh, it's in his uh, if if they do run it, they get a help bonus help from uh, KTM. Right, right. So, um, you know, so a little well, bit of difference there. Well, but anyways, he's uh, got that covered now. I, I hey, are, you, are you really going to put Anderson back there if he's leading well, the championship? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, how ballsy is that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, think the kid's going to be all right on a 450. Yeah, he's, he's a big t- kid, tall, guy, tall yeah. but. Uh, I think you got your 350 deal going on with, yeah. with Tedesco. Keep it. You know. And Ivan, Ivan said he likes the bike, and he's you know he's good at a 250. He's a smaller guy, and he's good mm-hmm. on the 250s. And you know, all I know is Andrew Short or Andrew Short and Michael Essie hated that thing. Yeah, but they you know that's just them. And yeah, so. Andrew Short did not hate it. He said he'd buy one. Not to race Supercross. No. Yes, correct. Right. But for an all-around bike, that bike kills it, which it does. Yeah, just not in racing pro. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Josh, what's going on? Hey, yeah, just had a question for you, Steve. Yep. Um, was wondering, uh, do you think it's better for Millsaps to come back, you know, I mean, late in the season in Atlanta, or would it have just been better for him to say, well, hey, look, there's no way I can win the championship. I mean, you know, I'm going to win a race or two, maybe look good, or would it just be better for him to say, forget it? I'm just going to take this extra time, get ready for the outdoors. I haven't finished an outdoor. I think it's been seven, eight years he hasn't finished an outdoor um, and just tried to make a run of that title. I- I'm with you. I was surprised as shit when he said, I'm coming back for Atlanta. I had no idea yeah. that, like, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Why Why? Why do it? I don't know. I mean, um, you'd think that to try and offset, you know, the downside of his racing where he's always kind of struggling in the outdoors, you'd think he would just take extra time and be like, well, I'm going to try and just, do this, everybody thinks I can't do this, and may as well just get the bike extra prep, get myself extra prep for the long motos and try to make a charge of that. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Maybe there's something in his contract about not being paid, uh, wants to get paid. Uh, maybe he's getting, you know, docked uh, pay. It's hard to say. That's usually what happens. I'm with you, uh, Josh. I don't see why he's doing it so quickly, but hey, whatever. Yeah, we'll see how he does. It's certainly, these last two years have been fantastic, so. Gotta feed the yeah, baby. definitely. I mean, you know, maybe just figures may as well get in there, mix it up a little bit, yep. remind everybody who I am. Yeah, maybe so. Thanks, man. Yeah, have a good one. All right, thank you. All right, let's continue with these voicemails. Hey, Steve. Uh, just got done watching. And I'm here. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I watched a little bit of the, uh, the 1992 series last night with Damon Bradshaw. I think it was a, a race up in Seattle that came down. I forgot about this, but a guy on Twitter just reminded me. What's that? I gave Blos a thousand bucks when he wrote a two-stroke at Hangtown. Oh, I remember that on the Yamaha. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know qualify. you gave. Him, I didn't know you yeah, gave. Yeah, he ran Pulpomex stickers. Okay. Now look again. I'm not saying because I gave the money to the guy, I can just you know light him on fire like he's my slave or anything. I'm not saying that. But again, I forgot about that. Another thing I've done helped out Chris. And even if that tweet was douchey, even if he was offended by that, can you give me a benefit of the doubt that I'm a good guy? 
I gave him a thousand bucks. I just remember yeah. that. I forgot all about that. I would now you're really back angry. Kenny. Call Kenny back. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm I know you're not. Uh, but uh, I'm just, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyways, all right. <laughs> I had to say that. I gotta tell you, those tr- those tracks were tough, technical, gnarly, rutted out, big monster loops that them guys had to double, 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 double if they could to get through them. They couldn't carry any kind of speed. Guys were passing the ball all over the place. I think that's the type of shit we need to see. <laughs> and this this track here, A3, I gotta like, I gotta say, I love this guy right here. I kind of was kind of a, a step in that direction, and I'm glad to see that. Wolves are still real nineties guys make these guys look like bitches going through them old old style old style whoops. But uh, you do a great job. Steve, love every every show you make. I listen to all of them. My wife drives me crazy because I'm always telling her I gotta get the pandemic show. I gotta get the Mother 60 show. Blah blah blah. I make her listen to it in the car. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep revolutionizing the sport. And I live in a union, very heavily union back town. I I know some people. You know some people in the right places that can help get the union started. Um, Peace. Uh, uh, thanks for the email or the voicemail. It's nice guy. Um, he's talking about the tracks in 1992, and he's right. They struggled at times to double them, and they. But he doesn't realize that you get a modern 454 stroke on exactly, those tracks. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, uh, Chad and Reed will make that straight away that. Stanton's going three three three. Uh, Chad Reed will go what seven one and out. <laughs> you know, like I would. Oh, I would love that. Would be the coolest thing ever to see that. Here's a here's a track from 1990. Here's all the specs. You know, um, Savitsky. Yeah. Here's your here's your specs. Yeah. Build it, and then just see what the guys today would do to it. They would just demolish that thing. Yeah. You know, so people forget that. Yeah. Like they just it happens quite a bit. So. Uh, let's finish these. Yeah, the stuff. equipment for sure. Yeah, and and, and technique, riding technique. I mean, uh, I remember Ron Lachine telling me that they never tested Supercross. They, they just were like, ah, turn the clicks in. You know what I mean? Motocross, it, take, take your suspension, turn the clicks in. That's what. That's how you tested Super. That's how you went racing Supercross. Mm. No testing, you know, and that kind of stuff. So mm, interesting. Yeah. Peace. Hey, Matt from Sydney, mate. Oh, happy days, brother. Happy days. All very pumped back home. Uh, Chad Reed wrote amazing. A little bit weird that RV dropped back a little bit, but uh, fuck it, we'll take it. Anyway, just uh, want to say, hey, what's up? And just ask JT, what's the deal with that guy on Twitter? He's going a little bit, going a little bit crazy on him. And I don't know what, what the deal was there, but it was kind of weird. So anyway, ask JT about that. There's a guy freaking out about some chick. So I thought... Everyone might want to know what's going on. All right, boys, have a good show. Bye. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. JT's got a stalker on Twitter. That's that's cool though. Hey, I I, had I blocked the shit out of people. You oh, did oh you? I, I this weekend this this past weekend. Oh, I bet you had to. I, my, I, had, I had arm pump. I was, <laughs> I was block 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 block. Just I mean, if you want to say like, hey, uh, you're an idiot, Mathis. You're a douchebag. All and because of this or that, no problem. I'll take that. But when you're just flat out just disrespectful. No, nah, you're blocked. I don't blame you. We uh we had one guy we blocked, uh, Pookie. Welcome to the show. 
Hello, hello. We had one guy we blocked. He wrote a very nice email <laughs> apologizing and begging to be unblocked. Yeah, I had to like beg you to block two people for insulting me. And you were like, ah, I don't think I should do that. And this right. week you're like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. No, yeah, no, no. I was over the, I was, I was wow. over the edge, man. <laughs> I should have made you drive when we left the track. If you were driving, you probably wouldn't have been. Did you guys come all the way to Vegas? Yeah, I drove oh. for the first two and a half hours and he's just in the seat, just boom, 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 I got boom, home boom, at 2.30. Did you? Yeah, what time did you get home? Uh, oh, we got home at four. I stick around and talk yeah, to the riders and you stuff, do. you know? I was hauling ass. Yeah, so. you're out of, you don't fool around at the race. I go by your truck. Like I, I haven't talked to Tickle yet. You know, remember I think you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to Tickle, but he's you know watching video or whatever. Um, and, but then like I, I get okay. Like I'll go talk to this guy and then loop around and see if Brock's out. Dude, semi's closed. You know what I mean? Like it's it's ghost town over there. We left at ten after twelve. I left probably around eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's earlier than us. Yeah. Yeah, eleven is earlier than ten after twelve. I'm gonna block you. Why is it a hater? I'm gonna block you. Hey, the, I there is. Uh, you can't win. Some Pulp fans that, that, that came over and were talking to me from oh, uh, yeah? New Zealand. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you meet them every Super weekend, cool don't guys. you? You meet uh, these yeah, dudes they're... every weekend. Uh, they love the show. I met some really nice guys from either Aussie or New Zealand, too. I, I bet it was guys. them. Real nice yeah, guys. Yeah, I met. Uh, kind of good-looking guys? Sure. I figured I'd throw that at you because you're a girl. <laughs> no, no, I think was maybe a professional photographer. He had, like, a nice camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was talking to them at the end of the night. Actually, they took pictures by my bike. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, they had a camera, like, like a nice camera. I, uh, yeah. It sounds familiar. I might have met him. I'm sure you, you should have. Yeah. You, I can't believe you haven't met You don't even met remember Aaron, Yellow. contestant number four, who's been at, like, every California race. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, he's hiding. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, hey, Dude, man. he had glasses on. <laughs> you can't fool me like that. You can't put glasses on and be like, hey. It's me. Yeah, like. Look at Clark Kent. No one knew he was Superman. Nobody ever knew. Nobody, that. nobody knew that. Good one. Because that's what glasses do to you. That's why you. That's why you're married to me. Only you laugh at this stuff. That's no, I, I got a buddy. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna replay the show just for that part. You'll get a kick out of that. Uh, uh, Jeff, what's up, man? Not much, man. I'm sitting here enjoying the show. Thank you. I was you. gonna ask uh, since Prelude and uh, you guys have a lot of experience wrenching, you know, all these years. What is the the deal now with everybody just revving the shit out of the engines and running them on the, the limiters all the time? I know Barsha does it. And, uh, you know, every dyno graph that I've ever seen, the horsepower and the torque both drop off, you know, at, at a certain point. So what's why is that such a, a common trend nowadays? I don't know. Sounds I think cool. you see it way more in the 250 class. Like, yeah. Barsha was big time then. I mean, you hear it a little bit now, but it's not as much. It's a lot of times when you – mostly off the jump. Like, if you get a kicker or something, the guys rev it, you know. Yeah, but they seem to – kids these days are doing it everywhere yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's almost like scrubbing nowadays. You know, everybody yeah. does it everywhere, you know, yeah. just because. I understand you want the rear wheel moving when you hit the ground and you want to go forward, so, you, you know, you, you're gassing it. Um, but it yeah. seems a little excessive. I, I absolutely agree, Jeff. Too lazy. Yeah, actually, too lazy uh, to TV kind of touched on it last week too. You know, yeah. just because you're revving the shit out of it doesn't mean you're you're going fast. You know, yeah. necessarily. TV's uh, got TV's got a lot of smart opinions. Um, yeah. Well, the not... Euros don't do that anyway. No, no, they, yeah. they short shift it. You know, yeah. and they haul yeah. ass. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. All right. Let's finish these voicemails. I just want to comment on. Uh, I'm sure you guys talked about it. On the show tonight about all the uh, Instagram drama, 
with your uh, tweets about uh, Chris Blows and uh, so got, after Mike Mason posted that, that was unprofessional on his part as well. But then to see the way it blew up and created all that unnecessary uh, comments and blows to you and blows to blows and everything else, what really was um, just disgusting was uh, you see former professional riders, professional athletes is what they, you know, current and uh, post riders uh, making comments on it and uh, saying, uh, you know, raise shit for, to you, and, uh, you know, Tommy Hahn's personal uh, message to you, calling you a douchebag, I mean, I was really surprised to see these guys, the things they were saying, um, you know, they talk about this sport, not, uh, you know, they want to grow and grow, well, they're killing themselves, the people in it themselves, or the reason why we, uh, you know, don't get as much respect as these mainstream sports, um, these are professional athletes, and they should act like professional athletes, um, you know, your your tweet wasn't, uh, I mean, I don't uh, agree with it, disagree with it, but it was uh, more of a dab at Irv, um, which you've been doing for weeks now, which is fine. But uh, for people to take it personal, I don't think it was a personal blow uh, to blows. I think people need to kind of relax a little bit and uh, just be more professional. All right, thanks. Yeah, like uh, Tommy Hahn, who I've never done anything to, called me a douchebag and he never liked me and stuff. And I'm like, you said hi to me. And he's like, I never said that. I would never talk to you. And I, dude, I don't know what I did to Tommy Hahn. All I ever do is interview the guy after the race, talk to him here and there. And you're totally, and like, you, you and, and Will are totally. Dude, I don't know what I did to that guy. Well, that's weird. Now that I think and, about uh, that, you and Will are. Yeah, dude. I don't F you, dude. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, and I don't want to talk about that anymore. I don't, I'm I don't, over I don't it. either. We're don't over either. it. Everyone's over it. it. Rocky's over it. Um, let's, is there more voicemails? Uh. Well, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, I got a question for you about guys like Pond uh, and Tomac. I know the rookies that haven't had much time on a 450. But me, I, it seems like I think they ride the 250 better in Supercross than they would a 450, given their lap time. So I know they're racing against 450s and maybe... Might get out hold of a corner, but it seems like the way they ride, the 250 suits them better. So, all right, better. Yeah, why do you think? Why do you think uh, um, the 250 s are so much faster? Like Dean Wilson is fastest time last two weeks. It's unbelievable. It's blowing my mind. Kinda, huh? Yeah. 250 handles better. Yeah, always. But they've never. They're not as fast, you know. So. And the yeah. best riders are on the 450, you know. Yeah. Typically, oh, I mean, they are. Yeah. They yeah. Are, no, they are. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's blowing my mind. Yeah. Maybe it's the tracks getting a little more technical or something. Yeah. Tighter, tighter, tighter technical, yeah, not, maybe. yeah. You don't need any horsepower. You know, you just need yeah. timing and and um, hit hitting marks. And know? those four and those two fifties are they got them running so good now they're able to they don't have a problem doing yeah. any of the obstacles. Nope, you know? nope, not really. Last one. Raining yellow. I got to know who uh, Michael Lisi. Who's Michael Lisi? Oh, okay. I right. forget which uh, commercial did you guys. I, I want to take that out. I forgot. Raining y'all got me again. Should have uh, went on top with his rap. You're out of your mind, dude. Uh, Pookie, how was A3 for you? Stellar. That was a knot hole. It was pretty good. There wasn't as many celebrities up there as I was hoping for, though. I found there, there wasn't Crawford enough D-list, D-list celebrities was like, for you? Shit. 
D-list. Some D-list celebrities for you? No, sometimes just A-list celebrities. Who's ever there. been A-list in there? Who? Uh, I've seen these people they interview. They interview the, the brother from the Kardashians or, or the... Well, sometimes people that I get excited about you could care less no, about. No, there's so. never any A-list people in there. Let's face it. Well, A lot of extreme athletes that are A-list. Don't get me wrong, but I mean celebrities. Right. You know. I don't know. I mean, Who's was, the most celebrity good. for you up there? Pink? No, she wasn't up there. She don't go there. Alex she Van Halen. Oh, of course, Alex. AVH was in there. And Dogger and Morty. <laughs> hey, do you together. have much See to do? those guys. Hey, do you bad. have much to do with Pink? Do you like say hi? Very or? little. Like, um, I, when she comes in the truck, maybe a little bit. I don't. I don't go there too much. No, of course not. Yeah, but I mean, does she know <laughs> who you are? Yes. Okay. I've been introduced yep. to her, and when I first inter- got introduced to her, she had some nice things to say to me about that her husband obviously uh, said to yeah, her. Right. And and then when I see her, it's more just a high. Yeah. You know, I don't try to. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He plays it cool. Yeah. yeah, I've been in the truck with her two or three times. I uh, said hi to her, I think, one time or something. But She's cool. She seems cool, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's just in the truck chilling. But I didn't know how much interaction there was because, I mean. Not a bunch. She's about as big as a star as it gets these days in music. Yeah. For as you many know? races as she's been to, I've only ever seen her at a race one time. It was San Diego like two years ago. Yeah. For oh, like really? like a second. I never see her. Oh, no. Huh? I've, yeah. Yeah. No, I've been in the truck. With so she, they has, she has her own suite then? Yeah. Is that what the deal is? But uh, Sure. That's why I got the not hole tickets from your team because <laughs> they had their own suite or something. Uh, J&B was in there. Yeah, Jamie. Dogger. That's yeah, cool. Dogger. Those are the guys to me. Are Warty. Badass, you know. Dogger and Warty talking. Talking, which yeah. I had them on a podcast, and mm-hmm. they were talking on that. <laughs> um, Alex Van Halen. Yep. Who else did you say? He was happy. Like, when I asked for a picture, he was really smiley in the picture, and I said, can I give you a hug? And he's like, sure. Yeah, what's with the hugs, bro? <laughs> I don't know. She gets When she gets to meet celebrities, <laughs> yeah. she gets hugs with them. Like, <laughs> like I get a photo. I get that. I, you know, no problem. But she'll like, be like, can I hug you? Billy Crystal, um, I don't know. I Ryan just... Phillippe. She's like, can I hug you? <laughs> like, are you trying to take some of their power, maybe? I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little weird, brother, right? When I'm at Supercross, I, I asked to hug the Rockstar girls. That's not that weird. You do? Yeah. That's creepy. Shut up. That's creepy. <laughs> I could be lying. If you're a, mo- a monster Rockstar girl and Devin comes up, <laughs> can I hug you? You're like... Uh, I'm sure they get they that a lot. They probably like it. They get, they get worse than that, dude. You know they do. Right. If all he wants is a hug, that's probably good for them. I hug Mercedes. She's my favorite. I hug Mercedes. She's too. a Vegas girl. She is. She's Not cool. anymore. She's been here before. Not anymore. No, she moved. Yeah, she, she moved. moved. She's been in studio before. Oh, okay. She was cool, yeah. <sighs> Can we get her back? She doesn't live here anymore. We had Jenna Hayes in here, too. We got a, oh, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> Don't know who that is. What else? <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, no. I don't know what else. The day kind of flew by. I don't know if it was the early start time or, or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you see Berlou? Yeah, I saw Berlou. Oh. Yeah, she came oh, by. Okay. Right, I yeah. tried to go say hi to her. It's good because like, she, she always does, and I, I, and I appreciate that. It, it's good rounds. because she doesn't drag me down or bug me. Like, like I literally said to her, hey, I'm going to go in the Geico truck and find out about Osborne. And I was there for half an hour, and she just left. You were there for way longer than that because I left after a half I talked, hour. I went upstairs. Talked to Will Hahn. He was getting his hand worked on, you know, from his uh, crash. Mm-hmm. Talked to him and his dad for a while. Little did I know, 24 hours later, I'd be a, the recipient of a vicious online attack from Tommy Hahn. <laughs> but anyways, I talked to Will and his dad for a long time. And then I talked to uh, Dan Bentley for a long time about Honda and Barsha. It's Bentley. Bentley. Didn't I say that? Did I say Bentley? I think you said Bentley. You uh, said Bentley. Uh, Bentley. Dan Bentley. And then I talked to Jeff Myshak, the owner of Geico, for a while. And Sean, Will Hahn. So anyway, I was there for like, yeah. 
a while. She she doesn't drag me. I'm down. like, oh, she pro circuits over there. Let me go. Let me go see what's going on over there. Right. You guys have been together a while. I think she got you figured out. Right. Dude. And then uh, it's cool when they're like that she, though. Yeah. Not she, high maintenance. No, wearing on you. Come dude, on, let's go. No. That's cool. Well, I met her at the motocross races, so that helps, right? That, that helps. You would think. Yeah. You'd hope. Right. She was a mechanic groupie. Yeah. And uh, that's, what she, that's what she was into. <laughs> Shut I up. I don't know who you were with, Booty, but you missed your turn, I guess. Uh, no. Come back on, then, dude. you would have been, been married. Back then, you were. Yeah, you were married. Back yeah, then, I'm you married. were Renard back then. Oh, so, was I? Yeah. yeah. No. I'm but, a. I'm a I'm yeah, kidding. in 97? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 97, Renard. 7, 8. Yeah. Minneapolis 98, Supercross? 98, 99. 97? Who were you? Um. Pashawn. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, anyways, but you were married, so. Yeah. Uh, you were out. Um, all right. San Diego this weekend for you. Yeah, last race for a while. I'm bummed. Are you not going to Toronto? I am going to Toronto. That's like weeks away, right? Yeah. I really want How to you go get to Dallas. Toronto? How are you getting to Toronto? I think I got to fly. How are you going to buy a ticket? I'm not. Who's buying a ticket? My man. Oh. I'm going in early to well Toronto. Said. Yeah, I know. Are right? you? That's how it works. Well, okay, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Pookie. Thank you. Um, thanks, Prelude. Always a good time hey, to have you Steve, in. Hey, Steve, I appreciate it. Some shows I feel are better than others, but I enjoy I enjoy being on it. I was really excited to come to the show. Really? There's a lot to talk about. I can't Oh, you got an Irv story. No, well. Yeah. Tell us your Irv story. That's not really a, well, Maybe I was misunder. Maybe I didn't hear it right, but he basically for the uh, at uh, Oakland mm-hmm. when he was announcing the top twenty-two riders. I think he was reading off the top twenty or twenty-two in the point standings because mm. uh, he called out both our riders, and neither one of them were in the main event. Right. Yeah. Did anybody else hear that? I didn't hear that, but I I totally believe it. I absolutely I'm believe it. Pretty much sure mixing that's what up, it was. It mix, was right before the, the gate drop. So mixing up, mixing up the uh, sheets sounds like something he would do. Okay. Yeah. That guy's th- going down. Um, but thanks for coming in, brother. Always a good time. We'll uh, we'll get you back real soon on the show. Sounds good. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear. You know what, Pookie? You read it. You got a sexy. You got a sexier voice than me. You read that. Where did you stop? From the top, bro. FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, and Optrix. All on board with us. Nice. Works Connection? I forgot that. And Works Connection. And a Cherbies. And a Cherbies. Acrobis. <laughs> on with us. Devin, thank yeah, you. Thanks, always bro. Always a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you for hanging in there, even though you're under the weather and all that. At, oh, uh, committed. Yeah. Yeah, they say a lot of things about you. Committed is one of them. Yes. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Chad Reed, Nick Way, Jimmy Albertson, Jeremy Albrecht, Jason Thomas, all on board with us. And, of course, Berluti in studio, the great Tony Berluti. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, 
that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>